Welcome to this week's Selk Grassroots Podcast, the Sunday League Show, brought to you by the Down to Play app. Grassroots football is finally back and we're buzzing. Get Down to Play today, the UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. Welcome to Silk Grassroots, the podcast network that brings you the Sunday League show. This is episode 32. Um, this week, as usual, I'm joined by Graham, Gibbs, Roger and Jamie uh, for our reviews uh, and previews of the uh, Southern Sunday, Westfar, Quarter Municipal and the OBD SFL. Our, our guests this week are Poplar Rovers, AFC Poplar Rovers champions. Uh, confirmed now. Um, not quite, of, Andrew. Not quite. Not quite confirmed. Champions. We thought that this win on Sat on Sunday during their interview. Obviously, as usual, we were we were recording ahead of time, um, so it wasn't confirmed. Uh, but we thought a win would be enough. But it's it's still not enough. And this leads us to introduce the man himself, Graham. Graham, how are you doing? I'm very well, mate. How are you? Very well, thank you. So not quite over the line for AFC Poplar Rovers just yet. Not quite. So um, I don't want to obviously add any spoilers at the moment. I'll let listen, uh, people listen to the interviews later on. But um, they were hanging around after the game yesterday, waiting for the Argentina result, which wasn't favourable for them. So um, the title race is going to go on a little while longer. And uh, Poplar have now played, finished their games. So they're just waiting to see what Argentina now do in the next or the last two games. So uh, we'll talk about it later on and give the context around that. But very interesting scenario that could decide the uh, decide the title. Very interesting. And like a lot of the divisions, it's coming down to the wire, which is absolutely just what we wanted. It's brilliant. Fantastic. And we will talk about the tables and the various scenarios, the ups and downs and, and where we are with each division in the second section because of Easter, the Southern Sunday, there's only one game played next being played next week, much to the fixture secretary's uh, displeasure, I think, whoever the whoever the fixture secretary is, Graham. Um, but yeah, just the one game next week. So we're going to run through each of the um, 12 tables uh, in the Southern Sunday and talk about some various uh, things that can still uh, happen in the league and, and have happened. So that should be a nice thing to look at. Graham, straight into the fixtures uh, in the Prem, the Supreme Trophies, Graham Dodd Premier Division. Uh, Parklife nil, Clapham Rovers six on the back of a big win last week against Albion. Uh, the Clapham Rovers boys seem to have hit uh, some good some good form. They find themselves hovering in second place, I believe, in the table. Uh, yeah. Parklife season has fallen off uh, the face of a cliff. Uh, swag ominously uh, waiting over the shoulders of those leading pack with plenty of games to play. They beat AFC Putney first 2 0. Um, important two results there for the for the Prem uh, leaders or the, the hopefuls in in uh, in that one yesterday. Yeah, so just when it looked like that it was going to be partly who were going to be the team who were going to come out of the of the pack, essentially, if you like, um, the spanner has been well and truly thrown into the works, I think. Um, Clapham Rovers, you know, they're on a good little bit of run of form and they seem to be going under the radar. I'm not sure after a 6-0 win yesterday they are going to be allowed now to go under the radar I think they're very much at the at the sort of top of people's agenda yeah. for potential contenders I think the other team still there to look out for is obviously AFC Ballum who didn't play in the league yesterday they've mm. still got games in hand and actually it's probably um 
between them and swag in terms of it being in their hands. So they look on paper and in terms of games to play, kind of the favourites. But yeah, you can't rule. I mean, Partney are in there, Clapham Rovers are in there, Swagger in there, Ballam are in there. Um, it's between those four. So um, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely be getting new winners on the trophy, I think, this season. Uh, if Clapham Rovers think thought they were going under the radar, you can't be second in the table with games in hand as well. I believe uh, they have. Uh, you can't be uh, in the position they are and continue to go under the radar in April. I agree, uh, but no one's talking about them, though, Andrew. To be fair, if you look at social media, nobody, everyone's talking about kind of swag coming from the from the sort of mid table up. Yes, um, and that's where all the attention. Everyone's looking at swag and these games in hand. Um, they are going to play midweek this week um, over at uh, Dulwich on, on Wednesday night. So it'll be very interesting to see if they can get that win. Again, that just moves Swagger a little bit closer um, to the top and everybody is looking at, at them. And, and from an Albion perspective, uh, you know, they will want points out of that game on Wednesday night for um, different reasons. So it be interesting to see what way that, that goes. But you do fear that it might go with a form book. Yeah, history tells us. Sadly, it probably will. In the Tony Eldridge Championship, two games played yesterday. Cosmos United continue their impressive season with a 3-1 win against West Norwood. Uh, West Norwood safe uh, in the Championship this season. Uh, probably happy to see the end of the season and to reset and go again. A good social media post from them yesterday saying that they won't give up next season. Cosmos uh, very much are they, they're still involved in the promotion fight, well, aren't they? I mean, we'll talk about this in the second half of the show, Andrew, but we've now got an absolutely extraordinary situation where we've got a three-horse uh, race for that second place between Barthold Boys, between Lazio and between Cosmos. Yeah. Um, and it could all go down to the could all go down to the last game. It could, any of them could take it. It could go to goal difference. Um, honestly, it's a bit like most of these divisions, it's just too close to call at the minute. Uh, in the Bob Dixon League One, two games played yesterday. Um, well, two games um, scheduled to play. Kudos Athletic, um, awarding Val County um, a walkover yesterday. But Graham, I wanted to shout out the valiant effort of four Kudos players who turned up yesterday ready to play a game for the club in response, I guess, to uh, the bulletin that went out from yourself about uh, and, the mo- and the sort of moans we've both made on the podcast about teams not showing up, just throwing the towel in if they've got nothing to play for. But four plucky, brave Kudos Athletic players turned up yesterday ready to play a game of football uh, and seemingly let down by their teammates. Yeah, I mean, I spoke to the Kudos management on my way to the Fulham game yesterday and, you know, they were saying that, you know, they felt really hurt and really let down. I think actually, to be fair to Kudos, since they've been in the league, I think that's the first time they've ever not fulfilled a fixture. So they're not serial offenders by any stretch of the imagination. And I, the manager essentially just paid the ref and said, look, no more is going to turn up here. Sort of go home, um, you know, feel sorry for the ref, feel sorry for the opposition. That pitch that they play at down at the Southfields Academy, that's a £200 pitch as well that's gone to waste. So they wouldn't have taken that decision to give the walk over lightly. Um, really feel sorry for them, but, you know, they are going to make some changes in the next couple of weeks. Um, in terms of being able to field a team. And I think you're going to use some of the second team players um, because I do think they understand the importance of the integrity of the competition where they need to start fulfilling fixtures. And obviously the higher up you go, um, if you've got two teams, then, you know, your obligation is to field the team for your first team first. So I think they understand that. 
Fantastic. The call, the uh, kudos athletic guys, not serial offenders, but some of their players were cornflaky yesterday. I prefer Rice Krispies. <laughs> uh, Putney Pacers played uh, Junction Elite first in a big game involving uh, Junction Elite, trying to claw back these games and points on the Wimbledon Commoners who are sitting top of League One. Uh, Junction Elite um, not able to do that against the Putney Pacers side who have uh, seemed who seem to be uh, tough, tough opposition on their day, uh, Graham. They share a two-all draw in tribute to the man himself, really throwing spanner, a spanner in the works for the Junction Elite's title hopes, but they've still got enough games, I think, to, to get this back. Yeah, I was having a good look at this. Um, I, I don't think the point is is anything really to write home about, to be honest, from a Junction Elite point of view. They go into that, obviously, favourites. They go into it expecting to win the game with no disrespect to to Putney Paces, but that's not going to do them any damage. They're on the same points as Wimbledon Commoners with four games in hand. Um, they're going to win the title. I don't think there's any doubt about it unless there is a big collapse over the next seven games. And, um, you know, it will be a worry and it will be a little bit of a kick in the um, proverbial, I think, for Junction Elite. And they will need to wake up and, and focus and and get back on track and start getting the wins. But yeah, three or four more wins and yeah, that's enough for them. Hopefully they do use these um, adverse sort of results that they've been getting recently as a kick in the proverbials because they can really go from being complete favourites and seemingly strolling the, the division yeah. uh, to, to not winning anything and maybe they'll get a promotion. But um, the talent that they have in that team deserves to be playing uh, champ deserves to be a uh, title. They should be winning titles, should I say, uh, and certainly cups. And yeah, it's looking like it could be a trophy, a trophyless season potentially for the Junction Elite first, which wouldn't be good. Can I just touch on Putney Pacers just sure. for a moment? Yeah. Um, again, you know, it's all, we talk about the big clubs all the time. Just want to say, you know, from a Putney perspective, you know, they came up, they came up last year, and I, I think it's fair to say, you know, they lost a lot of players over the summer that they weren't expecting to lose. They've struggled in the division all the way along, but you know what? They've got a team out. They've they've been committed. They've now finished their season 18, played 18 points. That may be enough, you know. That may just be enough to just keep them up. And if they do stay up after the struggles that they've had this season, then, you know, I tip my hat off to George and all the lads at Putney Paces. They haven't moaned. They haven't whinged. Things have gone against them. But I think if they stay up, I think that's a fabulous season. So just wanted to give them a shout out, really. Fair play. In League Two, uh, Rildan Donald played champions at uh, Selhurst yesterday. Uh, and Rildan Donald proving uh, that they're no pushovers. They got a nil-nil, uh, the most rare of Sunday League uh, results. Well, I've seen another one on the, on, we, we've on had the horizon. About, we've had two or three this weekend, yes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, a good point for Rildan Donald against Selhurst, who perhaps more interested in protecting that that zero in the loss column than, than adding any more wins, Graham. Um, perhaps protect, protecting some of the Saturday players who have uh, they're seemingly in a fight for their um, yeah. their league on a Saturday and cup, close up there, yeah, county the cup finals yeah. and all that stuff. Um, but a good point for Rildan Donald. Uh, no one expected that. Uh, we expected a comfortable Sellers win. So well done to Rildan Donald. I think it's one of them, Andrew, from a Sellers perspective. I know that they wanted to to try and win all the games, but if you're not going to win it, don't lose it. Yeah. So yeah. I think they'll bank the point, bank the clean sheet, and I think they'll move on. Yeah, 
Uh, the only thing they'll be worried about is is a loss now in in the league. I think uh, they'll be they'll be wanting to keep it unbeaten for the year. Uh, in League Two, more one more game. The Sporting Crabs, the guys at Sporting Crabs, drew one all with South London. South London, uh, since these the epic sort of battles with Wimbledon Wolves, uh, Graham seem to be settling for uh, perhaps an outside chance of promotion uh, into League One via. Uh, a, 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 an accommodating uh, constitution in the summer. Yeah, Wimbledon Wolves, huge favourites now. Um, their goal difference is better. One win um, essentially would, would probably do it on the goal difference. Four points just to make sure um, South London now finished their season. Um, I th- they've done all they can. They had um, the blip, I think, at the wrong point and they've lost, I think, those key head-to-head battles that they needed to win and ultimately yeah. I think that is is going to cost them but but nonetheless you know a top three finish um, is not bad not bad well done to Southland it's been a good season fantastic start uh, bashing teams early doors in the season uh, and as Graham correctly said just those games against Wimbledon Wolves and Selhurst the um, the stumbling blocks but a good season overall well done lads in League 3 uh, Hampton Terriers 4 Wandsworth Warriors, who've been going really well lately. Let's not forget that. Wandsworth have been a good side, uh, catching the eye with some um, good, good results for the, of themselves. Hampton Terriers promoted uh, Graham with a 4-0 win. That's an impressive result for the, the Terriers. Yeah, really, really good for them. They're over the line. I'm sure they'll be absolutely delighted with that. You know, there was a, a stage where they had their own little blip, didn't they? And they were wondering whether it was going to happen and uh, what other results. And Dara obviously had quite a lot of um, games in hand. And there was, you know, a lot of looking over the shoulder to see whether Dara could put the run together, um, which they've not been able to do. So, yeah, it's Harbert and Hampton uh, both now up and they will have a um, title showdown on the last game of the season to see who wins the league. What a uh, what a final day scenario. And uh, I wonder how that happened. Uh, the fixture secretary at the Southern Sunday absolutely earning their, earning their crust uh, this season with the the holding back of these brilliant fixtures. Um, so Harbour and Hampton Terriers play each other the last game of the season. Yes. Absolutely brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. And the scenario that goes with this, we'll talk about in the second half of the of the show, but it is one of the most intriguing sort of title potential deciders that, that you're likely to see. I mean, everything is just so close. It is... Um, it's an extraordinary scenario. I wished I was refereeing the game on the 24th, but uh, I'm not, sadly. But yeah, great ending to the season. Really, really exciting time. Right. Uh, more League Three games. Uh, Clapham Chiefs given the walkover by uh, a London, a South London All-Stars who, Graham, perhaps won't be seeing out the rest of their fixtures this season. No, they, they've withdrawn for the rest of the season, but they're in talks with another club who are also struggling around a potential summer merger. So um, we're confident out of two struggling teams, we'll get one thriving team for next season. And I would just say to any teams in our league or in other leagues, that's the way to go. You know, we want to preserve football. We don't want to lose teams. Yep. Um, rather than be setting up new clubs from, stru- from scratch, if you've already got, you know, people who are willing to, to run things administratively, you've got the infrastructure. Why set up a brand new club when you can just salvage something from clubs that already exist? Absolutely. We've seen that successfully happen in uh, Westville with uh, Blackfen United and Erif Athletic. We, we got Blackfen and Erif. Uh, Athletic, which is a good club, too. They, now they, you know, their their benches are full every week, and they get all the players there. So we like to see mergers. They're an absolutely fantastic idea. 
sadly, usually someone has to swallow their pride and and with the club name yeah. and all that stuff. But um, the politics is is by the by. Uh, we it's like about to football. see. We're here to play football. Yeah. We want to. We want. We want people to enjoy their game of football on a Sunday. So um, yeah, hopefully. I mean, I think South London have done the right thing. You know, they 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 were quite upfront and said, look. We've struggled. We've non-fulfilled twice. We can't give a, a, a guarantee to the league or to the other teams that we're going to be able to play our games. And rather than waste everybody's time, they've done absolutely the right thing. Fair play then. Fair play. Uh, Dara FC first win 2-1 against Westminster Wanderers Reserves. Dara left to think what could have been this season in League 3 uh, on their day. Um, arguably uh, the best, one of the best teams in the league. Um, but they won't be promoted automatically uh, by finish by um, position this season. Um, very much the same as South London. Perhaps a kind constitution next year may give them um, a promotion. But who well, knows? he's got four games to play. I think what he'll be going for is he'll be going for um, he'll be going for third place. I think if they finish third place, then that gives them some confidence and something to build on and to take into next season. And as you quite rightly say, Andrew, you know, on their day they can beat anybody in that division. In fact, beat anybody in their league. They've got some very, very talented players. They're a very well-run club. Um, but yeah, um, again, it's just consistency, I think, for them this season. And particularly at the beginning of the season, I don't think they won a game for, I think, for the first four games. You've got to be putting points on the board early doors. I think yep. if you see someone like Bournemouth in the championship, they only where they are in second because they had such a great start to the season. If you look at the important time at the moment, they're just not picking up results. And it's now 50-50 as to whether they'll get over the promotion line. It's a bit like this. You know, you have to get off to a, a good start and you have to put points on the board. Absolutely. Uh Fulham doing their best not to win the title as well, though, Graham. <laughs> See, I knew that someone would mention it if I didn't mention it. Um, Coventry City will wish that they could play Fulham every week. That's 4-1 and 3-1 this season. So uh, they must love us. Uh, in League Four, uh, Merton uh, played Parthenope, uh, whilst Magpies recruitment were away in, in County Cup action, sadly losing their semi-final. Uh, the Magpie boys just didn't turn up this weekend. Short on numbers for many reasons um, and didn't get the game over line. Merton Athletic looking uh, to take advantage in the league and put some pressure on the Magpie boys. Uh, Merton did just that with a 4-3 win against Parthenope, who we know know how to shut up shop. They know how to get points on the board. They've done it very regularly. Um, stubborn team to, to beat. Uh, Merton doing the job, Graham. I think, Andrew, I'm I'm right in saying, and someone might need to fact check me, but I believe I'm right. I think Merton were 3-0 up in this game and Parthenope got it back to 3-3 and then Merton won it 4-3, I think, is what happened yesterday. So that goes to show how close that that was. And yeah. um, Parthenope, it was nearly another draw for them. Nearly. Uh, I tell you what, they must be one of the most unluckiest teams in the. They, they, no one says. Everyone says what a good side they are. No one they get full credit when they when people play them. Uh, but yeah, these was the, they don't get the results to match the performances by the sound of it. No, and I think um, I was talking to him a little bit last night, quite late, and um, I think you know they're another one. There's a lot of injuries that clubs seem to be carrying around at the moment, and um, mm. I don't know where these injuries have come from. And I'm not overly convinced that they're all genuine injuries. I have to say, I think okay. um, I think uh, you know we're at a point where it's coming to Easter holidays, and people are starting if they've got nothing to play for, think about other things, and sort of getting getting the flip-flops out and getting on uh, holiday to get some sun on their back. So uh, I'm not overly convinced by some of these so-called injuries, but um, yeah, Parthenope, 
again, really nice set of lads, very well organised, very well run club. Um, so hopefully they'll be able to go again next season. And on the back of uh, one of the other results, which I think you're um, about to read out. Um, yeah. I'll let, you read I'll, read it. I'll let you read it out if you like. I, I will do. So top deck one, Southside United nil. So that's a, a, a early curtain raiser of the cup final that those two are going to play. Top deck came out one nil winners. And as a result of that game, Merton and Magpie both got promoted up to League Three yesterday. So congratulations to both of those sides, to Abilio and to, to Francis. And um, yes, we just wait to see now who wins the title. And in terms of the cup final, will Southside get revenge against Top Deck? Let's if they play their see. cards right, perhaps, Andy. <laughs> perhaps they've got an ace up their sleeve for that one. Well, uh, you top... are a joker, aren't you? <laughs> top Deck. That made result of the week for you, Graham, that That's one a yesterday. Great, that is a great result. That's a great result. I mean, Top Deck, we know, have been a little bit hit and miss. Southside would have still wanted to, to win that game to, to make the, the promotion race just go that little bit longer. But for Top Deck to come out and keep the clean sheet as well, 1-0, sets a nice little early marker ahead of the cup final. I think that's an impressive result for them yesterday. So well done to, to Alfie and uh, the, the, the lads down at Top Deck. Well done. Yeah, well done, lads. Uh, in League 5, Newlands 9, Sporting London 0. Uh, Sporting London's uh, small sort of revival uh, just after Christmas, well and truly over. They're getting beaten heavily week in, week out now by Newlands. Uh, cup finalist, Newlands, am I correct? Of your cup, Andrew? Of our cup, of our cup. <laughs> I thank you for putting our name on the cup again. Uh, Newlands 9, they're warming up nicely for a cup final uh, in a few weeks' time, uh, maybe four weeks' time. Uh, they're going to want to build momentum and they won't want to uh, lose that cup final more games in league five bluebirds and st matthew's project first draw nil nil graham the most the the, the not on the unrare result in the southern sunday this week well it's quite strange how all these nil nils come about in the southern sunday league but you know in my 21 year refereeing career i've probably done what three and a half thousand games i've never refereed a nil nil draw three and a half thousand games must be something like that 20 years. So how many games do you do a, month, a year? Oh, when, I first, when I first started, I was doing five or six a week, Andrew. Oh, my God. I did five or six a week. You know, I used to do sort of the, contrib- the combined counties, suburban league, uh, Ryman Youth League, Southern Youth League. I was out every night of the week, two games, three games, four games at a weekend. I was buzzing for it when I was young and fit, you know. Uh, God. Well, not now. I'm old and fat. But <laughs> Well, I've done three games this weekend, two of them Lions, and I feel like I've run a marathon. <laughs> <laughs> feel you look absolutely like, you look yeah. like you've been got by the sun and all yeah i've been tangoed as well i'm so absolutely burnt to a crisp from the sun uh yeah the the, the crap pitches aren't helping no ground oh, my ankles today are killing me don't even go there i thought that little bit of a nice little downpour we got was it wednesday or thursday i thought that might just soften it it hasn't touched it has it no, hasn't and everything's lumpy and horrible anyway Ugh. Less about me, uh, the better. In League, <laughs> in League Six, um, a big day yesterday. Argentina 5, UBL CFC Old Boys 1. A big result for Argentina against an excellent UBL CFC side, mm. showing that their title uh, their title hopes is very much on Argentina. They have the eyes on, on the prize. Uh, um, AFC Poplar Rovers 3, Junction Elite Thirds 2. They get the job done. They've done everything they can do now. Popular Rovers, but Argentina. Just, they, it was just, it was, uh, uh, 
so we talk about integrity of the competition and we talk about teams that have got nothing to play for. Well done to Junction Elite third team, who I tell you what, Poplar, if they win the league, will look at that game and say, do you know what? That was one of them fixtures where we were absolutely tested until right until the end. Yeah. And the result was in the balance. And we came out and we showed resilience and we showed character. And we, we came from one nil down and we got the job over the line. That is one of them results. Poplar, I've, I've refereed Poplar, I think it's the third time this season. They've played better in the other two games than they did yesterday. Mm-hmm. But if you want to get promoted or you want to win the title, sometimes you have to roll up your sleeves, fight, and you have to just get the job done. And you know what? They did that yesterday. They did that very much. But, but Junction Elite, with not a lot to play for, fulfilled their obligation to the competition. They done Argentina proud yesterday and they pushed Poplar Rovers all the way. That's all I ask any of these teams to do. Keep the football, keep the divisions honest. Uh, with someone like Aaron at the top of the, the club, there's no way that he's going to allow that to happen uh, for anyone with Junction Elite, a badge on their shirt. So, uh, we yeah, Poplar Rovers in their interview, when you hear later, uh, that comes across that... Um, they, they know that they've had moments in the season where they've gotten away with it and uh, perhaps luck has been on their side. Maybe the last game of the season um, was the same for them. But Argentina, again, probably uh, the, well, the much more eye-catching result uh, in terms of expectations. that We expected that to be close, but um, the Argentina, not only good at football, but some of these barbecues, the videos they're oh putting on, it looks, looks outstanding. Oh my God. So I come home and have this Sunday roast of a Sunday sort of afternoon and evening. And then I look at that on Twitter and I think, I wish I could swap me roast for that. (laughs) Yeah, I think we all do. I Uh, mean, honest to God, Jesus, I could could literally eat my roast and then probably eat that on top and get even fatter than I already am, you know? That's just just like uh, an invitation from the boys would be nice, wouldn't it? Well, I, I was going to start fishing on there, um, to be honest, but uh, yeah, I, I thought we'd leave it. I know I know they're keen listeners of the podcast, so probably when one um, listens to this, I'll get a WhatsApp message saying, no, you don't need an invite. Of course, you can come over for the barbecue. I know that that's what you'll say. They're, they're very good lads, they are. Um, well, pleased to have them in the league. They're very good. Uh, selkpod at gmail.com for any, uh, for any <laughs> invitations from the Argentina lads. Uh, the last game in League Six is Sporting South 2 Clapham Common won a good win for uh, Sporting South. Uh, Clapham Common have had some good results overall um, recently. Uh, league league table probably doesn't reflect that, but they have um, they have been uh, better of late. But a good win for Sporting South. Yeah, rele- yeah. Again, the team they but they've been relegated, kind of going into the game and um, you know played the last game and and got a little bit of confidence to take into the to the summer break and they'll go again next season. So well, well done to them. Uh, League 8, Dara Reserves lose 2-1 to East Putney. Uh, East Putney, not really a team we've spoken about a hell of a lot, uh, Graham, um, but that feels like it was a good win for them. Strange, strange outfit, really. Um, they're a bit like Junction Elite to some regard about kind of the level of seriousness that they take it. Um, I don't think they're too bothered about winning or losing, to be honest. I know they like a little bit of the old drink and they like a bit of the social afterwards and um, there is that whole element and it's kind of just a group of mates that just want a bit of a kick about in an organised, sort of well-run league and have a game of football. Um, I think they're happy if they win, but I don't think, you know, they get disappointed or despondent if they lose. I think 
Um, they're just happier every Sunday. They're just one of these teams. They go under the radar. They're happy to just go and have a game of football every week. And do you know what? We talk about sort of Super Leagues and YouTube teams and stuff like that. Why not have Maurice Putney's? Um, you know, they just want a game of they just want a game of football and they don't want any of the fuss to go with it. What's wrong with that? Nothing wrong with that at all. They are the lifeblood. Teams like that is the lifeblood of Sunday football. They're the majority, I think, Andrew. Yeah. Sometimes we focus on the minority because they're very influential and they're very, they've got a big presence out there on social media. But actually, that is in the minority. All of these YouTube teams and sort of semi-pro players playing Sunday, those teams are very much in the minority of grassroots football mm-hmm. when you think of the thousands of teams who are not like that. So yeah. I, I do think we have to look at the balance of that sometimes and, and look at who's in the majority and who isn't. Agreed. Absolutely agree. Uh, Mundial B1, Ballum and Clapham Albion, nil. Mundial uh, needed these wins, as do uh, their title rivals, uh, Rosendale, who got given a walkover by the Penguins, which is a shame for the Penguins. They're going to go down without much of a fight, potentially. Well, we'll talk about that again in the second half of the show. There's a very interesting um, relegation battle between them and Kudos now, where um, the fixtures for both of them are as hard as you can get for the final game uh, and it could go down to which team goes down on goal difference and it could be relegated on goal difference well Mundial B will be pleased for the extra goal in the title race yesterday although I think they're quite they're quite a way ahead the goal difference is significantly ahead yeah. it's better by 24 and they've scored 22 more goals so um, goal difference really not a factor in that one okay both teams getting the win yesterday uh, that one's going all the way well, to I mean, the Clapham end. Albion, from their perspective, I think they've been a bit unlucky this year that they've come against two really, really sound, solid teams in Mondale and Rosendale, and they'll be a bit sick of them. And, you know, <laughs> if the constitution is kind to them, they could get up, because I think they could be competitive. Yeah. But I just think those two teams have been the standout teams in that division, without a shadow of a doubt. They've been really good. And we've mentioned their nice little rivalry that's um, started up, and uh, we look forward to seeing that. Uh, in League Seven next year. Well, the thing for the thing for Bellum and Clapham Albion, if they did stay in League Eight, then you've got the likes of Venezia Dons potentially, Deportivo La Caruña, and Vauxhall Virgins coming up. So it doesn't get it doesn't get any no. easier for them if they stayed in that division. So um, yeah, interesting uh, times. That at would the be a very different challenge, though. I think to Mondial and Rosendale, it'd be a very different challenge, but nonetheless uh, different, but still difficult. Yeah, uh, in League Nine. Uh, here we go with the, the crazy divisions in the uh, Southern Sunday. So we've got a little bit more clarity to this one. We've got a little bit more clarity after this weekend. Yeah. Strange right. results. Venezia Dons drawing one all with Rick Brixestain. Brixestain, who haven't been heavily involved in the, the title chat from us on the podcast. We feel like they're just sitting in the, on, in the outside places or outside chance of, of a title, it seems um, they've missed out now. Deportivo, yeah, they can't win it. They can't no. win it now. Uh, a good point for them, pr- perhaps against Venezia Dons, who I've slipped up um, a couple of times against the teams in and around the top so four. So they can't win it now either, Andrew. Both of those on that result are now. They can't win the league either of those two teams. Uh, AFC Old Town were the outsiders with, with lots of games to play. The, the cup runs have caught the eye, uh, but they lose 3-1 to Deportivo La Caruña. Um, utterly, uh, utterly in control yesterday of that one yesterday Graham you're milking this now aren't you we're not doing milk can't do milk puns all the time it's too easy uh Old Town need to win these games against the top teams to to have a chance of getting amongst the uh, promotion places don't they 
So they've got seven games to play. They can get 21 points from those. Um, that would take them to 41. Uh, the cows are on 39 with two games to go. So I think pretty much, I think you can rule them out from winning the title as well. That's such a shame for the boys. They with more hope than uh, anything else, I guess, with, with some um, dominant teams at the top of the division. The Virgins, the Vauxhall Virgins, travelled to Larkhall City uh, and drew free all. Um, so where does that leave the Virgins? So Virgins now are seven behind with two games in hand. So the Virgins so, are out. Well, I, I think they're down, but not necessarily out. I think that would... Um, I think that would have been a bit of a bruising result, if I'm really, really honest, a bit of a bruising result. But um, looking at their fixtures, they've got to play uh, Brixton Stain and they've still got to play AFC Old Town. To ask them to go and win win those games to overturn the Cows, I think is going to be unlikely. So one win for the Cows to be promoted. Um, they are very much in the box seat. And with 89 goals scored in 16 games, I don't think anybody with a goal difference of 62 would argue that they would be worthy champions. They've hit form at the right time. They're a very, very entertaining side. Good side to watch. Very well run. Good addition to the league. Um, they have been more consistent than everybody else. And we were saying, weren't we, at the turn of the new year, whatever team gets their consistency level up is going to yeah. go and win that division. And they've just hit, hit the stride, haven't they? And they've gone on the front foot. So that's where the title is looking like it's going to end up. Yeah, it's been a good season in League Nine and it's always going to come to uh, an end, obviously, as we pushed on through the season. The slip-ups now from Brixistain and Venezia Dons and the Old Town. Uh, it was just really that funny up. that those results ruled out, what, three teams out of it yesterday. yeah. yeah. That's so they, it did, goes. they did nothing to anybody. Um, so, you know, Deportivo would have been banking their 3-1 and then looking at the results later on in the day, thanking, saying, you know, let's crack open another beer, lads. I think <laughs> it's, been our, it's been our day today. Yeah, absolutely. Congratulations, boys. Uh, League 10, uh, Masvida, their, their impressive season continues with a 2-0 win over Club, Club International to Football Clapham. Um, Old Ruts given a win by Imperial Wolf. Um Imperial Wolf, are they seeing their season? No, they, they went they went some weeks ago. They've gone some weeks ago. So Old Ruts uh, getting the points uh, without having to kick a ball yesterday. Uh, into the cup games, there's three cup games yesterday. Uh, and dare I say, three upsets on paper. Graham? I'd say two upsets. Let's go, for, let's go with the first one. Atletico Buble. Uh, this is the Ken Bailey Cup game. Atletico Buble won 3-1 against Wimbledon Commoners. Uh, Buble in League Two? Correct. Sixth and in League Two. Sixth in League Two, mid-table uh, in League Two. This was one of our games of the week last week, so I think yeah, that's, that's why, why I, I chose that. it, Andrew, yeah. Um, and Wimbledon Commoners uh, sitting top of League... Second now, second, because Junction Elite got a point yesterday, oh, so they're sec second in League One. Second in League One, so 12, 15 places around that, uh, separating the two in the, in the whole ladder of uh, the Southern Sunday. Atletico Buble with a 3-1 win against Wimbledon Commoners who have had impressive cup wins against Sporting Continental on the CV this season uh, and a real good league campaign. Uh, Atletico Buble getting a big win yesterday, Graham, continuing this theme that the underdog story in the Southern Sunday 
uh, cups is is alive and well even today. Oh, I, I think it's an outstanding result. And we've talked about the Marcus Lipton, haven't we, with the cup upsets? But actually, we shouldn't um, take away from the other divisional cup competitions where we've seen similar. I mean, it, it's been a consistent theme right across the the cups this year. But as you say, you know, it, it's just one of them scenarios, isn't it, where you know Buble not doing an awful lot in the league, you know. What, what did they have to lose yesterday? And, you know, that was kind of a little bit of my thinking behind putting it up for, for one of the potential games of the week. On paper, you'd look at that and go, commoners are going to win that all day long. It looks like they've been turned over there yesterday, doesn't it? Mm. Really turned over. Maybe they took their, maybe they expected a win themselves and just looked at the league tables and, and didn't turn up. Who knows what happened yesterday? Uh, but Atletico Buble, we know on their day, uh, are a good side. They've had a good run of form. Um, in sort of sandwiched by some poor form, which probably means uh, where they are, where, where they are in the league, but in the cup, they live to, to talk another day and well done to uh, the Buble. So boys. their semi-final now is against Barking Mad and Barking Mad are fifth in league one. So they are going to have to beat higher placed opposition again, again. in order to get to the final. And um, there they will meet Selhurst. Well, well, the uh, semi-final, just getting to the final should be the, should be the aim and uh, whatever happens in the final happens. Who knows what, what can happen in a cup final. Well done to Buble on a big win. Probably their their best win. Um, best of win the of the season, season without yeah. a shadow of a doubt. But Wimbledon Commoners, you know, let's just give them a shout quickly. Still up there in contention for promotion up to the championship. And they've obviously got the Wimbledon Wolves in the semi-final of the Marcus Lipton Cup still to come on the 24th. So, you know, they're down after yesterday's results. But my goodness me, they're not out. They've still got a hell of a lot to play for. Absolutely, they'll need to get back to it straight away. No, no weeks off uh, for them in in their in the end of their season, uh, th- uh, theoretically. Uh, in the Marcus Lipton Cup, a huge, huge, <laughs> huge result. Um, St Andrews <laughs> of League Ten uh, playing AFC Bellum, who are title chasers in the Prem Division, Graham. And you did say last week that should AFC Bellum crash out of the Marcus Lipton, there'll be no. Premier Division teams in a cup final in the Southern Sunday, and it has happened. Uh, the impressive St Andrews win 3 1 um, in, I want to say, one of the biggest uh, cup upsets uh, in Sunday League history. Uh, <laughs> a, bo- a bottom division team, albeit as, as good as they may be, turning over um, a Prem Division team com- comprehensively. 3-1 is absolutely massive. And what I'll continue again with the Marcus Lipson Cup uh, being a, a, a graveyard for higher placed teams. I don't think we're ever going to get a Marcus Lipton Cup like this ever again. No. So do you know what? Drink it in, people. Drink it in. I mean, <laughs> the Premier teams and Championship teams must be absolutely sick of us, essentially, for kind of willing them out almost of the Marcus Lipton. But we've loved it every week, haven't we, yeah. with the upsets? And and this one yesterday, whilst it's an absolutely gigantic upset, you know, the people that were messaging me are going, yeah, it's a gigantic upset. But do you know what? People genuinely weren't surprised they've no. seen what St Andrews have done this season they've seen the results and they are on for a, a historic treble they really are on and can you imagine the Marcus Lipton Cup winners being a team from League 10 I mean I can now I can I mean, now I mean I was sort of thinking about it before the games yesterday and it, it, it just didn't seem a, a realistic prospect but my goodness me that's on the cards that's they've, on the cards. They've seen off some real good teams uh, in the Marcus Lipson Cup. Uh, they've just seen off 
uh, the highest one of the, the highest placed team uh, left in the Marcus Lipton Cup. Uh, St Andrews would be where I'd be putting my money. Uh, if if this was in a in a betting shop, that's where I would. Momentum be. is just everything is with yeah. them. Just they're, they're just they're, they're they're riding high on the crest of a wave at the moment, aren't they? And yeah, it doesn't look like the wave's going to come crashing down at any time soon. So, no. what a semi final though that is, by the way, against Argentina. A fantastic game, and they'll just be looking to a make sure that they keep the appearances going for the players that they need to play in these big games. So semi finals and finals, they'll want to play there. They're more important players to make sure that they tick boxes uh, and and are eligible for finals. Uh, but B, they'll want to keep they may be in the position to be able to keep the squad happy in in league games. So it's a real fine balance for uh, St Andrews Gaffer um, between now and these and these cup finals to try and get this historic season for a bottom division team uh, to. They'll be looking for trouble. It's absolutely crazy. Well, I think if they go and win the champ, if they go and win the uh, Marcus Lipton Cup, they've got to be probably looking at Championship football or League One football at least next season. Really, it gives me a happens. headache for the Constitution. But um, I mean, even just to get to the semi-final and look at the teams that they've beaten, even without winning it, I mean that they've got to be up there or thereabouts now. Let's see what happens in the summer with with whoever writes the Constitution. God help him. I'll need a couple of gins with that one, I think. <laughs> uh, in the Brian Howard President's Cup, South City uh, continue their good season with a 3-2 win against Putney, AFC Putney 11. I had said this was perhaps a, a bit of a an upset, but you didn't agree. No, I, if you look at Putney, they've got their 15 played 33. South City have played eight and they're on 21. They've got seven games in hand. Um, South City, you know, they've been to the semi-final of the County Cup. They've had their own good run, uh, I think, up to the quarter-final in the Lipton. Um, looking very, very good in the league. They've only lost one game, seven wins in the eight all season. They are looking likely that they are going to put that run together to probably overturn Putney and go and win the league. So I, I didn't think that was a, a shock. But equally, I wouldn't have been surprised because Putney have beaten them in the league if the result would have been the other way. I think, you know, there, there is it's a bit of nip and tuck. Um, but I mean, for South City, I think for, for them to have put everything that they've put into various cups this season, for them to end up with no cup final, I think would have been a huge disappointment. So they will be relieved after losing in the semi final last year to Lions United. They will be relieved to have got to the final this time around for the first time in their histories to get to a cup final. So well done to them. Commiserations to Putney, but Putney have obviously got their promotion up to League Six. So they've still had a fantastic season as well. Who do South City play in the final? Is that what decided final. yet? Yes, what a final. They play Rosendale Sports. So that is going to be a great game. I tell you, looking forward to these finals already. Brilliant. Yeah, it's looking good. Graham, I'll speak to you on the other side for the league table run through uh, and some look at some stats and the, the ups and downs and the in-betweens uh, for the Southern Sunday. Looking forward to it. Thanks, mate. Next up on the Sunday League show is the quarter municipal with Roger. Roger, those Mondays where you get a win are brilliant, but the Mondays when you get two the day before are even better. Congratulations yesterday. Further in the table. Further in the table, I know. Shot right up the league again. <laughs> Who would have thought it a few weeks back? I know. I know. Yeah. Flying. It's mad how a couple of weeks are a double banker like that can uh, turn around the fortunes. And yeah. actually now when you look at it on paper in the league and, and the cups, it's, it's 
it's going to end up being a good season for you boys. Um, Which is a mad yeah, thing to I say, mean, isn't after, it? I, yeah, after I mean, after after the start we had, um, you know, yeah, I think top three and 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 two two set two cup semi-finals is 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 a successful season. Um, yeah. You know, obviously we set ourselves different targets, but mm-hmm. like I said, after after that sticky patch we had, um, yeah, we've we've got we've got to look look at look at the positives. So tell us a bit about the game yesterday. We'll go straight into the fixtures for yesterday. That was Sunday, the tenth of April. Yeah. Um, the Div 1 game, you, you and London Warriors had a double banker. They were the only two games played yesterday in Division 1. Yeah. Uh, a 1-0 win for you and a 2-0 win for you. Sounds as though it may have been a bit textbook yesterday and, and uh, um, just get the job done. Well, I, I couldn't, I was working. So, I, I mean, I was, I'd literally dropped the kit off. Um, I would say I selected a team, but I the first game I had bare 11. Um and so I, I, I can't. I can't tell you the full story. I can tell you what I've heard is, um, you know, setting the team up. Um, literally, had a, the eleventh man turned up literally two minutes before kickoff. Okay. Um, so we, it was. It was, and they had a full. They had a full, full, full 16, 17, 18 players. I think on the there ready for them. So we literally we set up until we had reinforcements arrive, which was I had another three on the way. Mm. Um, it was set up as if as, you know. Solid, play solid, you know, and try and count, count try and catch them on the counter. Um, and from the sound of things, we would we were the better team. I think we t- we took our time to grow into the game, but we we had from 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 what I've been told, we had plenty of chances, just couldn't put it away. And then it was the very last minute of the first game, the goalie went up and scored the winner. <laughs> so, oh my god! <laughs> from a corner, yeah, the goalie went up. Um, you know, we we took our we you know we thought there was nothing to lose. It was the last last literally last kick of the game, and the goalie went up and, and put the ball in the back of the net from a corner. Fantastic. Um, so that was that. And in the second game, we had we had we had player, we had an extra three players arrive, so we we we, we freshened it up, um, and we was we was good for it by all accounts. We created plenty of chances. Story of the, what's been the last few weeks where we we created chances and just couldn't put it away and. That was a story of yesterday. Um, it sounded like London Warriors were getting frustrated with themselves. Um, I wouldn't say tempers fled, but they were frustration sort of boiled over a little bit with themselves, and there was a bit of arguing amongst themselves. But yeah, um, by all accounts, we, we fully deserved the win, and we, and we should have we should have won by by it should have been a more comfortable victory in both games by all, by all accounts. Three points, mate, is all that matters. Two Ws, as I say, what a beautiful yeah. Monday. Uh, yeah, fantastic. To- Two wins, Fantastic. mate. Well done. Well done. I mean, and, and the mood, mood in the camp has changed as well. Um, you know, you could see from the from the two and just the, the group chat was lively. Um, it's just, you know, it's 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 amazing what a couple of couple of wins can do too. And you know, that sets us up nice enough for the remaining games. We've got a big semi-final coming up. Um, so yeah, I think the boys are looking forward to it now. This, I mean, you've you've always you've always been slightly playing catch up with your uh, yeah. games this season. So once you caught up the games in hand, it was clear that the points uh, were there to be got. And if you did get them, then you would rock it up the table. And that's been yeah. clear. You've we've reached two cup semi-finals, which means you've you've missed quite a few weeks of league games. You've played your first double banker, and you're close to uh, the other teams around you in terms of games played. And you're third in the table. I mean, it's fantastic. We were doom and gloom it was did seem a bit doom and gloom when you were talking about some of the performances and the lack of numbers and stuff like that that you've had at times this season but as you say you're in a good run it's been post Christmas it's been pretty it's been pretty good for you guys and and that win uh, this week with a good performance against Boss Jam recently where you felt you were always in the game against the traditional 
Prem side. Um, no harm done to Saha Levin, uh, and that's a great and that's a great double win yesterday with Cobbs on the horizon next week. Yep. Yeah. No, like I said, um, um, I always felt that we was we was underachieving the season um, player wise. I've not had the commitment that that we should have had. Um, but in terms of since Christmas, you know, I've had I've had key players back and playing, and and it's showed with the results. Um, and I mean, yesterday playing the game, starting the game with the bare eleven, and uh, and then you know the boys by all accounts the boys put a real shift in um, playing against a, a Warriors team that were that were that were wanting to finish on a high. You know, I heard them before the game; they was they was eager to get 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 the six points because they wanted to finish. Um, I don't know if they could finish second, but they wanted to finish within the top three and, you know, had their eyes on promotion. So, you know, I can't, I can't fault the boys since Christmas. Um, they've been, they've been, they've been a real joy to work with. Um, and we're just hoping that we can end the season on a real high now. Uh, well done again. On to the next game. It was gold coaching against Kaiser in division two. Uh, gold coaching form falling off the face of a cliff going into their intermediate cup uh, game next week. Gold coaching Battered 11-1 by Kaizen. Um, two different, three different scorers of one or more goals. Marnie with two, Prenger with four, and Ward with two uh, single scorers for the rest of them. Uh, goal coaching going into the Intermediate Cup game next week against KFC. Uh, that's that's any that this result is anything but um, desired. I, just, I mean, I think Kaizen have always have been threatening all season to 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 put put some you know. Not, not. I mean, this this scoreline is an unbelievable scoreline. But I think they've always had it in them to to to. I thought they had it in them to push Albo, Southsea, and Dynamo Duppers all the way. Um, but for whatever reason, they couldn't. They couldn't consistently get the get the results together. But you know, this result is it's it's something else. Um, by all accounts, they've got some very good players in the team. Um, I've been trying to tap up Jack, their manager. <laughs> to get some sort of merger going because I know they've got some good young players, but he's 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 having none of it. Um, yeah, I'm a fantastic result for goal uh, for Kaizen. Goal coaching, I'm I'm shocked at the manner of the defeat. If I'm honest, um, yeah, we'll go into having, some. Having, we'll go into some. Of... A few weeks ago, sorry, sorry, yeah. Andrew, to interrupt. No, having played a few weeks ago, they they got some good players and they, and they tried to get the ball down and play some good football. Um, so yeah, I don't I don't know if they had a goalie missing or. Or a whole defence missing, but Kaizen <laughs> put them to the sword yesterday. Yeah, we'll look into some of the gold coaching form later because their game uh, next week, next Sunday, is in our games of the week, and it's it's uh, miserable reading for them uh, post Christmas uh, for gold coaching. It's been pretty awful uh, in Division Three. Uh, Souls played Lond- uh, South London Moors Reserves and South London Moors Reserves got the result over the line two one for them. It means nothing except a bit of pride. Uh, Souls. Uh, season really, um, they found their feet in Division Three, stopped the rot from the from the relegation from Div Two, Rog. But um, South London Royals proving too much. But two one shows it must have been a good game. Yeah, I, I think South London Royals reserves can can look back on the season with with um, with some pride. And they've been unfortunate to uh, come up against um, Addington United and Surrey Park Rangers, who have been in fantastic form all season. Um, you know, finishing third. Is, is is a good season, I would say, for them. Um, and I, I think that they, they are more than capable of, of mixing it with the teams in Division 2, maybe giving their first team a, a rest because they they've had a, another horrendous season. Yeah. Um, so I, I think the Royals Reserves boys can can sort of 
look forward to playing in Division Two, and, and I think and I think they, they they can I think they can have a good season next year as well. Let's see. It's fingers crossed. Uh, no score for Fulton Eve Rangers. Chelsea Athletic Reserves, but Chelsea haven't been playing much football lately, so I'm guessing yeah, no, that game. I, yeah, it wasn't played. I'm that game wasn't played. Right. So some cup games. Yeah. Uh, uh, there's Quidditch Municipal League Challenge Cup. Um, brought together Div Two uh, promotion candidates, South Sea Wanderers. Uh, they played as some casuals, and I think all the fault and chat about South Sea Wanderers being able to go <laughs> prem or yeah. higher. Um, it was answered yesterday, and clearly yeah. they're not really sharks this season either. So we can drop that one from the South Sea Wanderers uh, banter as well. South Sea Wanderers yeah. two, Addiscombe Casuals six. It's not. To um, say South Sea Wanderers are terrible, we know how good Addiscombe Casuals are. All they've now yep. got to play for is this cup and the Senior Cup. So they'll go all guns blazing for this. Kieran Rufus with a hat trick yesterday, Rog. But um, yeah, I think the the shark tags perhaps for South Sea Wanderers when they was in Div Three, yeah, warranted. Yep. But now I think they sort of found their level by the looks of it. Yeah, I think so too. And I, I, you know, I, I expect them to put up a bit more of a fight against Addison Casuals but you know it's been no surprise really Casuals have been scoring loads of goals of late They've been, their form has been fantastic I think they've had one loss yep. in the last however many games so <clears throat> so it, you know they, it's, it's no real no real um, no real shame in, in, in getting beaten by Casuals um, yeah I think Southsea have found the level um, you know they've had a good couple of seasons in, in the Croydon League and I think they've they've now got something they can sort of really build upon. Um, they seen where they sort of if, if their aim is to be uh, prem champions eventually, that they know the level they need to they need to get to. Absolutely, well done to Addiscombe Casuals. That a cup final for them caps off um, a potential two cup finals. Caps off uh, a fantastic season for them as a club, finishing third in the prem with one cup final and potentially one more. Um, that's a fantastic season for. Addiscombe Casuals. Uh, well done, boys. I'm, I'm right in saying they're in the other senior cup final, uh, semi final. Aren't they? They're against you, aren't they? They are against me, yes. That's right. in a couple of weeks' time, yeah. So, yeah, they, I mean, they had a poor start to the season. Um, and it looked like I might say they, was, they, they were struggling for players, but what a turnaround it's been for them since I think it's for the same as them since Christmas. They've been absolutely flying. Yeah. Um, to come from where they were and, and, being with a shout at one stage of of winning winning the Premier Division um, is no mean feat, and and like I said, two they've won guaranteed cup final and, and another cup semi final. So yeah, a, a really really a really a really big well done to Casuals for the, for their season. Absolutely, well done, boys. In the Senior Cup, uh, this is one of the games I was on yesterday as an as an assistant referee, so I get to got to watch quite a bit of this. PSG tumbling sent tumbling out of the Senior Cup by the Croydon JFC at the semi-final stage, four-one to Croydon JFC, and I think this game was simply uh, the team that took their chances uh, won the game, and that was it. Really, nothing really in the game at all. Not much of a, a footballing spectacle, sadly. So if I upset some of the teams there, but. Um, Quirden JFC again going forward was strong. I, I guessed three two to uh, Quirden JFC for this one, yep. um, and th- that uh, just thinking that they would have slightly more going forward. Um, a really sloppy first goal for Quirden JFC. The ball going through a, a really weak wall. Um, Disappointing in the PSG bench, um, but yeah, Quirden JFC marginally better on the day. Not a great game. Not a great pitch either really for two teams who did seem to want to try and play football but it didn't happen yep. um, 
yeah, Gordon Joe FC just taking their chances um, and get through to the final, obviously, where they await the winners of Addiscombe Casuals and Saha 11 yeah. in the final. Uh, in the Invitational Cup B game, uh, this is the, sorry, the Invitational Cup side B semi-final. Uh, Sanderson JFC against Santola. Sanderson top, uh, second, sorry, in Division 1 and Santola just sitting outside uh, the top three places in Division 3. Um, a, a bit like the uh, PSG Quirden JFC game, not really a fantastic game of football. Very scrappy in midfield. I refereed this one in the middle. Uh, eight yellow cards in the game probably tells you it was scrappy. Lots of, yep. um, there's a bit of handbags. There was persistent fouling. Uh, the Sinusid centre-half got sent off for two yellow cards, one one for a, a tackle, put stopping a promising attack and the second one. Um, I really should have um, yellow carded him for the first foul, but um, for the, sorry, for his second foul, but I, I talked to him and let him go and he he continued to foul. So I sent him, I gave him a second yellow card. So I said, seeing the game out of a good header from uh, R Simpson, I think at the back post after a, a corner, he just nodded it in. Um, but you wouldn't have been able to tell there was two div- the divisions between these two teams. Santola uh, tried to play a bit of football, tried a bit of the dark arts with the with the with the fouls and yeah. um, and um, going down a bit too easily and things like that. But I can see they're a good side. Uh, played mm-hmm. some really good foot good football at times. Fit, um, energetic side as well. Didn't stop going. Um, but Sanders did got the job done. A bit of know how. Um, from the Sinistead team, the Sinistead JFC boys, and that's them uh, through to their the next round, or that's the final of the, the invitational. Yeah, where they'll I don't know who's on the other side in the, any other semi final of that. I think but it's P- PSG and I think PSG are there. Um, Huxley are there. Oh, I think Huxley have still got to play their quarter final. I think it was all their semi final. I'm not too sure. There's a couple of teams there. The likelihood is that if the if it goes the way we expect it to go, Rog, that PSG will meet Sinister uh, JFC in that final. Yeah, should be a good game, that, if, if, if PSG get there. <laughs> it should be a good game. Uh, Rog, I'll see you on the other side for the predictions with Russell uh, and our four games that you've chosen. Definitely. So now for the OBD SFL listeners, Jamie's here. Jamie, how you doing? can only apologise to the listeners, but I'm good, mate. How are you? I'm very well. No game for you guys yesterday, so uh, you're refreshed uh, and ready to go. Um, Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> did you catch any football yesterday or did you have a football-free Sunday? I was hungover for Saturday. Ah, oh, there you go. Just like went everyone to, else went said. To, went to Dulwich Hamlet. I think it's like we're just chatting shite, drinking pints. We thought the game finished 1-0 and it was 2-0. We missed a goal and everything. <laughs> oh, well, well, uh, Daly Jamlet, lovely, uh, a lovely place to go and watch football on a Saturday afternoon. Yeah, but or miss football in your case. Or miss, yeah. But lovely beers by the sounds of it, at least. Yes, very good beer. Right. Into the OBD SFL, the reason that you are here. The game's from yesterday, Sunday, the 10th of April. Um, Blendon unable to fulfil their fixture yesterday against Essidons. Rumours that they may not uh, fulfil the rest of their fixtures, but that's not confirmed uh, no, as is, yet, Jamie. It is. The, the table's complete with all the games. So they've played over 75%. So the remaining fixtures have been awarded um, to the opposition. So yeah, Blendon are sadly no more. 
and Fabra, old boys, pissed at that one then. Well, yeah, I mean, they've still got a slim chance to get out of it, but yeah, I don't think that's helped or caused much. Not at all. Um, I'm sad to see Blendon go, I must admit. I thought they were going to really uh, put the cat amongst the pigeons this season in the senior division. Um, for whatever reason, it hasn't happened. I know um, some of their players play at a very good at a good level and, and perhaps have been uh, told not to to play Sunday football, which is a shame uh, if no one's on a contract. Uh, but Blendon, uh, guys, I hope, I hope they turn up uh, somewhere next season and continue playing football. Obviously, that's what we want people to do. But Essie Dons won't care one bit. In fact, they didn't. They didn't care at all um, <laughs> if their social media was anything to go by. Uh, and they're just pleased to get the points, uh, I guess, without without the war wounds of uh, of a battle that would have happened between them and Blendon. That's very true. Well done to Essie Dons. Uh, Hatch and win 3-0 against Kamazi Strikers after... Um, a bit of a wobble in the cups, in the county cups. Uh, Hatcham back to winning ways. All they can do now, Jamie, is win their games, uh, and uh, that's what they'll look to do. Exactly. Yeah. So I think fifteenth of May is when they meet again. So um, get that one penciled in the calendar. Uh, I don't think we've got a game that day actually. So, um, <clears throat> but yeah, Hatcham. I think Dons have now got three games left. One of them against Hatcham. So it's all down to Hatcham to keep the pressure on and then it's over to Dons. If it's in their hands, they can they can do the business themselves. Yeah, uh, but well done, Hatcham. Kamazi, after a, a slight resurgence, um, going back to uh, early form season, early of season form where they weren't doing too well. I'm not sure what's going to happen with the relegation situation in the senior division uh, in the summer. Uh, usually they reduce the number of relegations when the team's when you yeah, get... I, would, I would assume it's just going to be a one team down then mm. of well, who's left, which at the minute looks likely to be Farnborough, but it's not over yet. Not over. Uh, Kenningwell's poor season uh, for their standards continues. Jamie, is it even a poor season on their stat for their standards? It's a poor season for Kenningwell, isn't it? It's, yeah, so if you look at the table, they're joint bottom on 12 points now with Farnborough, the way that the blending results have gone. So, um, but Kamazi and Kenny I think I've got three or four games in hand over Fambra, which you would expect them, and I think they play each other, um, Kenny Mill, Kamazi, so you'd expect them to get the points on the board to make themselves mathematically safe, but that's not where they want to be aiming at this time of the season at all. Not all, not at all, and 3-2 uh, win for the Wall. Uh, the Wall really been the team to put it amongst the the establishment in senior division they've been the team that have done that where we perhaps thought it would be Blendon the Wall have definitely done that that's been a fantastic debut season in the senior division for the Wall on my book uh, yeah definitely I think they've still got quite a few games to play so they could find themselves really up the kind of top half of the table very comfortable um, for the first season in the senior which is nothing to be sniffed at no well done boys Lambeth All-Stars for against Rocker Seniors was void um, I don't know what's going on there, uh, but both of those teams would have wanted to get games played, especially Rocker, the amount of um, county cups that they entered this season, yeah. Jamie. They've got loads of games to play, so God knows what's happened yeah, with that no one. Ideas. No idea. Uh, in the Prem Division, Beckenham Rovers, uh, I believe is the, the term you use, Jamie, is toiling. Yeah, they are a bit... Um... Yeah, I mean, they, they take it in good stride, don't they? If they win, they lose. It's, it's, they're the same kind of level every week. Um, but 
I guess for me, I think that win for South London Panthers probably feels better than the eight two they got against Thamesmead. Definitely. Just getting a 1-0 win away to a rival like that, it's huge for them. It does, and it just really increases the breathing space between South London Panthers and the relegation zone through no doing of themselves. Two wins against uh, Sporting Club Thamesmead struck off for their points tally this season, uh, dragging them back down into and around the bottom of the table. Um, so a 1-0 win for them just gives them that little bit of breathing space and they deserve um, they deserve a bit of credit there. They've had to, they've had to re- redo this they've had to go again time and time again this season well done South London Panthers uh, at the other end of the table MSL lose 5-0 to Sports King All-Stars who seem to have clicked into gear uh, and they need big results like this momentum going into their game next weekend uh, but that what a fantastic result for Sports King yeah right time of the season to be hitting that kind of form um, going to be pushing all the way with the with the Sahas, etc. That division. So, MSL no mugs. They had a very good start to the season. So to go get a five 0 win, that's definitely one that merited its place in the uh, the result of the week poll. Absolutely. Um, for me, Sports King All Stars against Saha next weekend. For me, if Saha, if Sports King get the win there with the current points between the two of them. I think that's promotion done for Sports King in my in my book, the form they're in and the indifferent form of everyone else. Um, I think that could almost be Sports King booking their place in the senior next division. Uh, next season, it's been a great year for them. Uh, ground uppers and Sporting Club Thamesmead, another planned fix that was voided due to Sporting Club Thamesmead uh, folding before the end of the season. In Division 1, uh, the season that I mean, the the division that no one wants to win. No, so the form between between Division One and Division Four just seems to be all over the place. Bexley United with a absolutely fantastic result against Hatton Royals, one 0 win for Dean and the lads after taking them close uh, last week. Hatton Royals um, are beaten by Bexley United, and we know that they know how to get a result. Yeah, definitely. Um... Bexley been in great form up until they lost to Hatcham Royals last week. Um, but it, it's again, it's that inconsistency for Hatcham Royals where we saw them slip up in a few cups in the odd league game and it, it's come back to bite them. But uh, by no means, I mean, do I think that the only reason Bexley have won that is because it's a slip up from Hatcham. Nope. But nope. Um, fantastic result, all the same. Absolutely. Hatcham Royals with lots of games on, in hand, they've gone deep into county cup finals, which means I think it's actually still in their hands with um, with West Wickham uh, currently top of the division. West Wickham haven't got too many more games to play. I think they've got one more game to play in the league. Uh, but Hatton Royals with plenty of football to play, but they don't need to be slipping up um, with this, with the, in games like this, uh, when you look at the table. But us people that know Bexley United uh, know that they can, they can set themselves up not to lose games of football. And obviously they've taken advantage yesterday. Uh, mm-hmm. and all credit must go to Bexley United. Well done, boys. Uh, X-Blues Craven lose 5-1 to Sid- Sydenham Sports, just looking to get the juggernaut going again. Uh, a late surge, perhaps. Uh, Sydenham Sports will get themselves in the promotion places. Let's see. Slightly indifferent year for Sydenham. Not quite as consistent as Duncan would have wanted them to be. Uh, Royal Southwark win 3-1 against Lesser Albion, who themselves have got a sinking feeling, Jamie. Uh, Lesser's form dropping off the face of the earth, um, it seems to be uh, they're dropping down the table. Do you think they'll survive relegation, or is it is they're not, not going to be able to halt this? Um, I need to obviously consult the table, but I think they, they started relatively well, so they should have enough points on the board to maybe just save themselves. But again, we don't know what will happen with 
promotions and relegations and new teams and stuff. So they might end up seeing themselves still in Division 1 next season. And if they do, they'll, they'll definitely need to be a lot more consistent because um, it's very much kind of similar story to Hacienda for me. Like started like a house on fire, um, probably surprisingly. But then since the turn of the year, their form's just nosedived, isn't it? So mm. um, a good win for Royal Southwark, though, because they've obviously not been as consistent as what we thought they would be either. No, definitely not. That would be a welcomed win for them going into <laughs> a, really, a really big game next weekend for Royal Southwark. Uh, momentum is key this part of the season. In Division 2, uh, another season where uh, form and uh, momentum seems to avoid most teams. LSU Lions have been on a fantastic run. They lose 4-1 to Hayden Youth Athletic Association. So Hayden Youth uh, getting back amongst the promotion places. Alpington lose 2-0 uh, to return in Westrum with a bit with the bit between their teeth, I'm guessing, Westrum, and, and a real reason to, to continue and to push on. Um, they're, they're playing for uh, Barry now for the rest for the rest of their days, I'm guessing, in, in that club. And uh, they're going to be a tough opposition for anyone now with that type with that type of momentum behind them. And Blase Ballers win five three against an improved Chislurst again. Jamie, we keep saying that about Chislurst, but um, no one's able to put more than three three wins together in this division. No, they can't. I mean, Blase look like they're pretty much the most consistent team at the moment, um, but yeah, Chislurst to as we know have improved, throwing them close. Um, Hayden, who, as you said, could definitely be sniffing out a promotion place. Um, as a fanta- I'd probably unlock it in my site on the result of the week poll, actually. Yeah. Um, that was an, the form that LSU were in, that's an excellent result. But mm-hmm. we know Hayden have got quality. And um, and as you said, even though Orpington will be disappointed, I don't think anybody would begrudge Western that one yesterday. Absolutely not. And it's tough. Thing. It's such a horrible, well, it's not a horrible thing to say to, to Orpington. And no, this isn't personal, but Westrom. Anyone they were playing first one back, I think anyone was going to lose that one. Uh, they would have had it. They would have been fired up for that, and they'll be they'll be playing for their lost friend uh, every game for the rest of the season. Uh, well done to everyone in in Division Two, in Division Three. Old Langlians lose six nil to Crayford Arrows, um, and one nil in a double banker. So a good day for Crayford Arrows yesterday in Division Three. Six points from six. Uh, old Langlians left to lick their wounds and go again next week. Hatch and Beck in the Manor win 3-0 against Tudor Sports Rangers. Uh, textbook win for Hatch and Beck in the Manor that. Uh, Hayden Youth Reserves lose 2-1 to the Warren. Just having a mini resurgence now, the Warrens. At the start of the season, it was tough for them, but they've started to get some wins. Uh, Woosh drop again, another loss for Woosh. They're going to get left out of this promotion race now. Ellis back to winning ways. Jamie's favourites in Div 3. Ellis Athletic. <laughs> Uh, we're slipping up, Jamie, with Crayford Arrows and Hatch and Beckham and Manor winning. Um, they're going to get left aside, aren't they? Quite possibly. And obviously, Ellis, who are up there as well, getting yeah. three points over them. So, uh, yeah, again, it was enough because Ellis are so high in the division that was one that maybe just missed out on the poll. But, um, yeah, I was actually quite surprised to see Ellis winning that. Um, so, yeah, it looks like. Wish really got an uphill struggle now, I think, to um, to get in the promotion places. Yeah, looking like it. They had lots of games to play, which we thought was going to go on their favour because they were in such good form. Uh, just lately, their form has gone and they've lost to Hatchenbeck in the Manor and now Ellis Athletic in the last two weeks, I believe, uh, which means um, those games in hand really don't mean anything because they can't they can't 
get themselves back near those two teams. So uh, we'll wait and see what happens with that division. Um, but it looks like the favourites are starting to uh, emerge and, and push ahead. Uh, in Division 4, Phoenix Bolts 4 win 3-0 against SMCA. Uh, Inter Milne lose 3-1 to FC United of Bromley. Well done to them. Uh, a big game in, Div- in Division 4 was AFC Wilgar taking on Crayford Arrows Reserves, a team that we've looked at quite a lot recently, Jamie. They just seem to be in big games every week in Division 4. This week was no different. Uh, for the first time, really, they've been left wanting and, and AFC will go take advantage of a 4-2 win. Um, Crayway win 4-1 as well. So a bad day for Crayford Arrows yesterday. Really bad day. Um, but Phil Kerr to Wilga, um putting themselves in amongst that kind of yep. chat now. Um, Crayway with Crayford Arrows slipping up. That's a huge win for them to get back on track. Um, so, yeah, really excited to see how the, uh, the rest of that division pans out because these two teams at the top seem to lose 1-1-1 one, one, one at the minute. Um, so, yeah, really, really close division, but a well guard, definitely not out of the promotion picture, that's for sure. Definitely not. Uh, there was that FC United of Bromley game and Inter Milan, that was a double banker. FC United of Bromley grabbing six points yesterday with a 3-1 win and a 1-0 win. Uh, Ministry of Ball beat Broccoli Reserves 4-1. Broccoli Reserves uh, looked decent at early parts of the season, um, but they seem to be reverting back, perhaps in club players, shuffling as as occurred and the, and the reserves left uh, without players. But uh, Ministry of Ball, as we know on their day, they're a top side. They're a good footballing team. So uh, no, no, um, no harm done there for Broccoli Reserves. Ministry of Ball go again. Uh, in, in Division 5, FC Peak win 3-0 against SE Ballers. Uh, not not Ballers. They're Ballers by name, but not by nature, that lot. Hayes and Pickhurst, just the 3-0 win this week against Kingsdale. Standard slipping at Hayes <laughs> and Pickhurst, Jamie. Uh, Phoenix Sports 5 with an emphatic 8-1 win. Benos couldn't get the uh, the extra gold to make that the perfect result. <laughs> they probably stopped playing at 8-1 yeah. just to avoid scoring. <laughs> uh, SE Lions win 1-0 against Alpington Colts uh, the Colts promotion drive looks to be finished um, they're going to have too much work to do this form uh, momentum lost uh, they may not get uh, they may not recover uh, Southland Spartans win 3-0 against Shortland Spitfires uh, two cup games one in the Paul Picard one in the Jack Standen Lucky to play those on a Sunday, boys. Um, FC Bickley win 3-0 against Groundhoppers and West Wickham 1-0 against Manorwood, Jamie. Um, plenty of uh, results there that I didn't talk to you about. Colts yeah. seem to be dropping off, uh, but Bickley showing uh, the seniority over Groundhoppers. We know the last time these two played, I think Bickley absolutely destroyed them. Um, and West Wickham um, showing it's just the levels between the divisions, really, uh, between the two teams. Yeah, I think I'm not surprised that the two winners are the, the semi finals, but um, Bickley are very comfortable and comprehensive 3 0 win against an improved grasshoppers, uh, ground hoppers. Sorry, it has to be said. Um, last year, when I saw them put nine past them, ground hoppers were a bit all over the place, but they've been having a decent season this year. Yeah. So 3 0 Bickley, um, very, very good, comfortable win. Um, on paper anyway and yeah I'm surprised West Wickham and Manorwood was so close but fair play to Manorwood for pushing a very good team um, in the division above all the way um, so yeah cup football seemed to be kind of suiting Manorwood this season again so um, they'll consider themselves unlucky but 
Uh, both Bitcoin and West Wickham now waiting to see who they get in the final, but they'll both be tricky opponents for anybody. Yeah, I, no one would want to face uh, Bickley in the Paul Picard and West Wickham uh, are currently top of, of the teams that enter the Jack Standen Cup. Obviously, West Wickham are top of that the highest division in that. So mm-hmm. you, would you make Bickley and West Wickham the favourites for both of those cups? Uh, yes, going back. I think the other semi-final is New Beckenham against uh, Westerham. And the other okay. semi-final, so that's an old Division 2 tie. Yeah. And is it Elmstead against, I can't remember who now, the Famba Reserves maybe? And uh, Paul Pickett, I can't remember. Apologies to whoever's made that semi-final, but... Um, we yeah, don't do I, research on this show. Nah, nah, we just bring it. So yeah, but <laughs> I, I would fancy Bitcoin West Wickham um, to pick up the, the trophies there. Okay, Jamie, with no football, we've got nothing to go through for you guys. So I'll see you on the other side for the predictions with John. Cheers. Now for the Westfer results with Gibbs from yesterday, Sunday the 10th of April. Gibbs, thanks for making it to Silk Towers. No problem, mate. Sorry, I was a little bit late today, but uh, just one of them days. You're not late for the recording. <laughs> no one knows what time you show up. Right, into the Westfer games yesterday. Plenty of brilliant results. I'm going to save... Your one till last, Gibbs, so we can concentrate oh, on we talking it. about... We, did, we didn't have a good result. We were decent oh, According result. to some, you didn't, um, but I think it was a great result. So we'll save that uh, until last in the Prem. Bulltarks 1-4-1 against Mildeen. Uh, Mildeen's struggle continues in the Prem. Uh, Bulltarks looking to pick up pace as we go towards the end of the season. Uh, building nicely for Bulltarks. Left it well late, obviously. Um, for their season to be um, golden, um, but they've had a good they've had a good season on the whole. The first one in the Prem Division. Yeah, it's a great result for them, and um, they have slowly been building. Um, the journey doesn't get easier for Mildeen. Um I think I read on social media they had a forward at left back and a, okay. a winger at right back, so um, probably been hit by numbers. But um, nonetheless, it's still a good result for uh, Bulltarks, and they've had some good results on that uh, on the Astro 3G over at. Um, Thames made they beat Balden over there, didn't they, in the cup? So um, they're going along nicely, and I, f- I think they've got a big game this week as well. Yeah, <coughs> we'll talk about. We'll go through all the fixtures uh, in the second part of the interview. Uh, under the radar, win five 0 against Meridian Sports. Under the radar, beginning uh, to batter teams uh, in the Prem Division. Now their tougher games have actually come in the cup. Uh, I think it's fair to say Gibbs so far in the league, uh, no one's really put a glove on them, which is quite surprising. I did. I did actually think that. Um, they would be tested this year. Obviously, they lost a couple of players and um, uh, there was a few teams in, in the Prem that you thought, you know what, this, this could give them a go. But fair play to them. They just they rise to the challenge every week and um, they just keep hitting it out of the park, didn't they? Scoring goals, keeping clean sheets and just putting teams to the sword. Yeah, and uh, Meridian again, another team who took a double jump to have a go in the Prem. Uh, they've done themselves. Um, they've saved face as far as I'm concerned, uh, concerned having a go. At other teams we've seen get the opportunity to go to uh, get into the Prem Division via uh, Division 1 or, or the, the uh, senior and seemingly chosen to go to other leagues instead of having a go in the Prem. So fair play to Meridian for having a go. Uh, in the senior, just the one game, uh, Northern Eagles finished their season uh, with a 6-3 defeat to uh, New Cross Rovers after threatening to be the team uh, to challenge Metrogas, it seems, for the title in the senior division. 
Uh, for most of the season, uh, Northern Eagles fall off badly at the end of the year. Uh, Newcastle Rovers won't care though. 6-3 to them and they'll look to finish strongly. Yeah, a nine-goal thriller and um, Newcross are uh, on the up in the league and it's a, it's a shame because um, you thought Northern Eagles were going to um, give Metrogas a run up there but they don't seem to have had the results and the rubber the green last three or four weeks. So it's a shame but I'm sure they'll regroup and um, they'll be stronger for it next season. Absolutely. And a class sort of um, social media post from them yesterday uh, saying what a great season uh, it's been. So well done to Northern Eagles. So many people wrote them off. Uh, when they started that team. Uh, but they've gone from strength to strength uh, and look to be uh, a permanent part of Westford now. So Weffer. Weffer. <laughs> uh, now. So well done to Northern Eagles. Uh, in Division 1, uh, the Bandits lose 2-0 to Red Velvet. Red Velvet uh, confirmed top three finish now, they said on their social media, um, and they will look to not finish third. They seem to be um, specialists at third place finishes through their Alpington and Bromley career. Um, now over in Westford, they'll look to, to go at least two places better and win that title. They're currently top of the division. Um, they look a class above for me. In yeah, you've got to say they're favourites, to be fair, you know, to um, take the title. Um, I did see, um, I think he, he's like joint manager at uh, Ball and Westford yesterday. Um, he had to go and goal. Um, I think they only had bare 11. Okay. So, um, But take the hunt nonetheless away from Red Velvet. They've kept a clean sheet as well, haven't they? They've um, got the three points on the board and... Uh, just, just carrying on doing what they're doing. They're, they're ruthless as well. Yeah, well done, Red Velvet. Um, other games in Division 1. Crayford Athletic uh, draw 2 all with improved uh, Metro Massive. Again, improvements probably coming too late for Metro Massive season uh, for them to, to look at promotion, but they've definitely improved and they've seen a season out by the looks of it to its completion, which is a massive success uh, for them. So well done and Crayford Athletic Gibbs. They were up to the heady heights of third place in the table. Uh, but draws like that in tribute to the man himself not going to help their promotion push. No, definitely not. And uh, obviously the top two in that division are uh, are strong. So w- when you uh, get games where you might think that the three points are there, you need to ca- you need to push and make sure that you do. You know, and push push the top two all the way. Mm. In Div Two, <clears throat> uh, Crock and Hill lose again. Not looking good for them after calling them sharks uh, for the last two seasons now. Um, they're definitely not sharks this season. Struggling for numbers, availability, and injuries—all sorts of uh, reasons on their social media post yesterday after this loss. Uh, they lost two 0 to uh, Eltham Lions twice in the double bankers yesterday. Eltham Lions, well back in form, uh, were the form team, the best team in Division Two for a long parts of the season. Had a wobble themselves. Uh, Crockenhill Gibbs, this is this is a well bad run of form for them. It is, and I do feel for Dave because he's uh, he works hard at Crockenhill, and yeah. I, I think they've had a lot of injuries. Um, they've lost a couple of players, so I think they're struggling for numbers, 11s and 12s every week. Um, so it has been hard for them. I know we did call them sharks at one stage as well, but it's um, it has been a bit tough. But um, Eltham Lions coming on really strong. I mean, 2-0 and 2-0 in the double banker um, to stop Crockenhill even scoring a goal because um, yeah. we know they've got goals in them. So yep. it's a, a great achievement on its own. Um, and they deserve the six points here and um, they've always been a good side Eltham Lions and we always give them a lot of praise and um, and uh, it'll, it'll be a good tough end to the end of the season up there it will be it'll be interesting to see that um, them Forza uh, I'm just looking, thinking of who else is involved in that title race Alperton Eagles slipping up yesterday 5-2 against Advent Mighty Royals probably not going to have enough now uh, to, to get them uh, in the title race so Eltham Lions um, 
I think that's two on the bounce now for Advent, isn't it? Didn't they? Um, who did yeah. they beat last week? Was it? They, they beat did. Crokinil, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, they did. So, hours of Advent, Mighty Royals not been in game of the week this week. Yeah, I mean, too busy putting your own teams in. Yeah, <laughs> perking a job. <laughs> uh, I'm only joking. You definitely deserve to be in there. Uh, in Division Three, uh, Borden Sports West for win three one against Senior uh, Petswood Senior Vultures, and I know what's coming. Yes, I've got a match report from Jimmy. <laughs> Came through today. Go on, Jimmy. Here we go. Back to winning ways at last for Baldwin Westford. Petswood turning up with three unregistered players, which we rightly declined to let play against us. It left Petswood with 10 men against us, two weeks running. Game got underway, and like the week before, Petswood took the game to us and scored with a screamer on 10 minutes from just inside the box. I was well beaten by the power in the top corner. We just couldn't get going from the off. Wrong choices of passes overplaying just awful. We finally managed to get level, on 25 minutes after a shot by Lee Lower was saved was saved the ball fell out to Jack Webb on the volley who put through the crowded area into the back of the net Jack's a bit of a bagsman isn't he yeah, he, knows, he, is. he knows where the goal is yeah he's got a few for them uh, second half we was exactly the same poor passing and not taking advantage of the extra man uh, the frustration was showing with a lot of Arguing from most, Petswood's only threat was the goalkeeper who was kicking it long into our penalty area, every time giving me plenty to think about. We finally got the second goal after a breakdown. The right... Oh, sorry. The right wing. Um, it was a busy night last night, was it? After the tie given out wide to Adam Foy, who took a touch inside the box and smashed the ball past the keep, keeper at his near post. On 75 minutes, we then killed the game off on 82... Oh, on 75 minutes, that's when they took the lead. We then killed the game off on 82 minutes after a shot by Lee Lower, saved again by the keeper, but the ball fell to Turner, who swivelled and shot past the keeper. 3-1 Borden. This win keeps the pressure on the leaders. Woolwich rolls a very, very poor performance, but a win is a win. Three massive points up the Borden. God, Jimmy. We love a Jimmy uh, report. And yeah, wins now is all that matters. And uh, Business end of the season. Yeah. Uh, and well done to Borden uh, on a good win. Um, they all count as good wins now. In Division 4, uh, top of the table stuff. Uh, Springle, Springle United Resies played into Belvedere. Into Belvedere getting past them 4-2 this week. Uh, a win for Enter Belvedere. Good job they did because Beacons played... FC Barker and Barker got a 5-1 win. Uh, so no advantage for Barker this week. Uh, Kingsford win though uh, as well to keep the pressure up. Uh, they win 6-4 against Bexley Heath and they correctly um, shouted, at, shouted at me last week after last week's podcast when I said it was Barker um, into Belvedere uh, and Hartford in the uh, title race there. Kingsford, well involved. Oh, here. well involved. Very much a top four chase and that's a good win for Kingsford. Congratulated by uh, their opposition, Bexley Eve, um after the game too. What a division that is. Uh, no one letting up um, now. In Division 5, uh, Peckham Ryan not, not playing this week so they're um, the chasing pack looking to close gaps on them. SC 69ers win 6-1 against Turk Ojak. Uh, South London Athletic win 2-1 against Danson Albion. Uh, Bexley Knights go down 7-3 against South Ooh, Ballers. I've got one of the match reports for uh, this as well. Go on. It's not all about Brownie though. Uh, let me just read out the other result. Bexley Wanderers 2 all against Old Fortronians. Uh, 69ers. Uh, South London Athletic really the only... 
benefactors yesterday in the title race. Go on, Gibbs. It says, Ballers put knights to the sword. Ballers found themselves 5-0 up at half-time, made five changes at half-time, see a more even second half with the score ending 7-3 to the Ballers. Short story. Thank you, Brownie. That was um, short but sweet. Uh, I guess 5-0 makes it sound like they had an easy time of it. Perhaps he doesn't want to go into too much detail. That's humble. That's the way we like it. Uh, Bexley Knights, when, I, when I've seen them, I saw them against Bexley Wanderers uh, and they're not the strongest team. So, um, yeah, humble match report from Brownie. Thank you very much, mate. Uh, in Division 6, the third best division. Well, second <laughs> no, best the, division. The, the second best division, definitely. <laughs> in Division 6, uh, Foresters win 7-1 against Alpington Athletic. Um, unlucky to not make the uh, results of the week, but Alpington have been... Alpington are, b- are bottom. Yeah, it, wasn't, it wasn't unnoticed, but Alpington are bottom and had a bit of a bad season. Yeah, Chimera lose 7-3 to high-flying Highfield Rovers. Um, having a great year. Find themselves now second place in the division. Am I right? Yeah, and in a semi-final as well. And in a semi-final so of a cup. They've um, both scored seven this week, so I'm sure it should be a, a good game in that semi-final. I think it's this Sunday, I believe. Uh, Highfield and uh, Foresters, yeah, they play each other in um, a cup semi-final this week. Lucian Tamils go down 7-0 against Peckham Rye A. Well done, Peckham Rye A. Come on, the A. Steve's done everything to put the pressure on Ronnie there. And... Um, and make it tight towards uh, the end of the season because I think, I think if we're being honest, we're all uh, under the assumption that unless there's a massive downfall, Footscray Lions vets are going to win the league, uh, just with their games in hand and yep. the form that they've been on. Um, so I think Highfield and Peckham are playing for second here, and uh, it's still not uh, it's still not out of uh, reaching distance for Peckham. I know they've played all their games, but Highfield have still got to play. Uh, Footscray twice yep. and Lewisham Tamils so if they lose to Footscray twice they're going to have to beat Lewisham Tamils by about 9-10 goals so the, um, the A team have done everything they can you know give themselves a good chance and got some goal um, goals on the board and um, got some goal difference so fair play yeah I mean that win yesterday against Lewisham Tamils a big step uh, towards um, I mean if you've got a bit, much better goal difference that's an extra point um, it puts real does put the pressure on Highfield who you think um if they do get an adverse uh, result uh, result against um, Footscray Lions Vets, they're going to have to push against Tamils and they'll need to score a goal for every, uh, two goals for every one conceded. Um, so, um, yeah, interesting game that um, and a, a great uh, semi-final. It spices it up for the end of the season as well. It does. Um, in terms of all their results matter now, Highfield. Yeah. Uh, puts a bit of pressure on him. This is uncharted waters, really, for yeah. Highfield. Normally, he's got that relegation pressure. Now he's uh, <laughs> it's top three pressure. Yeah. Uh, in Division 7, the best division in West. The West. fifth best division. <laughs> the Selk Grassroots Podcast Network, Division 7. Uh, Newcastle Rovers uh, Reserves beat the Bourne 3-0. Come uh, on, the Bourne! What's impressive with Ravensbourne is that they are reducing these deficits in defeats. They have they have improved as the season's gone on. They're not getting beaten by silly scores anymore. So well done, boys. Something's clearly uh, improving there. So hopefully next season we'll see some wins from you guys. Uh, Las Cabras lose again 1-0 to Bexley Village Vets. Uh, the Goats have uh, not enjoyed this season very much uh, in terms of results. But hopefully um, they're a group of mates who just enjoy playing football. Uh, the Peoples... Well, uh, their original game was postponed, as we said last week, against Fleetwood Mac. Uh, this week, they would have wished it was um, postponed again. Intercross getting a 5-1 win, getting the, uh, the the shout of approvals from Martin Belsom, uh, referee 
Met League person and all that about his mates in New Cross getting a good win. What a result. 5-1, good in, win for, for Intercross. Inter no disrespect to the Intercross lads, but when that came through, uh, like I saw it in full time, I, I did actually think, has that been typed in the wrong way around? Like, you know, sometimes results yeah, yeah. get put in the wrong yeah. way around. And that's no disrespect. No. It's just, that is a great result. And it's probably, it it wouldn't have been less of a shock as if the, it would have happened the other way around, vice versa. No. The, the people's winning 5-1. So, but New Cross, come on, let's keep that up now till the end of the season and, and, and build on for next season because that, that is a whopping result and that could be result of the week. Could be. It should be. Uh, I mean, only your result probably no, comes to be fair, that's, like, I, I'd, I'd happily choose uh, Intercross. I'd vote for them on the poll. <laughs> gives his poll, get your hands on, gives his poll and uh, vote if you want. Just a set of tweezers. <laughs> uh, Division 8, uh, Elton Lions. Reserves, I'm going to call them the reserves, I don't know what they're called. Elton Lions under-21s win 2-0 against Greenwich Battlecruisers. A good result for Elton Lions, given results of other people in the league. Uh, Greenwich Battlecruisers also hitting some kind of decent form recently. Uh, so Elton Lions, real good win. Well done, boys. Good day for their club yesterday. Six goals and no, nothing conceded. Absolutely. Uh, Elton Palace win 9-0 against JJ uh, United. Uh, a good win for Elton Palace who scored shitloads of goals in recent <laughs> weeks since the defeat to you I think they're touching on 30 goals that they've scored Blimey. since then uh, Greenwich Challenge Vets and Chimera Reserves share a 4 all draw um, a good point good couple of weeks for Greenwich Challenge Vets um, after their interview on the podcast uh, saying that they were noticing the difference playing young teams uh, since then they've gone on a good little run the Selk Curse not hitting Greenwich Challenge Vets uh, and that's a good result against Jamaica Reserves, who have had some eye-catching results this season. Uh, Springle United Blues can only assume Chris Elliott was at this one yesterday, Gibbs. Yeah, Elliott out. Uh, he was in charge of the water yesterday. Elliott out. 3-1 to lesser FXI. Um, Going 1-0 Sp up as well. Springle United, they're just having a little wobble now towards yeah. the end of the season. I don't know Which if they've shifting some players around. It's a shame because they've, they've had such a good season. I know they've got the cup final coming up, so they want to get back on the same page for that. Yep. Um, I know Leicester have had a good season and probably one of their best seasons they've had in a long time as well. So it is a little bit of a shock result, but it but it ain't on the same on the same way. But you would have expected Spring or Blues to come through that and keep the pressure under the top. You would have speaking to speaking to someone who knows a bit about the Leicester FXI team. Uh, they're really struggling for numbers at the moment, and he thought they only had ten players available for this one yesterday. Obviously, that might not be the case, and they've managed to get the squad out. But um, ringer, ringer, well. Um, but their, their best, Lesser's best striker apparently travels from Sheppey and and all that, and sometimes is unavailable. But he, maybe he was there yesterday. What he plays for Sheppey or no, no, oh. no, he just lives there. Uh, so rest of the games in the Plumpsy Challenge Cup, uh, Golden Eagles uh, after a four-all draw with uh, Metrogas. What a game, by the, the way. Met, the Met League team. Uh, it was it was two-all at halftime, four-two at the end of um, play. And it went to penalties. Metro Gas four getting two at through. the end of the play. 4-0 at the end of <laughs> <There you> play. <laughs> and 4-2 on penalties to Metro Gas. They get through uh, to the next round of the Plumpsy Challenge Cup. Seeing off another um, top division uh, opponent. What a season Metro Gas are having. Though. It's a real Fair good play season. to them. It's I mean, I saw the penalties season. as well. Um, oh, did you? Yeah, I saw them on, the, on their uh, Metro Gas Twitter. Oh, okay. Um, there were some poor penalties, if we're being honest, by the Golden Eagles um, lads. But... Again, um, Metric has put theirs away and uh, some good penalties and fair play to them. They're having a cracking season. Well done, um, boys. Well done, boys. It's been a good season. Whatever happens now for Metric Gas, if they don't win any cups um, but get promoted, that'll be a oh, great They've definitely put themselves as an established side that 
you'd probably want to avoid in the cup yeah. draws and stuff like that. You wouldn't want to go toe-to-toe with them. Agreed. Uh, Greenwich Hotshots awarding Adidas Athletic um, a semi-final in a semi-final in the Clinton Lindhurst couldn't get a team Memorial out in Cup. a semi-final yeah that's a shame they're definitely not the best team in Greenwich this week um, Forza they're not the best team in Greenwich this week sadly they go down 2-1 uh, nearly uh, last couple of minutes this this goal was it Gibbs yeah I think um, the f- Falcon Wood striker uh, went through or the winger and um, I think it was about the 87th 88th possibly 89th minute it was a very late goal after Forza had a, a man sent off um, for two yellows and um, it was harsh but it, it was a, a good cup final played in the right way there was um, there weren't really many clear cut chances I'd, I'd say to speak of but um, it was uh, it was end to end but just a game in midfield to be fair Congratulations Falconwood Reserves on winning the Len Wareham Memorial Trophy for season 21-22 well done to West for getting his uh, cup finals gone it must be such a relief after the last couple of Covid years to get these done so well done uh, the other cup final was Burridge Blues uh, against Rising Talents in the Wynne Jones Memorial Bowl. Uh, Rising Talents losing to Peckham Rye last week, uh, wanting to... Same uh, result, 2-2, and then lost on pens. Wanting to avenge it. Uh, Burridge Blues do what they do. If they get to cup finals, invariably they win uh, after a 2 all draw in tribute to the man himself. Uh, at the end of play, Burridge going through 4-2 on penalties. Did you watch this one, Gibbs? I didn't. That was in the morning, 10.30. Oh, that was the game. 10.30 kickoff. Gibbs was in a game yesterday. And the Fred Jolly Memorial Trophy. Uh, final? Semi-final? Sorry? Semi-final. Against, Semi-final. Um, Granite against from the senior division. Granite from the senior division. Six divisions higher. Yeah, five or six, yeah. Um, Granite one, Peckham Rye two. You just don't know how to lose. We don't. Um Congratulations. It, thank you. I mean, it was a, this cup, if we're being honest, was a free hit for us. Um, we played Rising Talents, obviously Granite. Um, and then we've had some earlier rounds. I can't remember who we've played, to be fair. But um, it's been it's been good. And at the minute, the lads are so buzzing, like um, top of the league in a cup final already, that literally just working their socks off for each other, chucking themselves in front of the, in front of the ball. Um, I mean, Granite put us under a lot yesterday. It was new and new at half-time. And I thought that was probably a fair reflection. Um, no one had really any clear-cut chances or broke any lines. But the second half, we we uh, jiddled about in there with the midfield and um, we brought George on. Um, and basically, we just told him to kind of push Bob onto the last man and uh, hog the touchline because there wasn't really much coming down the wings on either three of the team. So there was a lot of space out there. So we managed to get um, create some space out on the wings. Um, Bob went through uh, to make it 1-0, scored. Um, pretty much soon after, um, it was 2-0. I mean, but I think at 0-0, Tony, uh, Bob squared one. Tony just missed on the end of it. Um, but yeah, we went 2-0. Um, and then they really like turned the pressure up, put the screw on. Um, they had about, I think, maybe three shots off the line. Okay. Um, that well. we, yeah, um, that basically. But it's, it's what the defensive midfielder was there for. He got himself in the right place, sniffed out the danger, and that was it. And he stopped him from scoring, which is what he's meant to do. Mm-hmm. But one of the clearest cut chance they had, I think, was the header um, in the six-yard box. The keeper come out, he hit it, but their guys headed it, and then Ben's headed it off the line. But other than that, the guy hit a cracking kind of half-folly um, at the edge of the box, which Ben's saved off the line as well. And then there was one in the first half, as well, where he's, he, it was Ben, he saved all three off the line. So, and that was his job. Um, <coughs> got a very speculative penalty, if I'm honest. Um, the, like, speaking to people, they didn't think it was a pen. 
Um, but nonetheless, Dave saved the penalty and then the lino was flagged and said that the keeper was off his line. So he's given him a retake, um, which was very harsh as well because you don't normally see that in Sunday League either. No. Um, so yeah, they scored the retake and then after that, I must admit, it, there was a, there was a lot of every shot that came in, it was handball. There was a lot of claims for yeah, handball. Yeah, yeah. But um, but other than that, they was they was they was they were, they were a good side. Um, and I'd say the chances we had, our chances were a bit more clear cut. Like we did have two more clear cut chances, but they they put a lot of pressure on us. But it was a we held up. Hold on, me sorry. Held our own, defended well, got everyone back behind the ball, and. Um, yeah, I mean, it was it was a good game. Do you know what I mean? I'd say it was a good game. It was a fair. That's a, I think that's a fair assessment that they they did have some chances. Probably nothing clear cut where they got in behind us, but they're they're a good side though. And before the game, we didn't know if it was a step too far for us, um, but obviously it wasn't. And now onto the final, so you can only play what's in front of you. And the final will be between Burridge, Crayford, Crayford or- Arrows. Or Adidas, a- yeah, ADAS, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Burridge against Crayford Arrows is this weekend quarterfinal. The winner will play Adidas. The winner of that plays Adidas. So you got to say the winner of that tie goes as favourites against Adidas. Um, so it's looking like Burridge Blues or Crayford Arrows in the final. Yeah, it's a tough day. It will be a tough day, but it's a it's a free hit for the underdogs. We're not, <laughs> so that's all we can do. We can go out there They're and show get- how long this underdog. Can last now. We can go out there and give it a go. Do you know what I mean? It's um, it's a one-off game in it. A semi-final. Everyone's going to show up for a semi-final. Trying to get your team out week in, week out is a different story. So, yeah. I'd put it on that. On that. Uh, well done, that one, mate. I'll speak to you in a minute for the predictions. Cheers, mate. <laughs> Keep it simple. Get down to play today. The UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. So after no guests last week, uh, we do have guests this week from the Southern Sunday. Uh, The League Six current leaders, uh, Poplar Rovers, they're having a good season. Uh, 15 games played in the league so far, 10 wins, two draws. And three losses. I'm sure they'll be upset with the three losses. Uh, 66 goals scored, 37 goals against, 32 points. The goals scored helped by 31 goals in 18 games by Darius Haravi, who I've been uh, conversing with on over social media, I believe, on from their Twitter account. Guys, I'm joined by Craig, uh, Karosh and Darius today. Um, it's been quite a good season for you, lads. Are you, are you happy with what with what you've done so far? In terms of the league we are, we're disappointed we haven't got any further than we have in the Cups. Because that was, I'd probably say that was one of our main priorities at the beginning of the season was the Cup. Yeah. But yeah, we can't can't argue being top of the league. Lost uh, recently to Newlands in the in the Graham Robber Shield. Uh, was that a big disappointment for you guys? When it seemed by that time that, that the league or the promotion was going to be were almost certain um, the, the promotion at least the focus then went went to the cup and you and you slipped up against Newlands yeah I just think when we we went into that game off the back of a you could say a bad draw against Argentina yeah and we were still pretty confident and I just think generally the game was just a bad day at the office they were the better side on the day and we just couldn't get going 
you've had, you've had quite a sporadic. Uh, your games have been a bit spread out. You haven't really uh, been able to play every week for the last month or so. You haven't had a game every week. Did, did that hamper you, do you think, in the cup game? Uh, I'd probably say so, yeah. It's not an excuse, is it, though? We didn't turn up in the day. We didn't turn up. Simple as that. Okay, so just about the, the bit of um, history about the club then, before we get into the, the main bulk of the interview, tell us a bit about the club, uh, AFC Poplar Rovers, how you found yourselves uh, in the Southern Sunday, uh, and a brief history. Uh, yeah, well, do you know why? What league were we in before? Was it Leverhead? Um, we were told we weren't allowed to enter Leverhead again because um, we folded halfway through a season and then we merged a month later with a team called Rygas. I don't know if you've heard of them, um, in the Leatherhead League. So we merged with them and that went wrong. So we fo- they, well, they folded that. In the summer, we applied to come back as Poplar Rovers and Leatherhead told us we weren't allowed to, um, to have two teams in a season. So if you fold two teams in one season, you're not eligible to join next year. So that's how we joined up with you lot. And then I think we had... A, couple of games was it before COVID hit and then yeah then this is our first whole season with you lot basically Uh, I'm not part of the league I'm just a podcast presenter but uh, so uh, the Southern Sunday was it was that the only other choice after Leverhead or did you consider other leagues there was a few other leagues but they're all quite far out and all that we try to keep it as local as possible and how have you found the Southern Sunday compared to the Leverhead and District yeah I, I would say it's definitely better run. Yeah. yeah. Much better run. The, communic- the communication between the league and the clubs is second to none, I think. Although I don't necessarily help run the club in terms of paperwork, organising games and that, I am generally talking with Korosh and Chris, who is the other guy that runs, he's our cl- uh, club secretary. Okay, and just just generally the communication skills between the leagues is miles apart. Yeah, it seems it seems that way. Um, Honours and successes of you guys as a as a group of players. Is there, is there any any trophies to talk about, or what, or anything that you may consider a success, or is it still too early doors uh, for the club? Yeah, Kings will be runners up. We're Tottenham. We're like Tottenham. <laughs> um, <laughs> We, 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 we do well, but we've been in about, what, five finals? More than that. Five, and we've lost every single one of them, if I'm honest. Um, we've won one league undefeated. We've won one league undefeated in the Morton District League a few years back. But other than that, we've just always just failed at the final hurdles. This is what makes Sunday such a big game again. Yeah, the league title rests on three points. Uh, this come Well, yesterday it will be when the podcast comes out. So interesting uh, that there's going to be a bit we can see your perce- uh, your uh, perception of this game uh, a day after uh, when this podcast goes up. Podcast, we will be champions. Mark my words. <laughs> what <laughs> What are the aspirations uh, for you with Popular Rovers? Is it a year at a time? Is it a mates team? Is it uh, improve yourselves by getting new players in year in year out and push up to uh, the top division, or is it just? Let's see where we can go each year. Hopefully, grab um, some league titles and some cups along the way. What, what? How far ahead are you looking with the club? Yeah, it's mainly a, it's mainly a friends team and a close family team. We've got like three brothers in the team and a lot of friends who've known each other all their life. Um, and as we're going to step up the leagues, obviously, hopefully, we win this league and we'll be into five. 
trying to get a few players in, but it's difficult. You know what it's like putting people on the bench and sort of like shifting players out and bringing new ones in. It's not easy. Do you know what I mean? It causes a lot of problems, even if it yeah. isn't in the team. It's just people who've played there and all of a sudden they're getting a bit older. You're telling them that the levels are getting a bit, do you know what I mean, too much for them. It's difficult, but yeah, just one league at a time. We'd love a cup next season and obviously to win League Five. League Five, we've played a few teams in that league and we beat them pretty convincingly, except for Newlands, obviously. But um, so we're confident of going into that league and winning it as well, if I'm honest. Okay, so the sky's the limit for AFC Poplar Rovers at the moment. Uh, who's your biggest rival? Is any games in the Southern Sunday stood out? Obviously, Argentina. Uh, they beat you in the other game you've played them. You draw, you've drawn four all with them pretty recently. Um, are they the are they the a rival? Would you say, or are there other teams that stand out? It's a respectful rivalry, I believe. Between yeah, yeah. Them. But the Ravens is the Rangers and Celtic. That's what that's, <laughs> for me personally. That's the one I like. The, the Argentina is all respect and love. It's just a football in. But the Ravens one, obviously, I don't know if you know, our first game got abandoned. Right. Okay. I, Big 60 minutes, and then in the second game, they were 3 1 up, 3 0 up, 3 1 up. Yeah. Three, one up. They decided to get a red card. One of them had to act a little hard, um, got himself sent off, and then we ended up winning the game 4 3. Wow, from that game onwards, I don't think they've even won a game, they're completely out of the race and everything because they were off actually what the main rivals yeah. before that. One of yeah. they were well ahead on point where well, they had a few games in hand, but after that game, I think they lost three in a row, and that put an end to them. Yeah, London Ravens B. Uh, Graham did talk them up quite a bit on the podcast, and uh, I never really fancied them to do much in the in the division, and they have fallen off a little bit, as you say, their form has dropped quite a bit. So uh, yeah, we lost that game. There was only I think ten minutes left, and they were three one up, and it was just it was crazy. We just that's what literally well what eighty first, eighty seventh, and then maybe ninety two, and it killed them. I think that that just ruined their season. Fair enough. So <clears throat> we do have a little predictions section in this uh, in this interview, but it kind of uh, it's really meant for earlier in the season. But have your have you done what you expected to do in the league? So was you expecting promotion? Did you look around the players that you had available uh, to you at the start of the season and think let's have a go at the division, or was it a bit of an unknown and and you just took it a game at a time until obviously the last two months it looks like it looked like you guys were going to push on have 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 you matched uh what you thought you were going to do yeah so obviously going back previously to last season that was stopped with covid we had played five and one five in yeah. series, and then obviously that got cut short and we were pushed up to five uh, sorry seven sorry seven pushed up to six mm-hmm. and then we looked at it and thought you know what we can win this and we knew a bit about some of the teams but you Korosh said at the beginning of the season, the one team we don't know anything about, which is probably going to be our biggest rivals, is Argentina. Because we don't know who they are. And as it's turned out, they are our biggest rivals in terms of league position. Mm. But um, yeah, at the beginning of the season, we our aim was win the league and obviously try for a cup. What would you say your strengths are as a team, other than obviously... <clears throat> free scoring uh, striker, it seems. What are your what are your strengths um, as a team? Digging deep and grinding out results. Like even if our backs up against the wall, we just keep going. You know, we don't never throw the towel in. I believe you have that grit and determination to get the results 
over the line and get the wins done. I also believe we've made this season a lot more difficult than it had to be. Like, I know it's ifs and buts, but like, if you the two Argentina games, we've thrown them away in the last two minutes of both of them games. Same with the Clapham result, with Keeper Club, a good mistake anyway. And then uh, Old Boys' first game we lost, we had no players turn up. So we've made it, I mean, we've made it interesting for everyone, put it that way, when it didn't have to be. <laughs> you kept it till your last game of the season to win the league. Just to keep, just to let other people think they had a chance. That's uh, very sport. <laughs> very sporting of you. Um, so looking back over your season, then uh, the biggest win of the season. Tell us a bit about that game. Nine-one win against Sporting South. These are all your Southern Sunday games. Uh, tell us a bit about that one. Routine, routine. Them lot. Um, well, I'll tell you a backstory about that. Sporting South only joined the league this year. Because pre-season, we had a pretty big squad, as you always do. Um, and there was a couple of players who were just on the fringe, weren't getting a lot of game time, but we were doing our best. And then one week, I messaged them to see if they're available the next week and got nothing back. Um, heard rumours that they're starting up their own team because they've had enough of not being played. And I was like, fair enough, but we could have spoke about it. Do you know what I mean? They left, started up this new team, which is Sporting South. Um They've gone to the meeting, um, they've been asked what league they want to put in and they were adamant that they wanted to be in our league because they wanted to beat us and show us um, that we should be playing them and they should be starting and not warming yeah. the bench. They texted a few of our players behind our back, tried to get them over, but no one left. Do you know what I mean? They knew what was coming. Um, and Southern Sunday stitched them up by putting them in our league and giving us them first game of the season. And we beat them, I think, 6-2. And we just started their slide to relegation. And I'm not even acting, that's not even salty, but the way they went about it was all wrong. And they were adamant they wanted to be in our league so they could cause us trouble and just take the league off us. And now they're in League 7. So that didn't really work out well for them. Um, so, and on, yeah. And on paper, they'd given us a whole different... And on paper, yeah, they'd give us plus 13 or plus 12. So thank you for giving us the league as well. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it was a plan all along to start up a new team boost the goal difference and then just do one like that but right. um, boys a bit of a, a bit of a negative one now your biggest loss of the season was is 3-1 and that the first one of them came against uh, London Ravens B um, that wasn't uh, a no that wasn't a loss that got stopped by the ref like a boxing match premature yeah. uh, okay it seems yeah. to be down as a result on full time is that not correct no, it's not correct. Well, it got called off after um, 50 minutes or so, yeah, because just just silliness with the ref. I mean, we, we were half to blame. It was just, I think what it was, we had two long throw-ins within two minutes and twice the ball went over the line. Obviously, even Ravens kind of knew, you could tell by their reaction, and twice the referee didn't give it, and a few of our players just kind of just got a bit edgy. Do you know what I mean? It all got a bit silly, and I think a couple of players got sent off. And then the rest of the team just didn't want to continue playing, obviously, because the temperament was just terrible. So, and it wasn't going to go any well. Nothing to do with the result, do you know what I mean? But just it wasn't looking good. So that okay. kind of abandoned after an hour, I think. Okay. Uh, the, your longest uh, not no loss streak, so no losses in a row, five games from the 16th of January uh, to the 13th of Feb, four wins and one draw in that, in that section of uh, time. Do you think that's where? Championship was one. I'm just going to look at the games Definitely. that you played. Yeah. You beat you beat Junction League seconds five one. Um, you beat West, Westminster Wanderers under twenty threes four one. You beat AFC Popular. Uh, sorry, you beat London Ravens B four three. Uh, 
and then you beat um, Sporting South 9-1 with a four-all draw by Argentina, the last of that five. Do you, would, that's a strong that's a strong period of time for you boys where you went you got to the top of the table and, and you haven't you haven't left there since. We've been top of the table since the first game of the season. Okay. Yeah, we have because we started the league gave us an option to start early. A few of the other teams weren't ready to start, but we actually played two games before anybody else and yeah. two wins. And from there, we haven't been back. But yeah, that period over Christmas, the group chat was just a team bonding session, you know, like everyone was just really up for it. And it was just a long time coming that we put a run together. And that's what happened at the beginning of January, I think. When you look, especially Craig mentioned about the cup games, uh, the cup games, sadly, the Marcus Lipton, Merton Athletic game, um, obviously slightly higher in a higher division uh, than you guys, uh, but a 3-1 loss to uh, Merton. Ha- what what went wrong on that day? Uh, we had half a team again. Yeah, it's not excuses. See, when a lot of teams lose, people always turn around and say, oh, but we didn't have players. But legitimately, we did it. I wasn't there. I had to go half-time. He had to go half-time. There was a I few players. There. You weren't there either. No. Do you know what I mean? So, like, we were down to bare bones. And I know a lot of people yeah, Sunday, they are a good yeah, side, but I do believe we could compete. We only lost, what, 3-1? 3-1, yeah. And there was a lot yeah. of players there who wouldn't normally, do you know what I mean? We had to draft some players in and sign some players up just to make up numbers. But fair play to them. They were better on the day. It just is what it is. Uh, the high-scoring game, 8-5, was your opening, the opening game of the season against Westminster Wanderers under-23s. Uh, did either goalkeeper turn up that day? Oh mate, did yeah, even defence. Yeah. You know, I think I think we were six one up or seven one at half time or something, and then they between I think the fiftieth minute and the seventieth minute just scored three or four goals, and it was just, I'm centre back, so I'm half to blame. Well, I'm fully to blame. It was just a nightmare for twenty minutes. You know, like everywhere the ball goes, it just wasn't to you, and any ricochet went to them. And I think yeah, we did end up closing the game at eight five, but it was just a mad twenty minutes, and that's where they got all their goals. The game was done at half time. We're probably guilty of taking our foot off the gas. It wasn't, it was 7 1, wasn't it? I think it was six or seven one at half time, yeah. You thought quarter's going to be a breeze, isn't it? If we can open (laughs) double numbers and then, I mean, let them have four. So, your biggest appearance um, holders this season, 18 games seems to be uh, the number. Curtis Gilbert, uh, Darius, you've got 18 as well. Craig, you've got 18. Sam, is that Sam decent? Decent? Keeper. And Aaron Shreve, uh, you've got five players there with 18 appearances. Uh, is it is it important to you guys to keep a core of regular players or or do you, are you happy to sort of draft people in? It sounds like you've had uh, player availability issues, but you've got a strong core of five players there that's obviously been near enough and ever present. Is that is that been a success part, a successful part of your season? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think it's for any level of football, you, you need a core of players whether you're Southern Sundays or you're playing in the professional ranks, you need a core of players to get the team going forward and playing well together. And as well as that, because we're, we're all quite... There's a, the core, them core players on the pitch are actually the core players that are friends and in the pub off the pitch as well. Absolutely. So you've got, you've got a good core that's on the pitch, but that core is off the pitch, if that makes sense. Absolutely. It's, that's the, that is the heartbeat of Sunday league football. Drinking together and playing football together is the main bit and it should be the kit. And so many teams now, you just sort of hear they turn up, play football and go home and that doesn't seem to be the whole point of Sunday football to me. Plenty of people do that with their Saturday teams. They have to go have their 
sausage and chips or whatever it is the clubs dish out to them after a game, collect their their 50 quid and go home. Um, and there's no sort of camaraderie, but Sundays should be a bit more like that. And I know... 50 quid at the bar, isn't you? <laughs> well, that should, that should be the... That yeah. should be it. But sadly, um, that's a dying part of Sunday football. You don't seem to have those sort of old school values with, with the teams. Uh, and I think that's part of why some players don't fit in. They don't fit into that social side of it. Yeah. So like we obviously we've been going for years and we've got in some good players, but socially they just didn't fit in with us as a team. Yeah. And then they, it's like, oh, are you available this week? Oh, I can't make this week. I can't make this week. Can't make and then that's it. They're they're done. Yeah, it's a massive part. It's a massive part of it. Um, the main part of it for me is the social is the social side of it and fitting in with people, like-minded people, go and enjoy yourself. It doesn't necessarily matter if you're the best player. Uh, but you might be the best. You might be the best person, and, and that's the most important bit for me for Sunday football. Um, that's the that's the key bit, and that's nice to hear that you should maybe share those values too. Over the season, then um, Darius, you've scored thirty-one goals in eighteen games. Uh, clearly, um, a bit of a, a, a half decent striker, uh, perhaps uh, the guys might say say otherwise. But it's been a good year for you. Happy with those type with that type of return. Um, this season, Darius. Yeah, I can't complain. Being lucky with the service I get, and obviously it helps get the ball on target. Don't it? Keepers at this level are not obviously the greatest. You get lucky sometimes, don't you? You get, you get lucky. You do get lucky. Um, looking back over the season, then who's the best opposition that you faced? Which which team stands out as a team you think? Blimey, we look forward to seeing playing them again, or maybe we don't want to play them again. That was tough. It has not, not ability, but side what causes the most trouble is kind of common. Okay. They're all six foot five. They've got a long throw that comes from anywhere. Yeah. And I don't know if you've ever seen us. We're not the tallest side either. That's, that's our, one of our downfalls. But honestly, we beat them, I think, six three or six four at their place. But all their goals, the long throw is amazing. It's like a 50 yard throw. Yeah. It throws it in the box. And then We've got the two shortest centre backs in the league by far. <laughs> when Argentina were playing them the other week, I said, lads, don't worry, Clapham will get something. I went to go and watch it. The guy wasn't there who threw the ball and they lost. <laughs> the guy yeah. wasn't there who threw the ball. <laughs> but, but honestly, I thought they were going to get something and Clapham had nothing. Well, in fact, on throw, they got nothing. That throw is like a, it's a dead ball situation every time. Yeah. And you can't not give throws. They like throw it so deep into your box that it's just a yeah, scramble. What, why is it so hard to defend a, a throw-in as opposed to a deep cross or, or something like that? What, what we, is it? We can't it? defend deep crosses either. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we can't defend deep crosses. <laughs> Literally, yeah. five foot eight, five foot nine, our centre-backs, and our tallest player is probably six foot, and there's only one of him. We're all five eight, five nine, our whole squad. Okay. With a throw-on, there's no offside. It's a standing, it's a standing jump, isn't it? Everyone's yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. It's a free-for-all and as a referee you know hands are everywhere people pushing yeah. it's carnage and honestly if, I don't, like I said, you don't get a ref them before they're humongous they're all big blokes and even if you're not good in the air the fact that you've got five or six inches on someone do you know what I mean? Honestly ability wise you've got to be horrible there wasn't the greatest side but they just caused us so many problems and then so we drew 2-2 two, two in the reverse and game we drew 2-2 two, two to them same thing yeah that's nice. They'll, they'll be pleased with that. They've had a they've had a tough a tough season for them this season. So, uh, high praise indeed uh, from you guys. Uh, what's your favourite game? What's been your favourite game so far this season? 
Oh, the Ravens match. Ravens. The revenge. The what was it? Ravens. After the abandonment, obviously, that one, that one would have been uh, a bit tasty. Uh, you beat them 4-3 as well. So it was a tight, it was a tight game. Um, they had a man sent off in that yeah. game as well. Half time, and I think they got a man sent off before half time. Was it right before? No. Yeah, just before yeah. half time, I think he got sent off on 45, and then we come out and we scored three goals really late. They frustrated us with 10 men for like the best part of half an hour. We were trying to play our football because we've got a long team ball, but after with like 15 minutes to go, I said, We've just got to start launching it in the box because we're not getting nowhere. They're, they're defending really well, yeah. And they probably flapped at a few, and then once you know what it's like, the first goes in. All of a sudden, they're panicking, and we're up. Do you know what I mean? And then we get the second, and then the third follow. Craig and Craig and a brace from Darius and uh, Sorab as well. Uh, is, there, is that a brother or a family member for you guys? Brother, yeah. I'm the oldest. Darius is the middle, and then Sorab's the youngest. So, who scored the winner? Craig. Craig. <laughs> Craig. How did that feel scoring the winner against your rivals in a big game? Uh yeah. You can't beat it. Even just like it was the last kick of the game. And I think we, as a team, we knew That's the league. that was the league. If we, we drew that game, we was like, well, because at, at this point, Ravens were still in the hunt for the yeah. title. So we knew we couldn't afford to drop points. And then, yeah, it just dropped to me. I put it in the back of the net. Great scenes after with everyone, just one big pile, ref blew it. And then you could see by the Ravens boys that they were distraught, that deflated. They were deflated. Yeah, it's tough to take, but no, no better way to win a game of football with the last kick of the game like that. And what sounds like uh, yeah, a fantastic game. We've been on the receiving end of it over the years, so it's not like we don't know what it's like to be in that position. Right. But Argentina scored in the last minute. In the they scored four. two, didn't they? In the last minute, yeah. So, yeah, I'm just looking. Just looking now. They had they had a goal scorer in the four all draw. Uh, they had one goal scorer in the 91st minute and a goal scorer in the 94th minute. That must have been uh, particularly shitty to take. It, yeah, it was. You know, and you go from three nil up, yeah, up, up at half time. Yeah. Yeah, we just end up crossing the box. Right? Long ball. Yeah, they, they figured out again. Argentina. Well, I don't know how they generally play against other teams. We don't see, but I can tell they're probably quite a technical side. 3-0 at half-time. Second half, they've rung on a tall fella, tall, bald fella, and just started lumping it in from the halfway line. We're just not good in the air. It's not just a hype thing. Even the players we do have aren't good in the air, necessarily. So, um, I'm glad this is going up Monday and Junction don't hear this before. We <laughs> 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 bet it's too late. They're, they're a big side as well. They're a big side, yeah. yeah. But we've done them 6-1 already, so fingers crossed. Yeah, Junction Elite sitting sixth in the table. Let's have a quick chat about that game then before we get into uh, the teammates section. Obviously, this will go out after uh, the game has happened. Uh, but Junction Elite um, sitting sixth in the table. Uh, 12 games played, six wins, five losses and one draw. They've conceded 31 in 12 uh, games. That's nearly three. That's nearly three a game. Is that something that you're going to look to exploit? And obviously, you've got, you guys have conceded just over two a game, so you may you may need to con- you, you're probably going to concede, uh, but you will score with your with your firepower. Are you backing yourselves to outgun them uh, this coming Sunday? Hundred percent. We have to, don't we? Yeah. Go up away. I mean, 
if the boys can't get themselves up for this, this is for the league and no disrespect to Junction, but they're not one of the top three teams. They're beatable. They've had a lot of questionable results. So, and we've already played them and beat them 6-1, but Sunday league is mad. You can win 6-0 against one team, play the same team next week and lose 6-0, can't you? So yeah. it's just whoever turns up on the day, but I'm sure our boys are up for it. We've got big plans for after the game. Yeah, what are the plans? Well, that would be telling. <laughs> <laughs> a long night out, I suggest. A long night out. Long, all the boys have got a pass till 1am. So Sunday, Liverpool, Man City. Oh, yeah. League title, isn't it? Yep. So we'll have that and get some food and then just see where the drinks and the, the Jaeger bombs get us. <laughs> well, well, if you want to come for the party, we're in South Wimbledon. <laughs> so, that's a little bit far for me, boys. But I would, I wish you all the very best. And uh, yeah, Graham, though, as well. Well, Graham, I don't know. Graham's refing us actually, the head of the league. Uh, is he? Yeah, he's, he's come down to ref us. So we're going to try to drag him in the boozer as well. See how far we get with that. Yeah, he has to drink. He has to drink about seven shots from when Hugo was on covering him on the podcast. If uh, how many times he said uh, a certain statement. Graham had to drink seven shots. So if you could make Graham drink seven shots on your night out, this will go out after. So you'll be able to tell what kind of state Graham got in uh, with you boys in his interview. <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> uh, I wish you all the best with that. So boys, this is a teammate section. Um, obviously, it sounds like there's plenty of banter around your team. Uh, if you're a close knit group of friends and, and obviously family members, um, you're not going to be too shy about dishing out or calling out the... Uh, the questionable behaviour uh, by some of your boys. Who's got the worst banter at AFC Poplar Rovers? There's a few. I don't know. Oh, you know, um, I think it's. Hmm. I don't know. It's tough. Listen, there's a few. Should we give it to Greg Dean? No, Greg Dean. Greg Dean no. is dry, but it's all right. It's not. It's not bad. I'm going Shree. Yeah, Aaron, <laughs> yeah, Aaron Shree. Yeah. Well, what, what's his what's his style? It's stinky. It's rubbish. <laughs> He's a paper, so he's very dry. Yeah, he's a decorator. He's all, oh, yeah. Did he show himself up over the COVID period in the group chats, or is it just generally always that's how it, that's how it is, just poor from, from Aaron? Yeah, that's pretty much that's Aaron. Yeah, yeah, down to a T, yeah. He doesn't say much. He's very reserved. What he does say. What he does say, yeah. Well, Rubbish. <laughs> Aaron, that sounds pretty unanimous from the boys on the podcast today. Um, who's the worst dressed? Mason. Do you know what, though? He wants to say Mason because he's just got one jacket that comes down to his a, ankles. It's a terrible, terrible jacket. It's, it's an Arsenal Wenger <laughs> one, baby blue. And it comes ah. down to his ankles. Come down to his ankles. Bear in mind, he's only 5'5 five five as well. <laughs> so therefore, the jacket's not even that long. He's just too short. <laughs> so, say the name again, boys. Mason. Mason with the baby blue jacket down to his ankles. That sounds like... More than enough um, reason for him to make Sometimes the list. He turns up, we don't even know if he's wearing clothes underneath. Do you know what I mean? It's, <laughs> it's that big. We've got to make sure he's got his kit on before he takes it off. <laughs> uh, who's the biggest moaner on the pitch? Barrios. Uh, I'll take that. Barrios, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. Is that is that your? He's played that and all that. Is that your high? Is that your high expectations? Uh, hangover or what? What? What's the? What's the moaning about? Do you know what? I'll be honest. If we're in the pub, he'd say he hates to play with shit players. That's that's exactly what he would say to us. No, no it's not that. I, just, I, I hate 
Silly, not the basics the not basics, being done right. Yeah, the basics. I hate the basics not being done. The five yard pass, the yeah, easy yard. header clearance, just the basics. I think that's that's down to competitiveness. Hundred percent. Yeah. Wants to win. I think it's personally as well because we're all mates. I feel like you're mugging me off a little bit. <laughs> yeah. When the balls get rolled in and you drive at me for five yards, it winds me up. Bad, bad first touch. Then is that the is that the reason for that? You've got a few of them. I ask us who's got the worst touch in our team. My first touch is actually very Berbatov-esque. Who's got the worst first touch at Poplar Rovers? <laughs> Who's going to do it? Oh, who are we going for? You? Fuck off. What do you mean? <laughs> I, I told him to ask the question, not stitch myself up. Oh, you, if you're asking the question... I'm an old-fashioned centre-back. I just wallop the ball. I don't have a first. My first touch is gone. Yeah, Coke's first touch is a trampoline. Oh, leave off. No, no, no. <laughs> what are you going for? It's got to be Mike, isn't it? Oh, M10, yeah. Oh, yeah, Michael, yeah. But he bangs goals and he's he's got us out of a lot of trouble this season. His first touch is ridiculous. But he plays football in a bouncy castle. (laughs) Okay, Michael's got the worst first touch at Poplar Rovers. (laughs) Um, Who's got the worst taste in music? I think we all pretty much listen to the same. Yeah, there's no one who's got any outlandish stuff, really. Um, We've had had teams put on Westlife and ABBA and all that before games. Have you got any of those? What's wrong with that, though? No, no, that's... that's. No, it's not getting you ready for war, is it? Well, that is also true, yeah. Do you know what our slogan is? What was our slogan? Parabellum. Parabellum. Prepare for war. Uh, do you know what? We don't generally listen to music when we're obviously getting ready in a change room, but I remember years ago going out with uh, Greg Dean on a night out and then, you know, knocking his front door and he's getting ready to S Club 7 Reach for the start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a regular, that's a regular tune. <laughs> We're hearing that one quite a lot as well. So S Club 7, West uh, Westlife, some crazy uh, music going on. You need to get the uh, you need to get the energy pumping, not listening to this rubbish. I can't believe teams do it. Uh, who's the longest in the shower? You can take that however you want. Well, I'll tell you what, Women of Commons extensions, their showers are shit. It takes me 45 minutes to get washed. <laughs> <laughs> I know you didn't want to take it like that. <laughs> um, uh, longest in the shower. I know. I know the shortest is probably. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you who tell who tells us forever. He's the longest in the shower. Oh, yeah. Is Mason? It's Mason as well, yeah. Mason Pullen, right? And on this night out, we we we've all we've all dared him to just show us that he's the longest in the shower. And if we look twice, it don't count. <laughs> Maybe that's why he wears a long coat. <laughs> you sussed it. You're right. <laughs> I like that. You're right, actually. We'll right. This is a little bit more positive then. Who's your player's player who leads by example on and off the pitch at Poplar Rovers? Matty off the pitch, nobody. Um, <laughs> on, uh, on the pitch, yeah. Yeah. He just goes about his business, yeah, does yeah. everything right. Hard work he has he has great games, but he'll always have just a seven or eight. He's always reliable, dependable. Yeah, Matty Lawrence. That sounds pretty much unanimous. Craig, are you happy with that choice? Yeah. You you'd ha- you you can't you can't fault Matty's effort, and he is quite a good player as well. Like like Koros uh, said, he's, you, he'll always give you seven out of ten minimum. He's, he's always there on time. He's always warming up. He's never forgot a shin pad or forgot a football boot. Like some of our players, do you know what I mean? Turn up without their shin pads. Um, he's just reliable. Yeah, he's he's the one. Nice one. Uh, who's the unsung hero? Oh, it would have to be Chris. Yeah, Chris. All the people have been tough as well. Yeah, it'd have to be Chris. He, he did start playing. I mean, he decided, not to, he decided to stop playing um, like halfway through the season. 
And then um, he plays every now and again. But he's the one that's just, he said, he said, I won't need the team. I'll do everything backstaff you lot. I just want to see you lot go on and win the league. So it has to be him, if I'm honest. And Graham always points out what a great job he does with all the emails. Nice one. Yeah. So, boys. I don't think people generally that run football, uh, football clubs get enough credit for what they do. Because we all know what it entails. Yeah. A lot of the boys in the team don't actually know what it entails. And they yeah, just think like, it's about turning up. But there's a lot of work that goes into it, isn't there? Absolutely. Everyone that uh, runs a football team will be will be uh, agreeing with you that the admin behind it, making sure you do your bits and pieces on time so your club doesn't get fined, uh, all that stuff, that, that alone before you get to a match day and all the crap bits that you have to do then. Um, it's a thankless task. Um, sometimes teams that don't win anything, there's no... There's no, there's no like gain from it. It's just making sure that the 15, 16 boys can go and play football um, on a Sunday. Uh, obviously, if you're winning trophies at the end of it, that's a that's a big reward and, and a big pat on the back uh, for helping a successful team. Hopefully, that's what happens uh, with you guys. Uh, it would have happened, should I say, by the time that's this podcast happened, goes out. Remember, it's happened. We're talking past tense. <laughs> Hopefully, it's happened. Uh, boys, happened. What, did a, what did a Southern Sunday do well to develop and support the growth of grassroots football? Uh, like I brought up at the beginning, their communication and talking to your clubs, explaining things, what they, they, what they expect from you, what you, what they, what we should expect from them. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's just so much better than any other previous leagues we've been in. We've been in two previous leagues and they're definitely the best for communication and just organization. Just general organization. Yeah, everything. Everything. Yeah. everything. And there's no bullshit from the league to be fair. We got shafted a few times, didn't we, back in the day? Yeah, we yeah. played in another league once. Uh, we were in the Surrey Cup, I think, was it? No. Yeah, because they told us, remember, they said to us, oh, we're going to like, look after you because we know you're in all the... Because we were in three cups and the league thing, and we had a cup final on Friday night, and we had in a league game, which was... Or, or a semi-final for a league cup on a Sunday, and the league promised us that we wouldn't have to play the semi-final two days after our final and then they went and made us do it anyway and we ended up losing that because everyone was just cramped up and fatigued you know yeah after the cup final they didn't look after us they promised us they'd give us a league fixture rather than the semi-final when they didn't stick to their word which left a bad taste yes. in our mouth some Sundays, everything they've said they've done I've, some yeah. Sundays I've stood by everything they've yeah, said so no complaints fantastic uh, on the flip side of that where do we need to improve not necessarily the southern Sunday it doesn't sound like you've got much uh, negative to say about the league, but generally in, in grassroots football, where do we need to see improvements? So everyone will turn around and say consistencies with the ref, but if I'm honest, out of game mode, they're just doing their best. Do you know what I mean, it is what it is. You can't always pick on referees, blah, blah, blah. Other than it's that, all heat at the moment, though, it's it? all well, heat at the moment. Listen, moment. we've had games, well, we, well, shouldn't really say, but there was a shocking decision that went our way in the oh, last match. It was blatantly offside. I felt for the other team and I understood, but sometimes they go your way, sometimes they don't. And the referee isn't match fixing, is he? Do you know what I mean? He's no. not he's not looking at the league thinking, oh, fancy this team over this team or let me shaft one or the other. He's just doing his fucking best. Uh, yeah. So at the end of the day, we try obviously we've been guilty of do you know what I mean, arguing for ref a bit of dissent, but heat at the moment, no hard feelings. Referees are fine in my eyes anyway. Any, anything else that we could improve on pitches over your neck of the woods, guys? It's, it, they're not the best, are they? Uh, no. There's not many great pitches. You're not going to play on parks. So no, but I think there's, there's there's not enough... The space is there. Yeah, there. there's just there's not enough well, they space. They shut down for cricket, don't they? Or is it in March? They put, close a lot of pitches. Yeah, so cricket, yeah. 
then teams have to play either ten thirty and one o'clock. And but that's not again. That's not their fault, is it? I think we got an email, or all the clubs in the league got an email last week or the week before about how so many different venues have been shut now because yeah. they've got various things. And see, that's not the league's fault. That is that Councils is what, that, that is what it is. It right. makes the decision to start the season in in August look even better, doesn't it? That was a good that was a good decision by the league. So many weeks can be wasted just trying to play friendlies and all that in the summer. Um, but That's making gave us the option early in the year to start first. We said yeah, and we just played on one Sunday. It was us versus whoever, and then the following again, and we were two games ahead, six points up on the whole league before they even started. And now we're going to finish early, aren't we? I mean, everyone else has still got games to go in our league. Yeah. Are you other than obviously a cup final that you may feel you should be in in the Graham Robber Shield? Um, you pleased to be finishing your season uh, ready for next year? Yeah, a little bit gutted that there's a how long this is a gap? Five months. We've got to wait. We're going to be this is our last game, so obviously we're going to be missing it. We might try to start friendlies. I don't know in June if we can get a pitch or something. But yeah, yeah. we're happy as long as we get what we want. Sunday or yesterday, we won the league actually. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. I like that. So, boys, this is the last part of the interview where you just get to say all your thank yous and give the shout outs to people who've who've helped you get the club to where it is today. Well, Chris Marshall first and foremost, um, who does all the admin, who's still stuck about, still turns up even though he doesn't play all the time anymore. In the rain, whether he's hungover, whether the missus wants him to stay home with the kids, he tells her no. Poplar Rovers comes first. Out, <laughs> <laughs> Greg Dean, um, who yeah, does the line lino sometimes, and when we do put him on the pitch, loves, loves, a, card. A, card. loves a card. He's actually suspended for this last game, or yeah, for the last game against Junction. But he also comes down and just does the line for us, smoking fags as he does the line. Proper. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, and just to all the players, the court. I know you said there was a four or five players who have played eighteen games, but underneath them, I think there's probably another four or five who've done seventeen or sixteen. So yeah, we have had a solid like eleven. The subs are hard to find, and after that, but we do have a solid nucleus in the team, which is a good uh, ten players, I guess, isn't it? Yeah, week in, week out, we do struggle to fill the bench sometimes, but that's Sunday league, isn't it? Any sponsors or anyone that's financially backed you guys, or you do you do all that sort of stuff yourself? Who sponsors us? Oh, Tooting Progressive Club, a boozer. We go down there, Christmas parties and all that, or any big football matches or boxing events and just put some money behind the bar just to thank them. I think they funded us the kit and the, yeah. the printing and all that at the beginning of the season. So, yeah, Tooting Progressive Club down at Tooting. Get down there, get pissed. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully that's where you guys were Sunday night when you uh, won the league. Oh, that we end up there, Yesterday we were there and I'm fucking hung over to bits right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Thank you very much. Uh, boys, it's been good to talk to you and I'm glad that we managed to uh, make it happen uh, on the day that the, the day after you won the uh, League Six oh, title. Man. You're a supporter, you're a believer. <laughs> I am, I am. Uh, thank you, boys, very much for the talk today uh, and hopefully we'll catch up next season uh, when you're in League 5 or League 4, wherever you end up or higher, even he, who he, knows. He, League 5 will do just fine, thanks. <laughs> boys, thank you so much for your time and I'll speak to you soon. Thank you. So back with Graham on our Southern Sunday heavy. 
show this week with the AFC Poplar Rovers. Guys, you would have just heard the interview uh, before this, we're straight back into Southern Sunday action with only one game being played due to uh, Easter and uh, request, requested weeks off uh, and the fixtures the way they are. Uh, just the one game to be played uh, this weekend. Um, so actually, we should probably talk about that very, very quickly, uh, Graham. Just the one game to be played, which is... Oh, two games to be played this week. We've got one week. midweek. We've got one this midweek, week. yeah. You mentioned it before. Swag with title hopes uh, play Albion FC, a team who thanked us for our comments on about the club last week they on did, social yeah. media. Thank you for that, guys. No need to do that. Um, it's must win for both teams, really. Albion must win if they want to hold any hope of catching Wimbledon Town. They're just sitting in, on top of uh, outside of the relegation zone. And Swag are going to need to win their uh, league games to get uh, themselves in the in the title hope. It's a big game, that one. Yeah, so let's start with Albion. So um, 13 games, eight points. They've only got three to um, three to play. If they lose that game, essentially their goal difference is worse than Westminster's by 12. So if they were to lose that, they would be virtually down. So from an Albion perspective, it really is this time a must win. They must get three points on the board. From a swag perspective, five games in hand over Putley at the top. They just have to keep winning now. Um, obviously, they're out of all of the cups. Unlucky, you know, they lost in the semi-final of the of the London Cup and obviously the Frank Blunston Cup um, last week. Um, they will need to just get their heads down. Um, you know, they're playing midweek this week. Um, they just need to get the games played and as many wins as they can. Um, but it, the Premier is looking very, very interesting. It looked like Putney were in the box seat, but after that swag win against them yesterday, that's now made it sort of between Putney, Clapham Rovers, um, AFC Ballum and Swag. So sort of a bit of a four horse race, but Swag very much in the ascendancy and very much favourites. But they've got to get their games in, which is the tricky bit. They need to get their games in Swag and they need to stop drawing games as well. Mm. They've drawn five of their nine league games and the goal difference is, isn't set in a world of light either. Um, right, looking through the table, Putney atop of it, 14, 14 games played, 27 points. Uh, second place is Clapham Rovers. Uh, two games less than their, uh, than the top boys, but five points behind. So Clapham Rovers, uh, with their games in hand, would be uh, top of the table for now between those two. Yeah. Uh, Ballum with, with 12 can, can achieve 30 points, which would put them one above, um, which would put, hang on, uh, six, two above Clapham Rovers and Swag in night with nine games played. That's 15 points that they can achieve. There'll be 30, 32 points. So it's so tight between um, Swag, Ballum. Yeah, if you look at the games in Clapham. hand, basically Swag would be in the box seat and Ballum would be in the second seat. Um, I mean, that's quite interesting how that's sort of changed, bearing in mind the Swag Putney result yesterday. That's just slightly tweaked things, isn't it? Very much so. And you're looking at the girls conceded for the top, all of those boys, Putney in 14, goals. conceded 22. Clapham have conceded 26 in 12. Uh, Ballum, 21 in 10. Swag, 10 in 9. No one, there's no disrespect. There's not a tight defence between the four of them. So all of those games are going to involve uh, goals. The goals scored for Putney, 43 and 14. Um, Clapham Rovers have had two um, big scoring weekends uh, for them against Albion. In their game this weekend, 41 scored uh, in 12 for them. 
Ballam a bit more modest. They've had 24 in 10 and Swag 18 in 9. So, um, yeah, it's this... It's a it's a four. It's very much a four horse race with lots of lots of games to to play for Swag uh, and Ballum. Uh, Putney looking like they may miss out just because they've played a bit too much. They've yeah. played too much football to be considered. Yeah, I think if you drew draw three and lose three, you're taking six out of your your sixteen games. Um, that only leaves you ten games essentially to to kind of get sort of thirty points on the board, which is. 30 or 33, that's probably not going to be enough to win you the league, to be honest. No, and the other end, um, Albion have uh, three games left to play. They can get a maximum of 15 points uh, with their vastly uh, inferior... 17, I think, isn't it? 17 points. 17, sorry. So they can still um, catch up with with swag if they lose all of their games. Southwest Rangers, uh, Wimbledon Town and Westminster Wanderers um, if the worst happens to swag of course um, so Albion need to need a clean sweep of wins uh, for their last three games to hold any hope of staying up really don't they Graham because the, yeah. the six points to Westminster Wanderers above them just isn't going to be enough with their goal uh, and difference. the goal difference is always worth that point isn't it so you might as well say seven so yeah absolutely must win otherwise yeah they're virtually relegated on goal difference on Wednesday night and you know we've said about Albion all season haven't we that they've needed to come up with a run to get themselves out of trouble and they've not done it they've just no. not done it and, and no. what we're asking them is to go and win three games or two out of three games on the bounce it's just not happened all season and swag with their desperate need to get points to get their title challenge back on. You know, you, you know where people are going to put their money on Wednesday night, don't you? Yeah, we do. Uh, but good luck to both teams. That'll be an excellent game. Uh, either way uh, means so much to both teams in their respective aspirations for the season. The other game next week is Cosmos against uh, South London Giants. Um, South London Giants hanging on or have hung on to their yeah, uh, league status by the by a, a hair's a hair's breadth and uh, one uh, two points they've done it by uh, at the moment they sit just one above the relegation zone. Uh, Cosmos uh, sit fifth. Uh, they have two games left to play. They can finish on twenty five points. They yep. need to win both of their games to finish second. Uh, potentially with Lazio, uh, they're in the box seat though, Graham, aren't they? With the with the uh, one left to play, they can get to 26. Cosmos can only get to 25. So it's all down to Lazio's last game, it seems. Which, what is, which is against Cosmos. <laughs> oh, brilliant. So Cosmos, <laughs> so, so Cos, <laughs> so Cosmos win, this, win this next game, we assume, based on, on form against South London Giants. Um, so that South would take them to 22. So you'd then have a last game scenario where if it was a draw, Bath would go up. If Lazio win, they would go up. And if Cosmos win, they would go up. Absolutely brilliant. So you've got all three results could give you three different scenarios. That is what a, I know it's only 14 games in that division, but my goodness me, they've done so well. The teams in the cup, particularly obviously Cosmos out of that. They've done so well to get to the Blunston final. Um what, what an achievement for them to be very much up there in contention, to fall out of it, to put a brilliant run together, take advantage of the slips by both Bath and Lazio and to play themselves into promotion would be unbelievable. Yep. But I think if the scenario were to be for Bath to go up, they have gone under the radar completely all season, hit form at, at such a good time, really have been competitive beaten their rivals, got the points on the board. You could make a case, I think, for all three teams 
to deserve to go up. But oh, whoever absolutely. Misses out, whoever misses out is going to be really gutted. Oh, without a shadow of a doubt. Just to run through the top, the, the table quickly. Top Sporting Continental, uh, 37 points from 14 games. One loss and one draw. Uh, the only blemishes on their on their title um, win this season. 92 goals scored, ni- uh, 19 against. The plus 73 goal difference in 14 games is absolutely <laughs> brilliant from the boys. Well done. As Graham has just uh, spoken about, Bath Old Boys currently sit in second, uh, but their games are done. They'll be looking uh, worryingly over their shoulder at Cosmos and Lazio who still have games to play. Um, Bath have 24 points from 14. Lazio, 23 from 13. Uh, Wheat Chiefs, good um, end of season uh, push. Has seen them, um, they'll finish no lower than fifth place this season. Um, 23 points from 14. Cosmos with games to play. They're in good form. Um, I'm not I'm not sure if you asked them if they would prefer where they are to Lazio, though, for the last game of the season. I'd probably prefer to be Lazio. The, the percentages uh, of them getting a draw and, and a win that Lazio need probably slightly higher. But who knows? That's my opinion. Yeah. Um, West Norwood avoid relegation this season. Three wins uh, in their 14 games. Not good enough, Ryan will say. Uh, he'll be looking to make things right next year. South London Giants uh, getting over the line uh, and maintaining their championship status. And Batsy Dogs, um, it's been a tough old year for them, let's be honest. Seven points from 14 for them. Right. League One. Where are we on this one? Because this one is far from this is far from uh, decided oh as well. Goodness me. Where do where do you start with League One? Let's start one at most... the bottom. Let's start at the bottom because Brixton Town is an eighteen game season. Brixton Town have sixteen uh, games played. Uh, they can they're not relegated yet. They can still stay up. Uh, Chiswick have got one game to play. They're not relegated. They're in ninth place. London Hibs are in eighth place. They're not relegated yet. Um, they're just outside, should I say, the relegation zone. Um, at the top end of the table, Graham, Junction Elite, 11 played, 29 points. Uh, still no losses in the league for them. They did slip up this weekend, though, uh, yeah. for, um, for their standards. Uh, Wimbledon Commoners, 15 games played, 29 points. Uh, London Ravens, 14 games played, 28 points. Um, I mean, where's this one going? Junction Elite, obviously in the box seat with all those games to play. You'd think they would win them and uh, they've got a favourable uh, running as well, I think, Junction Leap. But uh, right, Graham, so talk, talk us bottom. through this Should one. Should we start with the bottom? Yes, please. So Brixton, two games to go. Their last two games are against Junction Elite and Vale County. Two really, <laughs> really difficult games. Chiswick's last game, so they've got one to play, yeah. is against Junction Elite. Oh. So if you're Chiswick or Brixton, you're looking at that thinking, we really wanted kind of fixtures on the last game. London Hibs, on the other hand, their last fixture is against Kudos. So you would make London Hibs favourites. Now, if they got out of that, that would be some turnaround, wouldn't it? Yeah. And from a Putney Pacers perspective, who finished their season, I think that point yesterday they got against Junction Lady, I think the 18, I think might just be enough, actually. I think they might stay up on that. I think I think you're right. And uh, London Hibs against Kudos. We know Kudos. Struggling. Struggling for numbers. If they're going to bring players from the the second team into the first team, that means you'd assume uh, lesser quality, lower quality players. And that's no disrespect. That's just how I assume it works. It could be two separate, completely 
different teams that no he um, is going to bring players up from the reserve team which he told me yesterday so because okay. he wants to fulfill the fixtures which is the right thing to do it is I mean, the right not, thing it, to do it's not going to be a complete swap where the whole of the second team is going to go to the whole of the first team it's only going to be about I think three or four um, from from what he was saying to me yesterday on the phone so we'll we'll, we'll see how that how that works out but playing the fixtures and keeping the integrity of the of the competition that's the main priority at the moment absolutely so junction elite with seven games to play am i right you are right i mean yeah he's very much in the box seat isn't he with the 11 games played he's got four games in hand over second three games in hand over third four games in hand over fourth everything is pointing to junction elite to go and win that title with no defeats in 11 matches I think the conversation really is around who is going to get that second place. Now, Vale County did themselves no harm. Obviously, they got that walkover um, yesterday. Mm. That did them no harm. Just keeps them in with a little bit of a squeak. But they are very much the outsiders, I think, for the second space. And then it's obviously between London Ravens and uh, Wimbledon Commoners, who have got a very nice little rivalry going on. And they have to still play each other. So that could be the game, couldn't it? London so Ravens with the game the, in hand on yeah. Wimbledon Commoners, one point behind. The winner of that, the if London Ravens win it, that's them still with a game in hand and two points ahead of them. So that's um, that could be a five points. That could be five points by the time London Ravens win their game in hand. Goal difference is significant there as well, yeah. Andrew, in, for, in the fact that um, they're only three behind on goal scored, which you could turn around on one game. And they're six in advance um, in terms of the actual goal difference itself. So that could come into play um, as well. But uh, London Ravens also have to play uh, Junction Elite. Wimbledon Commoners also have to play Junction Elite. So Junction Elite, as, as whilst they're going to try and win the title, they are going to have a big say about who comes second as well. Absolutely brilliant. Good luck to all the teams in League One and League Two. Uh, this is pretty much uh, cut and dry already. Uh, yeah. Just an 18-game season uh, for the League Two teams. Uh, Ribblesdale have played 17. They have seven points. They're 11 points adrift at the bottom. They're down. Sporting Crabs, uh, they can only get. They could have only got to 14 points in their season after, with 11 so far with one more to play. Um, they're down already. Yeah. Uh, Club uh, Football Vale on 18 points sitting um Comfortably uh, in League Two, they've secured their safety. Well done, boys. Uh, at the other end of the table, it does get a little bit more interesting. Celeste, um, with 15 games played, have won 14 and drawn uh, one against one against Ribbles. Uh, well done, Donald, this weekend. I always get those two clubs mixed up for some reason. Celeste <laughs> uh, drew nil nil with Real Dun Donald. 43 points from their 15 games. They'll be gutted about the draw, but it won't matter to them as long as that zero stays in the, the L column. Uh, Callum and all the lads will be pleased. Uh, AFC London, AFC South London season is over, Graham, with 36 from 18. The two points per game average that I like to see for promotion might not be enough for the automatic places. I think they're a bit unfortunate, but I think Wolves have been a quality side and Sellers have been a quality side. They've just taken it just above that probably two point average that you need. So they are probably just going to miss out, but stranger things have happened. You never know. You never know. Wimbledon Wolves sitting on the uh, towels of South London, um, AFC South London. Wimbledon Wolves with two games left to play and the three points behind uh, second place. So um, they're two fixtures, Andrew. They've got Wimbledon Wolves, Atletico Buble and Q Antigua. Now, if you if you look at 
sort of teams with nothing to play for. That's two. They can be good fixtures, but they can equally be tricky fixtures. So, you know, as I saw at Fulham yesterday, Coventry sort of mid-table didn't look like they've got anything to play for. They go there, play without pressure. Um, and and they, they were fantastic yesterday afternoon. And some teams just thrive playing if they've got nothing to play for and they're not under pressure. So that can happen. So, you know, not a given that Wolves are going to go and get back-to-back wins. I would suggest that one win would be enough because their goal difference is superior by four. Yeah. Um, obviously, if they win, it's going to go to more than five, isn't it? So probably the one win for Wolves is probably going to do the job. Looks looks like it. And we saw Atletico Buble beat uh, the other uh, Wimbledon team uh, in the league uh, in the Southern Sunday yesterday in the cup. So Atletico Buble, if they go into that game against Wimbledon Wolves with the same attitude, we don't know what result could come out. I think from a Wolves perspective, though, they've almost got a bit of a safety net, haven't they? Because if they don't get over it in one game, then they've got another opportunity to then go again, haven't they? So they've almost got two bites of the cherry at it because of the goal difference. Get it done the first time of asking, boys. Save the mm. save the uh, save the nerves. Um, and yeah, that's it. Well done, Donald. Finished fourth. Norton in fifth. There's a notable mention for them. Graham. Yeah, well done, Andrew. Good shout out. Absolutely out of it uh, around Christmas time. Looked to be dead and buried. Um, Ribblesdale Rovers had a little renaissance, but they that uh, fell over. But Norton managed uh, to raise their game and uh, mid-table finish for them. Fantastic effort. Yeah, no, we, we've we've been monitoring them and their journey, haven't we, right from the start? And, uh, you know, they got off to that really, really good win and then didn't win, I don't think, for about nine games. And, and I'm not sure what went on there. And I don't know whether that was down to sort of player um, commitment or consistency, but they seem to have hit a good run of form. They've been really competitive in the um, in the division, not so much against the teams at the top because that's been quite hard, but they've done the, they've done the crucial bit is if you're in that relegation fight, you've got to get the results um, against the teams who are in and around you, and they've delivered that. So uh, well done to Troy and to Trevor and all the boys at, uh, at Norton. Absolutely. Uh, in League Three. Yeah, um, this is where this gets mad. <laughs> well, that's a great. I'll read through the table. You take a deep breath and you can tell us uh, what, what what's going to happen in this division. League Three, uh, the top two, Harbert Rovers and Hampton Terriers. Um, not so long ago, Hampton Terriers conceded this title wrongly, uh, it turns out. Uh, Harbert Rovers at the time, unbeaten, have uh, gone on to lose three games in the league, 17 games played, 14 wins, three losses, 42 points for the Harbert Rovers lads. Hampton Terriers are second, um, 17 points, uh, 17 games played, sorry, um, 39 points, two losses, three draws and 12 wins for Hampton Terriers. Three points, um, the difference in the league, but only one goal better off are Harbert Rovers. Um all pointing towards a fantastic finale in uh, League Three, which Graham will get onto in a second. No one else can affect that top two. Wandsworth Warriors' good season ends in third place, but uh, yep, it ends in third oh, place. No, it's not. Dara could get the third because they've got oh, uh, yeah. three games in hand. Yeah, so Dara could still finish third. Sorry, uh, Park Life B uh, in fourth place. Dara fifth could still finished third but it looks like the autom- well the automatic pl- places are done for Dara after promising so much this season Clapham Chiefs uh, with their uh, one nils and two ones wins and losses sadly that point that always pointed towards a mid-table finish for them there yeah. the, everything did so unlucky boys um, Ballon Mariners Westminster Wanderers make up um, the bottom two the, the, the seventh and eighth places before relegation South London All-Stars are done for the season um and Oldsfield, uh, with two to play 
Graham, six points for them, puts them to 13. They can't make a dent Correct. Uh, on the league. Anyway, so you please talk through the Harbert Rovers and Hampton Terriers um, scenario. Oh, my word. Right. OK, so at the moment we've got Harbert 42, Hampton 39. A Harbert point against Hampton and they win the title. A Hampton win, however, um, makes it uh, complicated. If they were to win 2-1 uh, Hampton on the day, then the goal difference would be identical and Harbert would win the league on goal scored. Anything more than a two-goal win by a two-goal margin for Hampton would win them the league on goal difference. So, you know, this is going to be really <laughs> extraordinary that this could be one on goal difference or could be one on goal scored. Um, Harbour, I think, from their perspective, it's just a game that they just dare not lose. But if they are going to lose it and they only lose it by the odd, by the odd one, then they will obviously um, win the league on goal scored, which would be an extraordinary situation, wouldn't it? Absolutely crazy. And to hear it go have down. Have you ever to... heard about that? Have you ever seen anything like that? I don't think I have. Not goals, a... not not to go to goal scored. scored. Yeah. Not to go that <laughs> not that that far into it. So go beyond obviously points. We've seen titles won by points, but and, and goal difference. But to go to the goal scored, I don't think I've ever seen that before. I mean what what I can't wait till next weekend. I mean, spoiler alert. When we do the previews, that is going to be in one of the games of the week. I don't think there's any doubt about it. And we can have a little bit more in terms of the, the predictors are going to have great fun with this. Yeah. They've, got a, they've, got a, they've got a couple of weeks to think about it. But um, I, dare, I, mean, I dare to think which pun Dan's going to come oh, up with around, Ham, around Hampton. Well, I think it might be that something like it, we need a sort of dogmatic approach from the Terriers or something. Or... Oh, I hope it goes with the dog angle rather than the Hampton angle that I was thinking of. Okay, right. Um, well, you don't, want to be, you don't want to be barking up the wrong tree is the other one that yeah, I was going to go with. But um, yeah, I mean, in, in terms of that game, how, how do you approach that? You know, if you kind of go one nil down or what happens and, you know, you dare not concede anymore. Do you put players back? Do you go forward? The, the whole emotions and tactically how that is going to pan out on the day. Yep. I mean, I am so jealous whoever is going to be refereeing that game because you are going to be able to cut the tension with a knife. That is going yeah. to be, pardon the pun, that is going to be dog eat dog, isn't it? It really is. And do you know what? I think if you're Hampton Terrors in that one, you just have to go for it. You've got nothing to lose, have you? You've got they to have throw caution to, win the to game. the wind. They yeah. have to win the game from a Harbour perspective. If they're sort of two banks of four putting men behind the ball, is that going to be difficult then for Hampton to then break them down? Are Hampton then going to be susceptible on the counter-attack? You know, you have to throw all these different scenarios in. One thing I would just say, just to conclude our sort of review of this division, well done to Harbert, well done to Hampton. It's been a great race. It's another little rivalry similar to the Mondial-Rosendale yeah. thing going to be going on. Yeah. These two teams are going to be going at it in League Two next season. And do you know what? Good luck to them for making it such a fantastic division and for taking it right till the end. It's exactly what we want to see. Absolutely. League Four. Did I explain uh, that? Did I? How was my explanation on that? Andrew? Yeah. Was that all right? Yeah, absolutely fine. Clear absolutely as mud. Fine. Clear <laughs> as mud. Uh, get uh, email in at selkpod at gmail.com. And it was that clear. Well, Graham just said <laughs> uh, League Four uh, promotion places again. They're sorted in this one. Merton Athletic currently top, played three more games than um, County Cup uh, semi finalist Magpie recruitment. Uh, three points of difference though, Graham. Magpie very much in a driving seat. Uh, they can get, where are we? 18 games. So five more to play for Magpie recruitment. Uh, that means they can get 50, 50 points. 
for the season. Merton Athletic, just with two games left to play, uh, can get to 44. So, so that they means... need three wins, I think, Magpie, don't they? Magpie need three wins. Uh, yeah, uh, and that should do it on goal difference. They're currently one goal better than Merton. Um, so interesting in the, at the top. Uh, just as interesting in at the bottom of it, it looks like our mate Dan at Clapham Wanderers um, could be tasting the bittersweet um, feeling of relegation, but he does have games in hand, but nothing saying that that's going to happen, Graham, at the bottom of the table. Uh, still four to play, so 12, 12 points at stake. Um, 29, no, 19 points can be can be his his um, total, so he can he's not down yet. Uh, Northcote Rangers battling it out by the looks of it with Mortlake uh, and Q Antigua B and Parthenope can still get dragged in. No, they can't. No. Uh, 17 points Northcote can get to. Yep. Um, so the Q, interesting scenario Q here and Tiga is... Q Antigua have stayed, have stayed up as well. They're okay as well, yeah. The interesting scenario here sits between Mortlake, Northcote and Clapham. Yeah. Uh, Northcote's final game is against Clapham Wanderers. Okay. So essentially, I think if he wins that, goes to seventeen. Um, I think that's uh, North Coast safe, isn't it? Because Clapham Wanderers can only get to sixteen. I think nine plus seven. Nine seven is. They've got 12, Clapham. Have got four games to play, haven't they? Yeah, but if they play North Coast and lose it, they'll oh, only sorry. have three to play, yeah, won't yeah. they? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, so yeah, interesting at the bottom of League Four. Um, Good luck to Dan at Clapham Wanderers. It's not been, it can't been a very enjoyable season for you guys, but uh, still playing their games. And Mortlake last game against Parthenope. Draw for that one. <laughs> yeah, they Mortlake need a win. <laughs> they need a win. Uh, they won't be wanting a draw. And Parthenope, we can see, we've seen that they're uh, tricky opposition. Right, League Five, uh, Junction League seconds, uh, a bit more comfortable, um, at, just as comfortable, should I say, as the first team uh, in League Five. They're they're two points clear at the top of the division with 15 played. Uh, one more game uh, to be played, it looks like, for majority of the teams in this league. Uh, Newlands, I've got the games in hand. Yeah. 12 games played for them. 25 points on the board. That will put them on 34 points if they win all of their games in hand. So Junction Elite just, just ahead of Newlands and looking like um, the championship could be going their way, Graham. Um, absolutely. Um, the interesting thing about this, though, uh, is that Junction Elite's last game is against Newlands. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's done it again. You've done it again. And this painters community and Newlands uh, rivalry continues uh, this season as well after uh, cup finals and and and. Well, this... Painters are just looking over their shoulders now. They've been sat in that second place. You know, they've been sort of marooned, essentially. They're in this sort of void where they're not playing any games. Everyone's playing around them. Um, they are just going to need Newlands to just drop points. It really is as simple as that. Um, but even if Newlands win their game in hand, that's not going to be enough to take them to top spot unless they win the games in hand and beat Junction Elite. Um and obviously, Newlands have got the cup final as well to uh, to look forward to. So maybe their eye will be on that. But if you were painters, you'd be very nervous, wouldn't you? And you wouldn't Absolutely. be feeling you wouldn't be feeling too good about that scenario because it's completely out of their hands. I don't think you'd want to talk about it. If anything, you'd want to gloss over it. Well, I, I think you could. I, I think you could be right because you don't want to come unstuck. But I am going to throw in a, a, a really gigantic curveball and say that this could be over kind of before the end of the season. Or it could go to a very, very last game on the 15th of May 
where Newlands play painters. That could Ooh. be just a second. So it's all to play for. It's all to play for. Yeah, uh, a lot of these teams uh, no, can't really make a change. Really, Newlands are the only team that can drastically change the the, the title as it stands. Uh, Real Madrid played all their games. They're bottom of the league with with 11 points from their 16 games. Uh, Bluebirds with a couple of games left to play. Uh, they can get to 20 points, which would move them up to uh, around fifth place with the goal difference of St. Matthew's Project. The, uh, Bluebirds can the only real main movers and shakers in that one. Graham. Yeah, Bluebirds play um, Newlands, funny enough, uh, when we come back after Eastern, that's going to be a pre-run of the, of the cup final. Um, and then uh, Bluebirds play Westminster third team. So there might be a bit of pride there to see who finishes in seventh. That looking like a good finish to that one. Good luck to all the teams in League 5, in League 6. Uh, Poplar Rovers. Not go. done yet. It's not done yet. It isn't. Uh, on goal difference, it looks like Argentina. Uh, they're chasing packs. So yesterday... Uh, AFC Poplar Rovers got the game over the line against Junction Elite. They've done all they could do. 35 points from 16 games, 11 wins, two draws and three losses. Uh, 70 goals, 69 goals even scored by uh, Poplar Rovers in their 16 games is impressive. Uh, nearly 40 conceded, though, Graham. Uh, 39 goals conceded. Too many. Um, they give away too many. And yesterday was the same. They gave away. I mean, in fact, all the three times I've refereed them, they give away far too many goals. Far too many. I mean, the good thing is, is um, we know that they've got a uh, a certain pair of brothers who, if you've got them in your team, yeah, um, will always get you goals the other end. And I think that's got them out of trouble for sure. It did say in their interview, if if uh, people listened, that uh, they do have the shortest centre halves in the league. I can see that as well. I can see that. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, hot on their tails are Argentina. Two games behind uh, with six points. Um, the difference between the two teams, Argentina need to win both of their games or it's, it's AFC Popular Rovers title. Um, Argentina also need to make up the goal difference, which is nine better over the over the two games. Um, it's going to be a big ask for Argentina. They do they do score goals, averaged three goals a game though. Well, uh, Graham, which... this is what I was going to say. So they've got to see nine is the gap at the moment, and they've got yeah. to have ten to overturn it because if it's identical goal difference, Poplar have scored far too many. They've scored sixty nine yeah. compared to forty three. Yeah. So they've got to get ten in two games. They've got UBLFC, who they played yesterday and beat five one. Yeah. So, you know, there's a statement of intent there. I had to get that in on the podcast this week or something. <laughs> well um, and they play Clapham Common. Ooh, so doable, isn't it? Clapham Common is the first game to come along. If they can really rack up the goals there, they give themselves a real chance because they have beaten um, UBLFC 5-1 this weekend. They'll give themselves belief going into that game. Clapham Common, I remember seeing... Did they get a good result against um, Poplar Rovers the last time they played each other? Clapton Common against Poplar, we'd have to we'd have to check it. Uh, Andrew, I'm going to check. A funny I thought, feeling. I have a I'm, funny feeling. You could be right. Six four. They lost to. Um, That's not bad. Poplar Rovers, not bad. Um, but looking at the previous result for Clapton Common against Argentina, Argentina beat them three 0 So if you let's just take that as a snapshot, they that's eight goals. Argentina. Um, have scored against the two the two other they'll be at home this time against UBL CFC and um, Argentina they've that's eight goals can they go two better and, and win the title well I'm going to throw something in here yes because I was talking to the popular lads who were eagerly 
badgering me, surrounding me after the game yesterday, waiting for the uh, Argentina result to come in. And they kicked off, funny enough, their game half an hour later than ours. And, you know, they were looking at that thinking, oh, okay, sort of nine goals, 10 goals, that's a lot to make up. But I threw something in there and they, and they did agree with me. So because the council pitches are now closed, Argentina have been playing their home games on the huge pitch down at the Southfields Academy on the 3G. And I have to say that pitch for anybody that's not been there or, or played on it or riffed on it, A, absolutely is energy sapping on your, on your legs and on, it puts a, a strain on your, on your knees. But the pitch is absolutely gigantic. Yeah. And Argentina have got, you know, real ballers in their team and they make the ball do the work. And you can tire out your opposition quite easily. And that's why I wasn't surprised because they were saying, well, hang on a minute, UBLFC 5-1 on that game. I went, the pitch, lads. Think about the pitch. And they went, yeah, no, actually, good shout. That could make a difference. So for the fact that Argentina have got that, that home game against Clapton Common on the, um, on the Aspire pitch could be the difference. Big game up next for Argentina against St Andrews in the Marcus Lipton. Uh, you know, the way things are going, we could have, an, that's an upset. If St Andrews go through, are they going to recover enough to do the job? Well, is it an upset? If You could argue it's an upset if Argentina win. Well. Neither of them are expected to be there, are they? No, no. League six against League 10. I mean, that's just an unbelievable League Cup semi-final. Three unbelievable uh, must-win games for Argentina. This is, this is the business end of the season. This is what we play football for. Um, They'll be missing influential uh player, Where would your Christian money be? And you, you'd want to be popular. You'd want the points and the goal difference on the ball, yeah. wouldn't you? Right now, I'd take, I'd take Poplar's um, yeah. position. Just because... There's a lot to do for Argentina, but they could do it. If it, was, if it was five, six goals in two games, I would probably say Argentina, yeah. Mm. I fancy Argentina, but 10... Uh, 10 goal swing so they need to score 10 they need to be plus 10 and don't forget they've conceded this weekend against UBL CFC so that means um, that if, if that happens again um, they'll need to score more goals yeah, for uh, everyone that's scored against them they need to score two in theory don't yeah. they yeah so, so I, I would take Popular Rovers position uh, every every season if that so if we that think was the me. title is going to be one there on goal difference yeah yeah absolutely what a, what a finish that would be wouldn't it Fantastic. Uh, in League 7, good luck to everybody. Uh, there in League 7, uh, AFC Putney 11 sitting top of the division. This uh, is frustrating me, this division. Uh, they're, they're up as well, aren't they? They're Putney are up now, yeah. So they've won, Putney have won the, the league. No, uh, they're promoted. Oh, they haven't the won South the league. City. South City are seven games in hand so with 12 points, points behind, yeah. So they can get seven, they've got seven to play. 21 points is 42. Oh, they they could be well clear. So this one. Correct. This has got lots. This has got lots of. Uh, this is why it's frustrating because of the South City sort of cup runs. Um, you know they're going to have to play catch up, and unfortunately for them, there are not enough available weeks for them to play single games. And they've got the Brian Howard uh, Presidents Cup uh, final as well. So from that perspective, you know they are going to have to play South City um, a couple of double headers. It's not uh, my desired outcome, but they're going to have to play Olympic Mayonnaise in a double header and Barnstormers in a double header just to try and catch up. Otherwise, we're never going to finish the season. As disrespectful as this isn't meant to sound. I know what you're going to say. Playing a double banker against two teams that aren't involved in the title race is is the better way of doing it. And uh, I don't want to tell you how to do your job, but we hate seeing title races 
decided at double yeah. headers. Playing Olympic mayonnaise, they they can't finish any higher than uh, than where they are. Uh, let's have a look. They've got two games to play. It's, it's middle. They've got nothing to play for. In nothing theory, to play no. for. Barnstormers, they're safe, so they've got nothing to play for. They can uh, uh, they can effectively move three places up, um, but they're safe. Um, I always like to think that uh, that yeah, league titles not decided by. Uh, double bankers if we can if we can help it um so yeah i think that's a sensible thing to do and and i don't again uh please send emails into graham at uh the uh, southern sunday for any complaints about anything said on the podcast <laughs> i look forward to putting them into file 13 <laughs> yeah that's miscellaneous isn't it <laughs> junk um yeah so I, I like that idea this this i mean it's very much open uh the like southwest athletic uh, they've got one more game to play. That's 30 points. So they've not... all got South City to play, Andrew. That's the other problem. All these teams that have got one game to play, they've all got to play South City. They're queuing up to play them because South City have only played half their season. And I feel really sorry for those teams at the moment who've been waiting weeks and weeks and weeks. And they're going to get delayed another Sunday because South City are going to be in the cup final. But that's just how it is. That's just how it, it operates. If you get one team that goes on cup run, cup run, cup run, you know, the league is going to have to take a, a back seat. And, you know, we always have one or two teams that are going to do this every year. And, and this year is no different. But I think the point you make about the double headers is interesting. And I did try and sort of make sure that the single games against, you know, some of these teams were played. And then we could keep the double bankers sort of in the back pocket if we needed them. And yeah. because there aren't enough weeks and we're going to lose some more pitches after the 8th of May, we're going to sort of lose Wimbledon Common Extension. So that's about 14 pitches on top of what we've already lost. We're only going to be about down to about 15% capacity after the 8th of May. Mm. So we just have to make use of the available capacity while we've got it. I'm sure the right thing will happen. Uh, South City with loads of football left to play, sadly. Uh, but just focusing on those, uh, the team, the games with the teams above them and getting the double bankers where you can. Uh, I'm sure the right thing will happen. Peckham Cosmos at the bottom of the league, down and out. Uh, a valiant effort for the guys at Peckham Cosmos, not being able to get the job done. No, um, again, I think similar to the Batsy Dog situation in the championship, they've been sort of flirting with it there or thereabouts all season. Um, I don't think it's going to do them any harm to go down, regroup and um, be better for the experience and then come straight back. Absolutely. Into League 8. Uh, this is where Graham's going to have to get his calculator out oh, and Ab- Abacus uh, take his shoes and socks off and gloves off and and, uh, and count everything he possibly can. Mun- <laughs> League 8. Mundial B uh, sit top of the division. Uh, 37 points after 14 games. Rosendale. Uh, 37 points after 15 games. Uh, this is a 16-game season in League 8. Uh, Mundial with two to play, obviously. Rosendale, one to play. Rosendale can hit 40 points this season. Um, Mundial will hit 43 if they win both of their games. So Mundial in the driving seat. Uh, everyone else, it looks like, has finished their games other than Dara FC, uh, Pimico Penguins and Kudos Athletic Seconds. Um Actually, the relegation battle here is just as exciting as the top. It's all the same. Winner takes all. Um, kudos, Athletic need a win of, and they'll hope Pimlico Penguins lose goal difference for Kudos despite their recent um, resurgence, Graham. They, they, they need to stay up on points, don't they? And if you take into account that if they're going to give players to 
prop up the first team, that yeah. could have an impact on this as well. So that's um, what I was thinking. Yeah. Would you like the Would you like the top scenario or bottom? So I think we should go with the bottom scenario yeah. first. Yeah. So <laughs> the two teams at the bottom, Pimlico and Kudos, they must hate me in terms of fixtures. So we've got Kudos 15 and 12. Kudos's last game against is against Rosendale. <sighs> Pimlico 15 and 12. Their last game is against Mondale B. Yep. So on paper, you would put your money on both of those uh, teams to lose those nice. games, which would mean Kudos would be relegated on goal yeah. difference. Yeah. Is the scenario how I see it on paper? Yes, I think you're right. From a top perspective, if you then add them results, three more points for Mondale, three more points for Rosendale, that virtually wins Mondale the league because their goal difference is better by 24 and Rosendale wouldn't have any more games left to play. So Mondial's other game is against Dara Reserves. Correct. Well worked out, Andrew. <laughs> Just, I don't know, that's amazing. By me. the um, by the by the um, law of averages and the the sort of default option, it was yes. glaringly obvious. But I'm glad that you're awake with us um, on this Monday <laughs> and that you clocked that. No abacuses or calculations no. needed with Mr. Wheaton here. What no, no. no. I'm off work. <laughs> I'm off work. Anyone listening? We're recording this during the day. Uh, I'm off work this week. Uh, anyone from the company that I work for that listens and knows that I do the podcast, I'm not skiving today. Uh, so do send your complaint emails to uh, Silk Podcast because <laughs> he's got more time than me this week to answer the complaints. Uh, yeah, so I mean, for, for me, Mundial will be very much in the driving seat. It's been a great season for Rosendale. We've we've spoken about them this season, their resurgence from the well, Wigan Boys. They've got boys. the cup, haven't they? So they got they beat. Mondale didn't they in the cup semi-final in the Brian Howard so you know if Mondale be probably going to have the league and Rosendale are going to have the cup and do you know what I can sleep in my bed and I can live with that I quite like it shared out like that that's good so do I and if and if I had to choose I would take a league runners up and a promotion and a cup over the league title yeah you want to get to a cup final don't you yeah that's what I would choose it's uh, a but special yeah, day very much so um tough games for Pimlico Penguins and Kudos Athletic I'm kind of unashamedly hoping that kudos um get that win after their little run and resurgence and real show of sort of balls in this um in this fight at the end of the season come on kudos do us a do do the job uh on this one it'll be very exciting in league i'm not going to say that though in my in my capacity no 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 you can't chair i'm not saying a word absolutely that was a that was my opinion and my opinion only. Uh, but if you do have any complaints, do send them to Graham at so and Sunday. <laughs> You're unbelievable. You really are unbelievable. I'll be I'll be putting setting up my email so that they automatically default to you. Uh League Nine. Uh here we go. Um Devil Tivo Lacarina. Uh they have two games left to play. They're on 39 points from 16 games in the driving seat. One uh, win required. One win, one win required. Vauxhall Virgins, after their brilliant season, uh, slipped up this week against um, Larkhall City with a draw. Uh, Larkhall just sitting outside of, of the relegation zone, a, a, a real um, slip up by, by the Virgins. They're, they're 32 points from 14. Um, Venetia Dons, uh, they, are, they can't win the league now. They're on 32 from 16. They can only get to 38 points. Um, the Virgins can get 12 more points, which is, they've got four more to play. They can get to 44, 44 points. Yeah. So Deportivo lead, need two wins then, don't four, they? Four points, I think. I think they might need four. 
the goal difference much. I think this superior. gets very complicated though, Andrew, where the teams have got to play against each other and there's going to be points dropped. I think that's where it, this gets a little bit complicated. Uh, Brick sustain in fourth place. Uh, they have four games to play, but they can they can't win the league anymore. No, they can't. Uh, Borussia Battersea, valiant effort for them. The best of the rest in League Nine. It it's, uh, it turns out, and uh, that's reflected in their season. Fifteen games played for them. Twenty four points, eight wins, seven losses. Uh, almost identical for and against. Um, it's been a real split season for the Battersea boys, but. Um, yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll take it. That's been a good year for them. Debut season, I think they yeah. would have learnt an awful, awful lot. You know, they got to a cup semi-final as well and only lost in extra time to Brixis Dane, which is, um, you know, they're no mugs. They're a good side, as we know. Um, yeah, nothing to be ashamed of for them in their first season. You know, they're well and truly, um, they've got their feet under the table and they'll know what this is all about now and they'll kick on. And it, it wouldn't surprise me if they were up there or thereabouts next season. It'll be a big learning curve. Uh, old Town, AFC Old Town after their brilliant cup runs and, and real good showing of themselves against much higher opposition. Um, Graham, what, what can Old Town do? Nothing. Can they get into the promotion places? Yes, they can. Well, they absolutely can with the seven um, seven uh, games still to play. Um, so that's that's 21. They can go to 41. So if you look at that, they could take um, Virgins out the equation. They could take Dons out the equation. They could take Brixestain out the equation. Probably if you look at their games in hand, they're probably likely maybe to finish second to Deportivo. But as I say, there's lots of games, uh, tough games for all of these teams where they've got to play each other. And I think Brixistain, um, they, they could be really interesting in terms of their games because they've got to play Old Town. Um, they've got to play Deportivo. Um, they've got to play Vauxhall Virgin. So Brixistain um, and who else have they got to play? Um, might be um, yeah Deportivo. They've got, Tough games, Bricks sustain. They're going to influence. They're not going to do it themselves, I don't think, unless they win all of those games. But they're certainly going to influence who doesn't get it or does get it. Been a good season for Bricks sustain. Renegades, bottom of the pile. Um, They've finished for the season, haven't they? No, they've still got two to play. They've still got two to play. I haven't Um, seen them play for weeks. No, and this is the problem because they've got to play AFC Old Town. And of course, where AFC Old Town are so far behind in in fixtures, it's very difficult to... um, for them to catch up. Um, but they've got difficult games. They've got Brick Sustain um, to play, um, which is, you know, as we've just said, is a difficult game and they've got Old, Old Town to play as well. So Renegades, two games left of the season. Left. They can't do anything anyway. No, not They're particularly down. nice games. You wouldn't want to have to play those games. They're tough, really. But I have a feeling they may not bother. Um, I hope not. <laughs> or you hope, what, they hope they, you hope they do? No, I, they need to play the games. We yeah. need to see this out, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I hope that, they, I said, when I said I hope not, I mean, in terms of throwing in the towel, I hope not. I want to see the games played. You know, we haven't had football. We haven't had a completed season. I know I keep banging on about this, but, you know, I, I think by the end of May, when we reflect back and we've delivered these 12 divisions, and let's not forget, you know, we've expanded the, the league uh, this year as well. We've got an extra cup competition. When we kick back at the end of this, at the end of May, I think, you know, we can look back and, and feel very proud about what we've delivered this season because um, it has been tough. There's a lot that's happened. Yeah, on the back end of COVID as well, to have such a, a successful first season back, full season, uh, you have to pat yourselves on the back. And COVID has affected us, particularly around the Christmas and the New Year period. Yeah. We were having, and I mean, it was rife. We were having a bloody nightmare. But, you know, again, I keep banging on about it. The August start, Andrew, the August start. Yeah. Uh, Rosendale Sports can save themselves. They've got two left to play 
Uh, they can hit 18 points, which puts them uh, into seventh place currently on the current standards if they win those games. So still some action happening uh, at the bottom end of the table, uh, but plenty and plenty of action happening. Tough games, though, for um, Rosendale, though. They've got Vauxhall Virgins and AFC Old Town, Andrew. Tough games for them. Yeah, uh, I mean, realistically, uh, two points keeps them up on goal difference. So if they can nick two draws, uh, they'll be well pleased. That will keep them up. Larkall probably, on the other hand, will be feeling a little bit more favourable. They've got the Virgins last game, but they've got Borussia Battersea, who obviously we've just been discussing in the middle of the table. They got a good point, didn't they, Larkall, yeah. yesterday? Um, yeah. They might be targeting that Borussia Battersea to try and get the, the three points that they need to stay up. Interesting stuff, League Nine. As we say, the craziest two the and League Ten, the craziest divisions in uh the Southern Sunday. League Nine more so. I think League Ten seems a lot more uh cut and dry. Actually. League Nine is a bit more cut and dry though after this weekend because it's ruled three teams out from winning it. So um we we've certainly with the draws of two of the three games, I think we've got a lot more clarity than what we had before we started the weekend for sure. Uh League Ten is an a 16 game season, Mass Vida. They finished their season now 16 games. They're currently top uh, with 40 points from 16 games. Uh, had a good year, a good maiden year for uh, Mass Vida. 39 goal difference for them. Uh, two losses in 16 games, one draw. Uh, a fantastic year for Mass Vida. Any other year, that's a champion. That's a title winning season yeah, for Mass is, Vida. Yeah. Uh, St Andrews currently second, as we've said, going for the treble. Um, Marcus Lipton, uh, semi-final. Uh, place for them. Uh, which other which other cup is it? The Dylan Rigobert trophy. That's spot on, Andrew. Uh, and the League Ten, uh, twelve games played for St Andrews. They're six points behind um, Masvida with four to play. Uh, so St. seven win seven points for the um, for the title. Um, one point in theory for promotion, but they're virtually promoted now because their goal difference is better by yeah. 50 and Old yeah. Bruts haven't got any more games to play. Yeah. So St Andrews would need to lose their first uh, last four games uh, by an aggregate of 51-0 um, in terms of not being able to get promoted. So yeah. um, they haven't got, they're not in gold, they haven't got the P next to their name yet, but it will be coming very soon, I suspect. Yeah, all but promoted St Andrews, but they'll want the title now. Uh, four to play will put them uh, six points clear of Masvida, but that's showing what a good year Masvida have. That St Andrews, even all said and done, they six points isn't isn't a massive massive winning margin uh, in in the league table, considering when you look how good they've done in the Marcus Lipton Cup. So well done for Masvida for hanging with um, St Andrews for this long in the in the year. I think that's important to say that that's an important um, I agree. statement for Masvida. That's their first year. Uh, St Andrews, have, you know, we've been told that. What a good side they are, and and people can't believe that they're in League Ten. So Masvida got the point though against them, Andrew. Don't forget, yeah. it's Masvida, the only team that took the point against them in a Desmond. Yeah. So you know what? Great season for Masvida. Well done. Uh, old Ruts were third with thirty-four points from their sixteen games. Their their season's finished. Um, uh, SW Lions under twenty-threes. They finished their season sixteen. Games played 30 points, then a bit of a gap. Uh, it seems very split uh, into two sections, this table, the top four, uh, and then the rest, it seems. Uh, Club International of Football Clapham, they've got 17 from their 15 games. Just one more to play for them. Uh, they can't touch uh, South London, uh, Southwest Lions, sorry. Old Suttonians have 13 from their 14 games. Again, 
uh, two to play, they can only get 19 points. So the the, the, the table is essentially going to finish like this. Correct. Junction Elite, fifths, 10 points from their 15. South London, Pekin, 10 points from 15 games. Still one to play for them. Uh, and Imperial Wolf, the strongest team in the Southern Sunday ground, bottom of the bottom division, uh, seven points from their 15 games. And didn't finish the season. And didn't finish the season. So not the strongest in that sense. No, disappointing that they, you know, they interviewed really well last summer, um, but for whatever reason, just never worked out for them, to be honest, which is um, a real, real, real shame. But um, yeah, what um, what a run. For, I quite enjoyed that. It was good, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was good. I'm just going to go through some of the goal scorers. Um, sorry, this is just the last, very last section for all of you that want to want to get off. The top five goal scorers. Let's go through those, Graham. Uh, Matt. Drage from Sporting Continental, 38 goals in 20 appearances. I can't believe you've done this, by the way, because the old WhatsApp will be going when he hears this, and he'll be like, can I have a goal scorer's trophy? <laughs> and then I'll say to him, well, the goalkeepers will want a clean sheets trophy. And then you and I, I know we've got a mutual hatred of this. Then the person who's got the most assist then will want a silver goal trophy. And no. it just, no. The answer, Mr. Drage, um, good evening to you if you're listening. But no is the answer. No, definitely not. Uh, Darius Haravi, uh, guest on this week's show with his brother uh, and friend Craig, uh, thirty-one goal, uh, thirty-three goals, sorry, in nineteen games. Uh, impressive from Darius. Well done, uh, Michael Crevero from Merton. Thirty-two goals in sixteen games is impressive. Uh, that's a great. Uh, that's a great turn around for Michael. Well done, Daniel Hughes of Sporting Continental. Twenty-seven in twenty. And I'm Kiyodi. pleased for Dan this year, actually, because Matt does get a lot of the praise and gets a lot of the credit. But fair play to Dan there for chipping in there. 27 goals is fantastic. So a uh, big shout out to him. Yeah. And Coyote well. on a larger for uh, Junction Elite Seconds has 26 goals in 15 games. And obviously, uh, Sporting Continental, Matt or Daniel aren't going to add to their tally. Darius isn't going to add to his tally. Well, Matt uh, could. Matt. Um, Matt could because he's got the cup final, isn't he? Oh, they're in a cup final, aren't they? Yeah, they've got they're playing Cosmos in the Frank Lunston final. Oh, okay, so Sporting Continental could still. I think we look at Sporting mistake. as them being a Premier team, but they're not. They're still a Championship team until next season. We do need to, we do need to say that. <laughs> uh, uh, I'll get a shot for that, by the way, because I'll be accused of picking on. Sporting Continental as yeah, usual. Stop, stop picking on them. No one uh, actually picked on us on the result of the, the team of the week this week, by the way. No one picked on us, but I noticed it was kicking off in other leagues. So I was quite happy for them to have the flak this weekend. Yeah, let, let, let them moan. Uh, <laughs> Taylor Hogan for St Andrews, just interestingly, from the 10th, the League 10 uh, is seventh on the scoring charts, 25 in 17. Uh, it's been a great season uh, in the Southern Sunday and these these goal scorers, all of these teams are all successful, um, going to yeah. end up being successful this season, even going down to the 10th place. Uh, they're all they're all teams. Yeah, that if are you look there. at all of them 10 there, so the Sporting Continental Cup final league winners, Poplar Rovers definitely going to get promoted, yeah. Merton Athletic promoted, Sporting Continental League and Cup finalists, Junction Elite seconds looks like they're going to win their division, Wimbledon Wolves up there to try and finish second, Marcus Lipton Cup semi-finalists, St Andrews are going to probably win their league, uh, possibly two cup finals. Mondial won their league. Deportivo probably going to win their league. Sporting Continental, we've already discussed. It's no shock, is it, that if no. you put the ball in the back of the net, you're going to have a successful season. Absolutely. Graham? 
we've done it. We've got to the end of it. I'll speak to you next week for hopefully more of a, a review in the second part of the uh, of the show. Back to our puns and back to our games of the week. I wish you all the best for the week ahead. Uh, and as I say, speak to you next week. Thanks, Andrew. And uh, yeah, I know you've got a week off work, so do make sure that you rest up. I know you do a lot for grassroots and you've got a lot of podcast recordings and things. So make sure you uh, put your feet up and have a fantastic week and um, a lovely Easter weekend. Thank you, mate. Cheers. So now back to Roger uh, with the Quota Municipal predictions. Roger, we're on a bit of a time scale here, so we're going to rattle through some of these. Um, we're going to rattle through some of these predictions. We we'll just talk through the, the fixtures for next week, and then we'll dive yep. into um, the four games that we've chosen in the Michael Donovan Premier. Addiscombe Casual Spartans. That'll be one of our games of the week. Chelsea Athletic against Quirden JFC. Um, Chelsea Athletic haven't played for a while. Can't see that one uh, being played. Uh, this coming Sunday, Division One sees Cobbs against Saha Eleven. We'll talk about this one in a minute. Sunderland so JFC take on London Warriors. We'll take. We'll talk about that one in a minute. Division Three is Quirden United against Chelsham Athletic Reserves. Um, again, no team with a with a Chelsham badge on their shirt. Roger seems to be kicking ball anymore uh, this season. Uh, and in the Intermediate Cup, Gold Coaching against KFC is our fourth game of the week. So, Rog, let's jump straight into the fixtures. Uh, Addiscombe Casuals taking on Spartans. This has been a bit of a classic one. Sadly, um, it's a dead rubber now this season. Um, this would have been the game that Addiscombe Casuals would have needed to win to, to take the title. So um, that's how fine margins it was. Spartans winning 2-0 last time out between the two. Casuals are third in the league. Uh, 19 points from 11 games. This is their last fixture of the season. Spartans are first 28 points from 11 games in the league. Um, they're nearly done as well. This is their last league fixture. Uh, both teams have won two of their last three games. And funnily enough, the loss of those, what the losses each way uh, for each team have been against each other. A 7-2 loss uh, for Spartans against Addiscombe Casuals and a 2-0 loss for Addiscombe Casuals against Spartans. Mm-hmm. Funny how that goes. Uh, Jay Sims is the Casuals' top scorer. 16 goals in 18 games for Casuals. And the Casuals saying on their social media this weekend, he scored his 50th goal for the club. Uh, so congratulations to him on a nice little uh, nice little. Uh, my, uh, milestone for him and, yeah. and his and the club and S Edwards for Spartans has 12 goals in 13 games. Uh, Russell has gone for two, three, two to Spartans on this one. Ross, yeah. do you think uh, casuals with nothing now to play in the league? Do you think they're going to have the same intensity that, that they've had recently for these games? Um, I think they will. I think, I think it'll be Spartans that, I mean, Casuals still have um, they've got a cup final and they've got a cup semi final, so I, th- I think they'll want to. Oh, I think they want to keep that momentum going. Whereas Spartans, the league's one, they've got nothing. I think this will be their last game of the season. They've got nothing else to play for. Yeah. So I can I can see, I can just see Casuals probably wanting it a little bit more. Um, whereas Spartans won't want to won't want to end the season on a defeat. Yeah. I just it's a, it's a nothing it's a nothing game for them at all. Um, so I just think just just based on that, I'm gonna say. I'm going to say casuals win. What are you going for? I'm going to say uh, 3-2 casuals. 3-2 casuals for Roger. 3-2 Spartans for Russell. I'll go for a Desmond. 2-2 yeah. on this one. Uh, 
casuals need some momentum going into these cup games that they've got coming up. Yeah. Uh, so they may well go for it. Will or will they rest players in 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 essentially a dead rubber? Who knows? But uh, I'm going to go for a draw. So we've got all the bases covered there. Yeah. Uh, in Division One, uh, Cobbs taking on Saha Eleven. Uh, Saha Eleven taking on Cobbs and their Lino, of course. And this, their coming, lino, yeah. this coming Sunday. <laughs> He's uh, now. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I've ref them and I've seen it. I've seen him in full in full flight. Um, yeah, it's it's a real spectacle. Cobbs are yep. seventh in Div One uh, with thirteen points from twelve games. Uh, Saha Eleven third uh, in the league, twenty one points from twelve games, nearly the two points per game average. Um, yep. that, that means promotion. So interesting turnaround. Just a double banker doing that for Sahar 11. The form-wise, Cobbs, one in three. Uh, there's a draw in there. So they haven't lost in in their... In, they've only lost one of their last two... Uh, three games, sorry. Yep. Sahar, um, they've won two of the last three. One of that... that two of those wins were a double banker. Um, yep. Three... Only lost three of 12 games, though. Of the last 12 games I looked, Roger, you've only lost three of them. Yep. So in good form, nine we wins in 12 form. games. Very good. 75% win rate over that period, which is excellent. Um, F. Bakaluba for Cobbs has three goals in nine games. He's their top scorer. And R. Bandara is the Saha. He's your top scorer. Five goals in four yeah. games for, for you. Uh, Roger. You're in red hot form, very good yep. form. Um, yep. Not just have you had games given to you, but you've been winning on winning them on the pitch now as well. So let's yep. shut a few people up. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you reckon for this one on Sunday? Yeah, I, I, like I said, like I said before, that you can. I mean, that that them the, the, you can see the mood had already changed anyway with our recent form. But I think yesterday's yesterday's two wins um, has really sort of really sort of up given the given the boys a lift um we've got a big semi-final coming up which which the, which we're really looking forward to um yeah i think i think i think i think momentum's going to carry us through this game i think i think we'll have too much for cubs the, when we played them the first time round, um i think we were the better side we was probably robbed robbed of at least a point um so yeah i i, I think i think i think we'll I think we'll have too much for Cobbs. I, I can't. I don't think we'll massively outscore them because we've not, we've not done that all season. So I'll probably see it being a two-nil victory, maybe. Yeah, I'll go with two-nil. Two-nil to Saha, predicted by Mister Saha Eleven himself. Yeah. Um, Russell going with three-one to Saha Eleven, um, Thanks, a comfortable Russell. win. I'm going to go for um, a two a two-one Saha Eleven win. Yeah. Uh, all close. I think it will be close. I think, like you say. Um, you've not set the world alight in terms of goal scoring, but it seems to be you're getting wins over the line. So I could see a tight one, uh, probably yep. with some with some offside calls stopping you from getting as many goals as you deserve. <laughs> oh, <my. laughs> I might uh, ask the league if provide VAR for tomorrow's game. <laughs> yeah, uh, Sardis JFC against London Warriors is our third game of the week. Uh, yeah. did second in Div One, uh, twenty-seven points in from thirteen games. Uh, London Warriors are fifth uh, with 19 points from their 13 games. Uh, after a promising start for London Warriors, um, they've tumbled down the uh, table. Uh, Sarnestead's form, um, 
three wins from three, uh, no losses in their last six, which is good form to, for, to come in into the end of the season with some cup uh, cup semi-finals and or finals to play now. So, so I said in good form, two out of three wins. Um, well, no, it's not, is it? That's one out of one out of three wins for London Warriors uh, yeah. after their double banker loss this weekend. One one win in their last six games altogether. So they're out of form. Uh, D Simpson is Sinus's top scorer, 16 goals in 19 games. London Warriors not entered any um, information for the entire season in terms of goal scorers uh, onto Football Me Too. Um, so no, no way of uh, checking their bits, so to speak, Roger. Um, I'm going to go straight in with this one and, and back Sinister to win this 2-1 after what I saw yesterday. There was a lot of fight, a lot of gall about um, Sinister without really playing fantastic football. I hope, I hope I haven't offended them by saying that. They got the job done. I think the the opposition that they face in London Warriors are probably going to be a similar uh, a similar tough outfit as Santola. Uh, so I'm going to go 2-1 for Sinister tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow got me saying it now Sunday um, and Russell is backing his team to win 3-1 where, where are your thoughts on this one mate? Um, I think this is there's there's there's, there's a, a little bit of bad blood between t- between the two teams um, okay. definitely definitely no love loss um, I think Russell's going to miss this game I believe he said I think he's going to Wembley Sunday um, so I think that may that may play some small part as well Um I'm going to say, I think Warriors are going to be up for this. I think they're going to be fry, fired up. I'm going to say a draw. I'm going to say, a, yeah, I'll say a, a London Warriors special. I'm going to say a draw. I'm going to say a Desmond. A Desmond Two, in tribute to the man himself. Yeah, that's definitely, yeah. Right. Yeah. Last game. Thank you very much, Roger. Last game. Gold coaching, taking on KFC. Um, this is in the Intermediate Cup. And I believe this is a quarterfinal, I want to say. Quarterfinal game, uh, gold coaching against KFC. Gold coaching uh, this season, they're in Division 2, as are KFC, I believe. Yep, both, both, both Division 2. Uh, gold coaching a fifth in Division 2, 23 points from 16. Uh, KFC are eighth in Division 2, seven points from 16. The big golf in uh, quali- in, in uh, levels between the two of them. Um, not a, a load of points difference, should I say, but not really difference in in, posi- in league positions. Goal coaching, no wins in three games. And you have to go back to the 16th of January for their last uh, their last win on the pitch. Wow. They've had lots, they've had a few games awarded to them, um, but their last win on the field was the 16th of January, which is a long time. Mm. Uh, KFC will have one win in their last three games so between the two of them they're actually the form side uh, N Kelly for N, uh, for gold coaching is the top scorer 18 and 19 clearly got yep. a good striker on the books Rog and Jay Munn for KFC is the top scorer for them six in six so two decent strikers in yep. terms of goals per game ratio but it, they've not converted that into uh, league form but this is the intermediate cup and we know that form goes out of the window when it comes to yep. cup games. Uh, Russell back in KFC to win 4-2, which is interesting. I'm surprised um, by that. I'm surprised yeah. by that. Uh, maybe the gold coach in capitulation against Kaizen is in his mm. mind. It's in my mind as, as well. So I'll let you have a quick chat before I make my prediction. Um, yeah, I think I think form does go out the window when it comes to, when it comes to cup football. Um, 
you know, a bit of luck comes into it. Um, players tend to raise their game a bit for cup games. Um, that being said, I do think goal coaching are going to have a little bit too much for KFC. Um, from what I've from what I've seen of, of both, te- I mean, I've not seen KFC this season, but I've played in, in previous seasons and I've seen goal coaching um, first down this season when, yeah. when we played them in the cup a few weeks ago. Um, they're not a bad little side. Um, they've got a couple of decent players and they, they 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 play some good football. I think goal coaching will have will have a bit too much for for KFC. Uh, I'm going to say a f- I'm going to say a turnaround of fortune. I'm going to say a five-one to goal coaching. I have one goal coaching. Yeah, what a, what a comeback that would be after 11-1 battering <laughs> no. this weekend. Uh, I'm going to go gold, gold, gold coaching as well. I'm going 3-1 gold coaching. I can see him winning. But yeah. it's, a lot, it's a big difference in the league between the two of them. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't have a look at the results between the two this season, uh, I must admit. But uh, let's have a look if I can find it. Yeah, gold coaching beat him 5-1 back at the end of October. Uh, and gold coaching beat them. They've beat them 5 0 twice. 5 1 and 5 0. I would I would like to tell you that I've done my homework, Andrew, but I'd be lying. So <laughs> I'm just I'm looking now. Gold coaching beat them 5 1 on the 31st of October, and they beat them 5 0 on the 12th of December. So obviously that's gone out the window, and we're in a cup now. So yeah, it's different altogether, but they've definitely got their number. Yeah, I'm gonna back the gold coaching boys uh 3 1. Definitely. Yeah. Rog. Um, big Andrew. week for you week after this one yes massive uh, so that's the 20 that'll be the 24th where you play 24th. your senior cup so I look forward to speaking to you next week we've got a semi-final special by the looks of it next weekend yep. with the senior cup intermediate cup and invitational cup A cup side A to talk about so I can't wait to do that uh, have a good week mate all the very best with your game against Cobbs uh, you hopefully you don't get a plane landing on the pitch from uh, from Gatwick <laughs> with, with the lino. Uh, and I'll speak to you next week. Cheers, Andrew. Have a good week, mate. So back with Jamie and the OBD SFL. Uh, the fixtures for Sunday, the 17th of April. Um there's some midweek games that we'll run through after. We'll go through our quick our four games um, of the week, as chosen uh, by Jamie. Um, we've got any cup games in this one, Jamie? No. No, no they're no. all league games. Uh, let's get through the games. In the Prem, Sports King, All-Stars taking on Saha. Uh, Must-win game for Saha, this one for me. There's a points gap just emerging between themselves and Sports King. Uh Saha losing recently to uh, South London Panthers, giving Sports King an opening. Uh, Sports King top of the division, 29 points from 12 games. Uh, Saha a third, 25 from 12. Still a decent return for Saha, but they find themselves in third place. I think ground up is in between, sandwiched in between the two teams um, in second place. Three out of three wins for Sports King. Their last loss was on the, uh, the 2nd of January against Hatcham in the Kent County Cup. Uh, yeah, the Kent FA Cup, should I say. Uh, so not lost for all that time. Uh, three months, over three months now. Uh, four months even. Uh, a good return for Sports King. Their top scorer is uh, Dee McCarthy with nine goals in 10 games. Um, functional team. Definitely um, a talented side, but they share it around and a lot of players contribute uh, to their wins. Uh, Saha, 
They've won two of their last three, uh, and their top goal scorer is Ali Yassin uh, Ahmed uh, with 11 in 11. Um, he's having a good season. John's guess on this one is a Desmond. He's bottled it. Um, really? Yeah. Oh. What do you think, Jamie? I mean, Saha haven't played for about three, four weeks now. Yeah. So, I mean, and sports getting the flying. So, I think this one, even though it's a potential title decider, um, oh, God. 27th, yeah, I, 27th of March was um, Saha's last game. So, three weeks. Yeah. I, I I just think Sports King with the form they're in and Saha having not played um, I fancy Sports King to win this 3-1 3-1 to Sports King for Jamie I, I'm going to go for a Sports King win I do think it will be closer uh, I'm going to go 2-1 what did you say? 3-1 I'll go 2-1 2-1 Sports King uh, it's going to be very edgy uh, Saha will be used to playing on um, a big pitch a big flat pitch like uh, Sports Kings, it maybe catches some teams uh, by surprise going from a, a park pitch or a smaller pitch. That, that pitch over at Green Court is huge, um, but Saha have that at Crystal Palace, um, so that won't be that won't be a surprise to them. But yeah, two one to Sports King for me. That's going to be an absolute blinder. As I say, I think it's must win for Saha with a lovely midweek game of the second part of these uh, league games planned. Mm-hmm. Um, Saha will want to be taking it to that to that midweek game uh, with with their sights still on the title. I think a loss here, and that might not be uh, that might not be pl- uh, plausible. Uh, in Division One, uh, a massive game at the top of the table for West Wickham. Uh, they currently sit in top of Div One. Uh, they are first with thirty two points from seventeen games, uh, three wins from three. Um, their last the the last loss was against Royal Southwark. Uh, funnily enough, um, Royal Southwark are sixth in the table, 24 points from 15. Uh, two win, the two games in hand doesn't really get them close to, uh, well, one point behind West Wickham. Uh, in fact, two wins of two games, two of their last three games, sorry, mate, have been wins. Um, Royal Southwark in decent form. Fred Johnson is their top man with 10 goals in 11. Uh, Jamie, uh, you know most, you know better about these two teams than anyone. Uh, involved in this chat, including John. What do you think? Um, it's an intriguing one. I think West Wickham doing very well, setting top, obviously. Um, a bit surprised, obviously. I know they got through yesterday in the cup, but a bit surprised it was only 1-0 because mm. uh, they, they did score a lot of goals, like 51 goals in 17 games in the league there. So they know where the back of the net is. Um, but I think we're also having a little bit of a resurgence and they got... They've got games in hand on West Wickham up there, so um, they could really put themselves right behind them if they if they pick up those wins. Um, but I'm going to get on that fence and go for a Desmond, because I think they'll cancel each other out. A Desmond uh, in tribute to the great man himself, predicted by Jamie. John White going for a 2-0 West Wickham win. <laughs> i got to admit, I can't see... I can't see uh, West Wickham keeping a clean sheet. They've conceded 28 goals in their 17 games, uh, which points, um, uh, might as well say that's two, just under two a game. So I can't see a clean sheet. And this one against um, Royal Southwark, who have scored 35 in their 15. So you think <sighs> a draw is a good, a good shout, but I'm actually going to back. I'm going to back West Wickham to win, but I'm going to back them to win 2-1. 
2-1 to West Wickham. Uh, I'm just looking at the goals scored. West Wickham nearly three, over three a game, uh, but they've conceded two a game. Well, Southwark, 35 goals in 15. Haven't quite scored as many as re- in recent years, uh, but they've conceded 19 goals in 15 games. That's more. So you say their defence is a bit tight. I don't. I'm going with a West Wickham win, however. 2-1 to West Wickham. This this is their last game of the season. 18, uh, nine, 10 team league, uh, 18 games. Yeah, this is their last game. So they'll be playing. They'll be watching the rest of the results uh, for the rest of the season in the league with their cup games still to play. Uh, interesting one. Good luck to both teams. We like both teams here. Phoenix 2 play Manor Wood from, the, from Division 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, the division no one wants to win uh, this season. Phoenix 2 are fourth in Div 2 with 27 points from 15 games. Uh, a decent return. Manorwood are fifth with 25 points in 17 games. Uh, so pretty close to the, to each other uh, in the table. Uh, one point, one place above Phoenix Sports with the two in hand. If they did win their two games in hand, um, Phoenix would be on 33 points, which would put them second Um with leaving New Beckenham three points back behind with, with a game in hand. So there's plenty to play for still in this division. The top three currently, Blase, Ballers, New Beckenham and Hayden. Um, Hayden have played the same. Hayden have played 17, New Beckenham 16, uh, Blase, Ballers 21. They've only got one league game to play, so it's going to be squeaky bum time for the Blase boys. Phoenix, however, have no wins in their last three games. Uh, and Manorwood, one win in their last three. So both teams desperate um, for a win uh, to try and push themselves into that top three um, promotion places. George Dennis, the top scorer for Phoenix, has 10 goals in 14 games. Uh, Thomas Puttock has nine, uh, 11 goals in nine games for Manor Wood. Jamie, these are two teams that at the beginning of the season looked to be the teams to watch. Manor Wood um, have been, uh, had a, after a couple of poor seasons, the last two for them have been excellent. They've um, they found their feet um, and look to be uh, amongst the early parts of the season. They've dropped off quite a lot, but this game should be winnable for both teams. They'll both be wanting this one. Yeah, both are going to look at it as winnable and there's an opportunity to keep themselves kind of in the hunt for promotion. Yeah. Um, Man, got five league games left and Phoenix got seven, so... Um, they really want to be putting the pressure on Hayden, who have, have done so well again in that third spot. You've got to give them credit. Yep. Um, but yeah, Phoenix just with those games in hand, so they'll be looking to to claw that back. Um, it's an interesting one, man. I would, <laughs> funnily enough, on zero goal difference, that kind of does sum up their season. One, mm. just, they started superbly well, um, and then they, they lost some games and they lost a lot of like high scoring games as well so um, but cup semi-finalists this year cup finalists a few years ago just before Covid or just at the the first season we managed to finish the cups with, in Covid so um, a club who have been kind of going pretty well in, in the bigger picture but I think on Sunday um, when it comes down to it I think Phoenix will have the upper hand and I, I tip them to win it 2-1 Phoenix 2-1 Phoenix for Jamie uh, John back in Phoenix to win two nil. Uh, I'm just looking at this, looking at this table. It's absolutely mental, isn't it? Absolutely mental. All nine. Just don't look at the bottom. Well, no, but uh, all the the lowest losses in the top half of the table is New Beckenham on four. So they've still lost four. Mm. Uh, they've lost twenty percent of their no, not twenty percent, more than that. But six, four 25%. of their six, twenty-five percent of their games have been losses. 
no one's really got a massive goal difference. Plus 17 for the top team, plus 19 for Need Beckenham, plus nine, plus 11. It's it's a crazy, it's so tight. Um, there's nothing in it. Uh, I, know, my... I know we are propping up the table, obviously, but it's actually been a very enjoyable division to be in this year. Um, one of the main reasons for that, and it's the same in Division 1, you've got no teams that have folded or anything like that. Yeah. So it's everyone's getting football. And even the teams like ourselves, DC and Broccoli, Chiselhurst, LSU, even in that, are all giving teams games. And, and well, they boys are getting more results than we are, but it, it's such an enjoyable division this year just to kind of be a part of, but also watch from the outside as well. Yeah, it's been a great... It's, it seems to be a real competitive division. I mean, from your from your match reports of your games, right, you've got nine losses there, but you've there's never been a game, a week where you've said, we've just been totally outplayed. It seems a very competitive division from top to bottom where everyone can get a result and you've had results against Phoenix, you've had results against uh, Alpington, yourselves and Hayden, and Hayden um, which is just crazy. Um, it's been, a, it has been a good division. You're absolutely right. My prediction uh, if you two are going for Phoenix, I'll go for Phoenix as well. I'm going to go. What did you say? Uh, two one. I'm going to go. Hmm. I do score goals. So do, I'll go and three two, three two to Phoenix. Seems sensible. Both teams score. Both teams concede. Uh, that would be a good game. Uh, the last one is in Division Four. Another fe- another Phoenix team. Uh, in the games of the week, Crayway uh, helped. Uh, they lost to C- Crayford Arrows Reserves uh, last week. This week, uh, Wilgar did the job and beat Crayford Arrows Reserves. Crayway won as well. So they're back on even even uh, points with the Crayford Arrows Reserves team. They play Phoenix 4. Uh, Crayway are second, 37 points from 16 games, Jamie. Three losses uh, so far this season for Crayway, plus 11 goal difference. Uh, that's the lowest of the top four by mm. by 15, um, which may be uh, points to either a, a, a tighter defence uh, or um, or a misfiring striker. But uh, they're they're only uh, eight goals behind, eight eight nine goals behind uh, Phoenix Sports four on goals scored. Uh, Crayways form two wins in their last three. That loss in that three games coming against Crayford Arrows Reserves uh, last week. Uh, Sam Barnard is their top man, 16 in 16. And we've mentioned him quite a lot. Uh, Phoenix are fourth. Phoenix Sports 4 in Division 4 are fourth. That's their favourite number. Uh, 29 points in 15 games for the Phoenix boys. Um, they have a similar form as form guide as Crayway. Two wins in their last three games. Uh, Albert Caton is their top man. Nine goals in 11 games. Jamie, there's nothing in this one. Uh, in terms of points, though, uh, Phoenix are quite a way behind. Even with the games in hand, uh, they'd still be five points behind Crayway. Uh, form exactly the same. Uh, Crayway with the 16-goal uh, striker, probably looking like they're quite reliant on on Sam for their goals. Um, John backing Crayway to win 4-0. He always backs Crayway quite heavily. <laughs> he's, he's quite impressed by them from when they played. Um, it's it's must win, I'd say, for Cray, uh, for Phoenix this one if they want to get themselves amongst um, the top three because Wilgar do have quite a game, quite a few games in hand, so they'll be looking to use this to catch Crayway, I imagine. Yeah, I, I, looking at the table now, I really, really like this game. So yeah. you've got 
Crayway, who we've been saying I've been battling it neck for neck with Crayford Arrows reserves. But now looking at that, Wilgar are really putting the pressure on both of them. And yeah, to me, Wilgar could possibly even go and win that. Yeah. Quite comfortably now. But yeah. I think you're right. I think if Phoenix want to stay in the hunt for promotion, they have to win. Um, I think if they don't win it, then I think the top three will remain as it is in whatever order they finish. Um, but Crayway, if they won't have any chance of winning the title, which I'm sure after the season they've been having, they'll definitely won't. They, they have to win this and win it comfortably because I think you're right, goal difference could even come into it. So they need to start maybe racking up three, four goal margin victories like they did at the weekend, in fairness. Yeah. Um, I do think Crayway will win it. But I think it'll be tight. I think I'm probably going to go for a 2-1 to Crayway. 2-1 Crayway. Uh, I'm going to bottle this. I'm going to go for a Desmond. <laughs> I'm going to go for uh, a Desmond. The bottle's well. crashing again. <laughs> uh, I think you've all had a Desmond, so I'll have one uh, on this one. Uh, Ministry of Ball lurking over Phoenix Sport 4 shoulder. They're three points behind. So if they could win this weekend, they'll be on equal points should uh, Phoenix um, lose. So it's very tight and there plenty of football still to play. This is a 20, this is a 22 game season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Crayford Arrow is still with four to play. Crayway with <laughs> six to play. Uh, Wilgar with nine games to play. Ridiculous. Uh, and uh, Phoenix Sports with uh, no, um, seven games to play. So plenty of stuff to do. <laughs> Our league boy is going to fit seven games into uh, for six weeks, I don't know. Be some double bankers if if they can get it done. Uh, Jamie, the fixtures then uh, for next week. Let's just have a quick a quick <coughs> run through. Mm, uh, one, games... you know, one that jumps out for me just straight away is South London Panthers away to Hacienda. Now, yeah. like, that's a great chance for the Panthers to go on a winning run because Hacienda, as we know, were absolutely superb at the start of the season. Christ knows what's happened to them since then. Um, but yeah, I think the Panthers are going to be looking for three points here. Yeah. I agree. There's three midweek cup games. Uh, Phoenix Sports 4 take on um, Hayes and Pickhurst. Uh, don't be fooled by the league table differences between them That'll two. Hayes and game. That'll be a blinder. At Sporting Club Thamesmead uh, tomorrow if, on Tuesday, if you can get down there, go and do that. The Elm- Elmstead take on the wall at Beckenham Town. That's the Paul Pickard semi final. Yeah, sorry to the wall for missing you. Yeah, they what a great first, what a great season, first season in the, the senior. Wall, the wall, David. Too. What a, wait, what a final yeah. that would be. And that'll, said, to be fair. That'll be blinding. And Belmont take on uh, Hatch and Beckenham Manor at Prince's Park, Dartford. That one is on Wednesday, and I'm on the line to Adam uh, Clayton again. His his wish has been um, granted again, and I've been on the line to him twice within a week. Um, You've been no, on the lines with him twice in a week. Oh, Saturday, I was, stuff to yourself, mate. <laughs> Saturday I was on the line to him at Peckham Town <laughs> and this week uh, Wednesday at uh, Prince's Park so it'll be a good game anyway always like always nice going out with referees that you're friends with uh, some other big games this week Rocker Seniors take on Bickley after that uh, epic cup game that went to extra time a week or so ago they meet in the senior division that'll be great as you say Hacienda South London Panthers both teams switching places really in the form guide and, and South London Panthers uh, will look to capitalise on that that'll be great Hats and Royals uh, want to get back to winning ways against Club Langley Club, Club Langley don't want promotion but it looks like they're going to get it um, that, that's <laughs> going to be a mad one uh, DC Football Broccoli a big game um, at the bottom of Division yeah. 2 especially for Jamie yeah. 
Um, you play New can Beckenham. Both, can both teams lose? <laughs> they can't, but a draw will be the best result for you, I'm guessing. Uh, yeah. You guys play New Beckenham, uh, who we know on their day can be beaten. Um, what do you think? What hopes do you hold for that one on Sunday? So, yeah, this is actually going to be our 100th Orpington and Bromley League game on Sunday. Oh, brilliant. Um, so, yeah, so what a good way to mark that occasion where I win there. But we played them the last time. Um, it wasn't a great game, but there wasn't much in it either. Um, a really special goal for Chris McGinney is really what separated the two teams on the day. So, I mean, oh, they've got that kind of quality in their ranks, but we've been slowly working, trying to bed in the new boys that we've got. And we're obviously got numbers now. We remember struggling earlier in the season. So, um, playing, I think that's a 4G pitch at Ladywell. Just, and it's down the road for me as well. That's incredible. Um, nice long life for me on Sunday. So, we're really the opportunity just to go, go on a good surface, play some football. And yeah, if we get the result, great. If not, we just keep going. So, um, But no, it, it should be a, a good test for us. It'll be a good game. Westrum and LSU is a good looking game in Division 2. That's a double banker as well. Both teams, uh, I think I'm going to say, are both the other side of, of 30 on the whole. So that may be a tough ask mm-hmm. for, for the two teams to do a double banker. Hatch and Beck and Amanda meet the Warren. Uh, other good games look like I tell you West Hills <coughs> against um, Deptford is a double banker that'll be uh, interesting uh, other games let's have a quick peek uh, Petswood Roadrunners play Hayes and Pickers that could be um, a massacre Jamie I think that's the pick of the games this weekend Wilgar play AFC uh, Lesser Christchurch in a double banker which will be two massacres that, that's got to be six points from Wilgar then surely has to be and probably plus 10 goals if they have a good day. Yeah, so even more important for Crayway and Crayford Darrow's reserves to pick up wins, I would say. Yeah, I think you're right. Must win. Crayway, obviously, our game that we reviewed. Uh, are Crayford Arrows reserves playing? Well, maybe they're not even in action. So they, they might be uh, wearing the Lesser Christchurch, Christchurch scarves at the weekend. Yeah, they're not planned. So, yeah, they'll be looking anxiously over on those three games uh, this weekend. Jamie, I wish you all the very best against New Beckenham. Uh, thanks for your time tonight, and I'll speak to you next week. Speak to you. So, back with Gibbs and the West for predictions. Uh, Mark Dolby with us again. Thank you, Mark, for submitting your scores for the four games. We have this week, Gibbs, first up this week, uh, Highfield Rovers taking on Foresters. Uh, this is a cup game, so remember this one is predicted the score at 90 minutes. Uh, just a bit of form uh, for the two teams, both sitting in Division 6. Uh, Highfield Rovers second in Division, 25 points from 11 games. Uh, well above the, the two-point per game average that I like to see for promotion. Could that be Highfield this year? We know... Uh, we think we know that um, Footscray Lions Vets are going to be the top team. Their games now puts them favourites. Uh, it'll be a battle between Highfield and uh, Peckham IA uh, for that second spot, we think. Uh, Foresters, they're fourth in the division, having a really good year, their first year uh, in the league. They're tw- they have 20 points from their 12 games. Uh, in terms of form, Highfield have won three of their last three games, scoring 13 goals as they've done it. Foresters have won two of their last three uh, they've scored 10 goals in those three games. So both teams coming into it in good goal-scoring form. Uh, Connor Keane is the Highfield Rovers' top scorer. 
10 in 10. Um, well done, Connor. Uh, and Freddie Corbett is the uh, Forrester's top striker. 15 in 12 for him. Uh, Gibbs in a cup. Uh, form goes out the window. Both teams are in good form. Both scoring goals anyway. Yeah, um, semi-final as semi-final. well. Semi-final. I don't know if either of the teams... Um, Forest uh, Highfield seem like they have, would, might have known each other a little bit more um, in terms of being mates and stuff. So perhaps that lean, makes you lean towards them uh, as their league position is slightly higher than Forrester's as well. Uh, I'm going to go for uh, for Highfield myself. Mark backing them to win four two. Highfield to win four two. Yeah, I'm going to go for I'm going to go Highfield as well. Uh, and they've got a big game on on uh, Tuesday on Tuesday <coughs> night as well after this. So will they? Well, they, uh, I don't think they're going to worry about that league game when they've got a cup semi-final. So I expect them to put a, their best 11 out on Sunday. I'm back in Highfield to win 3-2. What do you think? I was thinking 3-2. <laughs> but um, I do think Highfield will get the job done. Um, I'm going to say Highfield 4-3. 4-3, Highfield. Yeah. Uh, clean sweep at Selk Towers and Mark Dolby uh, with the predictions for Highfield Rovers. Uh, Forrester's team talk done for them. Ronnie's not used to that kind of pressure. No, it? and that's what Do I mean. It's mean, a different so... mentality now. He's going into deep waters this at the back end of the season. Uh, not worrying about going down, but looking at trophies. Uh, it's a completely different mentality, um, which would be good to see. Uh, we like Ronnie and we like Highfield Rovers. So uh, good luck to, to them. Uh, and Foresters, whatever happens now for them this season, uh, it's been a good year for them. Uh, the second game is South Ballers against SE 69ers. Um, a game perhaps doesn't stand out as a as a massive game as a as a thing, but you look at the teams. Uh, South Ballers sixth in Division Five. Uh, SE Baller, uh, SE 69ers, sorry, are fourth in Division Five. Uh, the Ballers have 16 points from their 13 games. Uh, SE 69 is 18 points from their 13 games. So very tight between the two teams, uh, albeit with uh, two uh, positions separating them. Uh, South Ballers are free for free in their last three, three games in good form. SE 69 ers uh, are two for free uh, and they've scored 12 goals in their last two games. Uh, so ball, uh, the 69ers in red up form. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ballers top scorer is uh, Topi. Uh, Adeguwa with 10 in 11 and George Grant is 15 for 15 for SE69ers Gibbs you're probably the best person uh, to pass judgment on this team uh, this game where you think it's going to go Dolby's going 3-1 to 69ers I'm just going to go straight in with that one mm. what do you think? Um, to me I picked this game as game of the week because just know, <coughs> knowing a little bit about both the sides um, obviously South Ballers are on the on the pickup now as well yep. they've had a few good results the of ball's, late the ball's rolling isn't yeah it? they're scoring goals and they're defending as a unit but um, the 69ers are a good side as well they've won their last two 6-1 6-1 um, and not only that they've still got hopes of going up 69ers so I think they're looking at maybe the second maybe third position yep. um, Ballers want to keep their run going so it, it makes for an interesting game it does um, we don't always have to pick the top of the table clashes for, for it Absolutely to be a good not. game so for me, it's an interesting game. I do think this, like, with South Ballers conceding three in the second half on Sunday when they were five nil up, it shows me that they can still switch off a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think he did justify that with five changes, though. So five changes at half time. That does. That's a lot. It's half your team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a big change. I do get that. Um, yeah, we do. We do that in charity games, not in league games. Yeah. 
I do get that. I, I, I think the 69ers will have a bit too much. So I think the 69ers 5-2. 5-2 to the 69ers. Big yeah. win predicted. Um, if you and Dolby are going for the 69ers, I'm going to back the ballers. Ooh, okay. Let's see what happens. Uh, I'm guessing that that one loss in the last three for 69ers, one of them was the second game against you boys, I'm guessing. Possibly 2-1. Yeah, it would have been because that was three games ago. When um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to back the ballers just to try and ca- catch up some points. It's a risky one. I'm going to back the ballers to win two one. Let's see what happens. Uh, good luck to both teams there though, uh, and uh, Brownie. Good luck. Thanks for your match reports. Hopefully, uh, we'll get one for this game as well. Uh, the next one is Burridge Blues against Crayford Arrows. This is a quarter final. Of the Fred Jolly. Fred Jolly, yeah. Uh, this is a massive game. Burridge Blues, eighth in the senior division, bottom of the division. In fact, seven points from nine games. But don't be, don't be, uh, don't be fooled by that at all. Uh, Crayford Arrows, a second in Division One, nineteen points from ten games. Um, this is anything but cut and dry. Uh, Burridge Blues have won three of their last three games. Uh, one of those games was the cup final, just gone on penalties. Uh, and Crayford Arrows have won two of their last three games. Uh, the top goal scorer for Burridge Blues, Patrick Brennan, has nine in four games uh, for Burridge Blues. Uh, George Irvin is the top man for Crayford Arrows. Uh, he's got 11 goals in 18 games. Gibbs, uh, just ignore the league table when it comes to Burridge Blues. We know when yeah. they're in a cup game, that's what they want. We know that's their aim. Uh, it seems that this is their last season um, as a team in Westfa. Uh, presumably going to Vets football uh, next season. So um, they'll want to win this and go out with a bang and take as many cups with them as they possibly can. Um, form is with Burridge Blues. Uh, they're in a higher division, uh, but they're not. They're, their league form isn't great. Uh, Crayford Arrows have seemingly been in good form all year. What do you reckon, mate? Do you know what? I'm going to... I think this one might play out a draw. Okay. Um, I think I'm probably going to go 2-2. Two all in tribute to Desmond, <coughs> in tribute to Desmond himself. Uh, Mark Dolby back in Burridge to win 5-2. What's interesting is uh, Burridge Blues, can they get all the same? I know the players turn out for cup finals. Can they get them to turn out for, for a, a cup quarter. quarter final the week after a final? I know these boys all play good football on a Saturday. Can they get out on a Sunday morning two weeks in a row as well? It's all that interesting stuff. Uh, we'll, and we'll wait to see. Um, hopefully for them they can because obviously they'll they're, they're in it. They're in a real good game this weekend on Sunday. I think. Oh God. Mark back in. I'm going to go Burridge Blues and assume that they can get all the boys out. I don't think five two though. Um, I think three one to Burridge Blues, but it's going to be a real battle. Um, similar teams. Uh, both have good footballers and both have players that can mix it and and and, and go both ways. So, uh, an interesting one this one. I don't know if eleven men will uh, and leave the pitch for both teams. <laughs> uh, it'll be a good game though. Um, get down and see that one at Meridian if you can. I'm guessing on Sunday. Uh, the last one, a repeat, a repeat, should I say, of a recent cup final? Red Velvet meet Elton Rovers. Uh, Elton Rovers in the league. Uh, this is uh, Elton Rovers will want to avenge that cup win if if a league win can do that um, they'll want to get a win over Red Velvet that's for sure Red Velvet so far this season are first in Division 1 23 points from 9 
Uh, just the four points dropped for them this year. That's great form for them. Uh, Elton Rovers are sixth in the division after a really good start and a mini revival after Christmas. They sit sixth, 10 points from nine games. Not good enough for Elton Rovers. We've put that on the podcast. Uh, three out of three uh, wins for Red Velvet. Uh, one of those would have been the um, the Elton Rovers Cup win. Uh, Elton Rovers form one win in three. And I had a look back in their form over the season. Five wins is their longest winning streak. So they have got good. They have got a bit of good form in them. Uh, they're just not showing it lately. Very inconsistent. Uh, Red Velvet's top goal scorer is Liam Donaldson. 26 goals in 25 games. Unreal. Uh, and Ka- Cameron McMillan for Elton Rovers. Uh, even better. 28 goals in 21 games. Blimey. Unbelievable from Cameron. Great stats. Um, Gibbs. We know that Red Velvet had the cup final. We know they've won that. We know in the league, I think uh, Red Velvet have had better, have had the better of Elton yeah. Rovers. Can Elton Rovers go on better? They've got lots to play for. They've got pride to play for. Uh, can we see anything but a Red Velvet win though? Um, I just think Red Velvet are very efficient at the minute and um, getting those results going nicely. Very uh, much like yourselves. They're just in that real rhythm of winning. And they know how to get the results over the line. They're not underdogs. We're underdogs. <laughs> um, I'm going to go. You know, I'm going to go with Red Velvet two one. I think it'd be a very close game, but Red Velvet two one. Two one to Red Velvet for Gibbs. Uh, Mark Dolby has gone three two to uh, Red Velvet. Uh, I'm going to back Red Velvet. Uh, I'm going to go four two to Red Velvet. They're scoring a lot of goals. I know. Um, Elton Rovers have got a real good striker. Probably he's probably the leading goal scorer in Division One, uh, Cameron. But um, yeah, I can see Red Velvet getting the job done. Uh, let's have a look at some of the fixtures for next week. Um, plenty of games uh, to play. Plenty of games around the league um, this week. Uh, we've got a midweek cup final between Hartford and Kingsford. That'll be an absolutely brilliant cup final. That one yeah. is on Wednesday. If you can get down to that one, get down. Yeah. That will be an absolute game. That will be a fantastic game of football. Uh, in the Prem, we've got Borden Sports A against Jam. Jam just starting to talk uh, about themselves, talking about other teams as well on social media, which I really like. Thanks, Phil, for getting involved and tagging us on things because it's good to see yeah. um, Borden Sports A back to... Uh, playing this weekend after a, a, an illness ravaged the, the club this weekend. Yeah, definitely. Um, we always want people to play and always be uh, be well. So that'd be a good game. And they've had some good good games in the past. Um, just looking at that there, I didn't actually see that because that might have made game of the week. But Metrogas against Rising Talents. Um, that must have just got made. But that is actually a, a real good game. It's a good game. I think Metrogas will be comfortable in that one personally. Uh, Crocodile against Alpington Eagles is a good game. Uh, Crocodile. Old rivalries, really, yeah, for the old Fisher boys. Yeah, that's a great game. And as you say, an old rivalry. Um, we'll be looking. Well, Crocodile desperate for wins in that one. Have Inter Belvedere got Beacons again? Beacons, Inter Belvedere. Yeah, why are the league doing that to them? AC twelve stuff that is. Uh, Forzal looking back to get looking to get back to winning ways after their cup final defeat against a tricky uh, Phoenix Knights. They're no longer uh, an easy game at all. Forza desperate to get back to winning ways and revive their um, title chase. Hartford play Bexley Eve. Um, hopefully uh, for them they'll be hoping to take along their cup with them 
uh, to that one. Royal Oak, the Bosco will be a good one. They're both on a little bit of form at the minute as well. Yeah, the People's taking on Avery Hill. That's a lovely little rivalry. I thought was going to be in one of the games of the week. It's like a top of the table clash, isn't it, really? Yeah. Uh, they're both up there, so that would be a good game. A real good game. Uh, New Life against Tamils, bringing uh, two teams <coughs> who will, will fancy a win on the weekend. Uh, Springer United Blues uh, will definitely get a win against JJ United you have to say uh, they need some goals um, after recent uh, wobbles yep. uh, in the season they'll look. They'll be looking to get their goal difference healthy again Plums the char- uh, challenge, <coughs> challenge Cup there Blackfen against Danson Blackfen against um, Danson Albion is a tough game for Blackfen they won't, be, they won't want to take them lightly um, Adidas take on Peckham Rye uh, Gibbs at Cold Arbor on those slopey pitches anything can happen in the Westford Shield uh, you'll have to yeah no we don't um, underestimate them at all um, I mean look at their results they're in like a, I think they've got a semi-final they've got a, oh they're in a final sorry they're, they've got um, they're in another semi-final with the Fred Jolly I mean they're going along nice so they grind out they get results they score goals so they're not to be taken lightly by anyone to be fair so do you put yourself as underdogs in this one 100% 100% <laughs> go on <laughs> why did I set you up for it? Adidas <laughs> Athletic are, are scoring goals, mate. They're winning games, you know. So we just mm-hmm. have, we'll be happy to compete with them on the field. Um, I'm sure they're going to take the game to us and um, do what they do. But we can we can defend. So um, we'll, we'll we'll take our chances and see how we get on. Uh, Gibbs, I wish you all the very best in that one. The West for Shield. What round is that? The semi final. That quarter final. The quarter final. <clears throat> um, so another. Uh, cup final potentially potentially on the horizon for well, no, the winner of this plays Footscray Lions Vets in the oh, semi okay. so it's a, it's a tough one a very tough semi final but um, you do play in a division above Footscray Lions Vets so you would go into that one as favourites should you get past <laughs> the Adidas Athletic mate course. they've got the top scorer in the whole of Westford at Footscray Lions Vets he's got about 85 so they've got to be favourites mate I wish you all the best in this one on Sunday can't look past Adidas uh can't look to the next round just yet. I wish you all the best, mate, and uh, speak to you after Easter. Cheers, mate. Take care. That is it. The end of episode 32 of the Sunday League Show. Thank you to Graham, Roger, Jamie and Gibbs for their help tonight on the reviews and previews. Thank you to Graham for going through all the league tables and working out all of the scenarios for the rest of the season. Very interesting to do that. Thank you to AFC Poplar Rovers. Not quite over the line yet uh, for the league title, but it's looking very likely uh, with Argentina with a hell of a lot of work to do in terms of goals scored. Uh, thank you to all of our sponsors, uh, Awards FC, Down to Play App, Magpie Recruitment, Borden Sports Youth, Sports King TV, Skipper Sportswear and Grassroots Football GRF. And our graphic designs for the podcast is at NJPGD. Thank you, Nick, for all the help with, with uh, the graphics and everything for our podcast that you'll see uh, on your providers at SoundCloud, Apple or Spotify. All Nick's work. Thank you, mate. Uh, our charity sponsors are at NJPGD. They're our front of shirt sponsor. Our back of shirt sponsor is the uh, Stop Bullying campaign from Bald and Sports. And our sleeve sponsors are Black Eagle Athlete and Arithmetic Accountants. Thank you very much. Our match day supplies uh, for the charity game are sponsored by Player Packs. Um, and we're very, very grateful for everyone's help. Uh, next week, the guest 
isn't quite sorted yet. Uh, next week's show will probably be, be out uh, Tuesday night after bank holiday. Um, I'm probably going to need an extra day um, to get things sorted due to a family break. Um, so Tuesday night this week for uh, next week, should I say, for the, for episode 33 uh, with the guest unknown as yet. Um, but we'll be speaking to Jamie, Roger and Gibbs as guests to preview their club uh, because they do they are a bit humble when it comes to their own club. And I'd like to give them a shout out from time to time too. So we might we may well be doing that uh, before we come back round to the Southern Sunday guests in a few weeks' time. All the best to everyone. Enjoy your Easter break. Uh, win your cup semi-finals and finals if you're in them. Uh, if you've got title races to win, go get it. And if you're in relegation battles, don't give up. Uh, there's always another week. And if you've got nothing to play for, use the time now to start building and planning for next season. Uh, all the best, guys, and I'll speak to you next week. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.